We are back. I talk, talk, talk to the talk, talk, talk. Okay, good. Right. It is Monday, the 30th of January, 1928. You had smashed it out of the park last night at the Historical Society. And you're all currently at your various homes in Boston. Or your hotel in Boston. If you happen to live in New York. Yeah. It's been a successful... Success, another successful presentation at the Society. Congratulations. You can all give yourselves a hearty slap on the back. I guess Michelle doesn't want a hearty slap on the back. Oh, her camera's, her camera's frozen again, so... <laughs> are you gathering together, or are you going to just go about your day jobs for a few days and then gather together? Um... If I attempt to go about my day job just yet, I'll be told off. You indeed will be told off. You have to go and see Dr. Shiny tomorrow for that clean bill of health. One of the historical societies, some of they work for the SCP Association. Oh, well, yeah. They all sound like they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry, the flesh-tearing fucking chair is in the corner. I'm on the mimic in the corner. I'm probably evolved to become them. Um, Monday passes, you all do your various day jobs, and in the evening you gather in George's house for a drink to discuss your next plan. A plan. George's, is the artwork here, or is it all in the gallery in New York? Or are you moving it from house to house? No, we've had the, we've had a gallery built in New York, so that's where that is sitting for now. And um, I, I think it would be slightly crazy of me to start sh- moving it from place to place. So it makes makes way more sense for me to just acquire more art and make a new gallery here. That is indeed the logical way of going about it. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> at least until you lose a few more sanity points. At which point I will move everything to wherever I am at any given point. Jenkins is just sat there like, please. (laughs) Jenkins is on the phone to his wife like, oh my God, we need a dog. (laughs) I don't get between those two. Yeah, Yeah, but you can give her a heads up that he's going crazy over artwork. It's cheap. You and the wife are friends. You all gather. Jenkins oh, thank is you. Thank oh. you, everybody, for your help on um, uh, the Badin Castle paper. That went down really, really well. Quite well. Even. It's very good. Very good. It's quite enjoyable. The whole the whole thing was quite enjoyable. Other than you know Mary having her throat slashed by herself, the floor. I don't know. Whatever we're, whatever we're saying it was. It was not me. 
I'm sorry if my story was a bit too convincing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I guess we need to figure out what our, our next paper's going to be. Well, do we want to stay around here in New York, or do we want to go further afield, I guess? Well, I know that I've told Jenkins that he can have complete autonomy on purchasing the uh, the Colts to Ghouls book, so I know that will probably become a presentation at some point. Yes, I do need to go back to Arkham at some point to follow that up. Now, of course, I've been looking into the Dillingards anyway, mm, but there I don't is as and when. From memory, there is still plenty of um, things to explore in Arkham, although it might be nice to have a, a change of scenery. Could all go down to Kingsport. Oh, we've not been there yet, have we? Oh, I haven't looked at the dossier before. Kingsport is basically next door to Innsmouth, isn't it, Ash? It's next door to Arkham. All oh, right. okay. Hang on, oh. this will help. There's Arkham. Innsmouth is here. Oh. Alright. I mean, we should definitely go find some witch trials in Salem. Oh, hell yeah. You could always go and investigate your Tillingast family leads, Quing. Um, Jenkins would be much more interested in getting everyone else to near fight first. Well, I'm just the butler. Well, talk to them now, then. <laughs> he is butter butler. He is a butter butler or a butt's He's butler? A butty <laughs> butler. He's a butter's butler who butters butts? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we've still got um, Georgettes and... Um, and... Um, Stand to get to Neophyte, so I would suggest we do one of their papers next. Yeah. Is there, is there a topic? Well, so you want to do the artwork. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Stan? Is there anything in particular you're interested in? Um, let me refresh my. House of the lawyer who all the litigation was going on. You know, the guy who vanished in Arkham, but uh, he's been yeah, years at this point. Yeah, no, I, I did try, but it is really tightly wrapped up in legal bureaucracy. Um, I, I can keep going at it, it um, every now and then, but it's not going to be anytime soon. Or. We can go to Hawaii, I seem to remember. We can go to Hawaii? Because that's where he's retired to. No, the Caribbean somewhere. Ah, oh, or Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, but, I, yeah, we did find out he is retired in the Caribbean. Why everything is still tied up in legal matters, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, he is in the Caribbean. Well, it's a long way to go just to ask somebody why is your estate um, tied up in legal matters. Yes, Dr. Um, Shrewsbury is apparently living in 
Bermuda. Oh, yes. No. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> You're gonna fucking be. He's not gonna be in Barbados, is he? I mean, I'm not in the position to fund myself a trip to Bermuda to go and ask him. We could use a holiday. Holiday could be a wonderful thing, sir. Kennedy knobs. Yes, George has has worked really hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's difficult to (laughs) be conned by art dealers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is really difficult. You know, he's he's had to get his own drinks. (laughs) I have. It's been a trying couple of weeks. I mean, the fact that Jenkins could probably benefit from a look... uh, the warm weather and clean some, uh, sea air. I feel so sorry for Michelle. What? Look at her. She's she's got gloves on. She's in her outdoor winter coat. She's got scarf she's on. She's cuddling oh. down, and she you know all it would take was turning the thermostat up to like twenty degrees, but her husband would murder her. <laughs> or close the window, maybe. It's just right in here at a minute. I feel warm today. I think your wife cuddled in a coat looking like she's shivering, however, Craig. She's been in that coat mid-January, but July before. You've got a coat on. Yeah, but more for comfort than because of warmth. I'm actually getting too warm. I'm just too lazy to take it off. So what I'm hearing is, if you need to shut the window and Craig can strip down to his swim shorts and turn the webcam off... And uh, <laughs> the temperature will be just right. Could be a bit too seeming. <laughs> anyway, I distracted us. Carry on talking. Uh, I guess we could plan a holiday to Bermuda, but we'd probably need like at least a good dossier to actually like to ask what to ask him about, and a reason for him to tell us. I guess. I mean, it is an unsolved mystery. I mean, I, I'm good at anything. It's it's easier for me to put my affairs in order if we wanted to go on a trip. <laughs> yeah, George is just like, Janine, I'm going away, take care of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on business to Bermuda. Uh, that that reminds me, didn't... Um... Did Jenkins want to speak to Janine? Yes, yeah, guess I'm out of time just yet. Janine's here, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Sure be My other interest is the, the sanatorium, actually, in Arkham. It's like a fascinating old building that's been about, like, 400 years, and no one appears to have written down anything that happened there. That's a bit strange. Yeah, it's just, like, not anywhere recorded. It's weird. Does it make sense for us to just go back to Arkham then? Because there's stuff that we need to do there anyway, or that Jenkins can follow up on, and there seems to be other points of interest that we could still check out, I guess. And at the end of it, we can go to Bermuda. <laughs> exactly. How would one get to Bermuda from here? Boat? It won't be train, I can say that much. Yeah. <laughs> 
One would, one would assume one would pile aboard George's yacht, you know, the multi-million pound yacht that mostly sits in the marina at New York, and he occasionally has cocktail parties on, and sail it to Bermuda. Or take a commercial ocean liner to Bermuda. Or George's could invest 2.4 million into a water train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are we are we thinking Arkham then? Or, and, or, then or, and then Bermuda, yes, okay, fine. <laughs> I just sit there going Did I plan for <laughs> <laughs> No, there, I think there is a Bermuda Triangle book. Yeah, he's going to get it. Yeah. He's had to deal with us enough as a player to know that he doesn't dangle even the smallest of threads of interest without being planned for. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's amazing. Alright, we're only on the edge of the triangle. Sure. <laughs> I think. Bermuda's the top one. Okay. I'm ready for you all to go to Bermuda. Don't worry. <laughs> so, are you all piling into a train and returning to Arkham? I believe so. Yeah, sounds good to me. I was, I was trying to see Arkham, please, and he said Bermuda. First class train to Bermuda. Okay. Uh, <laughs> please invest $16.8 million into building a train line to Bermuda. No, he only needs $2.4 million. <laughs> yeah. and, what, and then declare the project null and void after he's had uh, yeah. the $2.4 million disappear. <laughs> yeah. Spend it, it's gone, it's not a viable project, let's move on before we spend any more money. You take a first class train to Arkham, Massachusetts. I assume you check back into the hotel you've been using all this time. I look at Jenkins. Um, wait, have we done that this very evening? I would imagine no. I imagine we've got my with Doctor Shiny the next day in Boston. Remember? Yep. Yeah, do that first. Yeah. Okay, so you pack, you make plans. Are you booking into the same hotel? Yeah. Which was the hotel you threw a table out the window? That one. <laughs> the Miskatonic <laughs> Hotel. Yeah. This is the best hotel in town. And, you know, George's has paid for all of that, so it's all cool now. And she'll never be mentioned again. There you are. Okay, uh, so you all go home, you pack, you, you prepare things at work to take a few days off. Jack is just not going to be in the office for a bit, writing stories. Jack again. <laughs> yeah, Jack Kirby. Stan's successful twin brother. 
I can beat Jack Lee. Does that help? I'll be either <laughs> or. Stan Kirby and Jack Lee. I like it. Oh, um, Michelle makes arrangements for her farm. You know, she's got staff who run the place for her. She just, you know, inherits all the profits. Um, yeah. Because she owns the land. Uh, Jenkins belongs to George's. George's is incredibly rich. So the only person who really needs to make proper arrangements is Judge Olson. How are you going to explain being gone for several days, Judge Olson? <laughs> it's going to be a like, four-month gap in his working period, isn't there, where he's just not been around. Mm. I mean, it's not yeah, like there are court um, cases every day. Yeah, but um, I think for this one, because I handled that uh, case of the, in- the innocent man we framed... I'm just going to go there to... Um, ah, it's a work know. trip. You're off to tie yeah. up some business. It's oh. a work trip. It was, a, it was after all, a cross-jurisdiction uh, case, and you're going to have to go up there and tidy up some loose ends. Exactly. <laughs> so you're both going on a jolly to Arkham and still being paid for it. Well done, well done. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that all gets taken care of Monday afternoon, Monday evening, and Tuesday morning, Jenkins, you are driven by a taxi man to Dr. Shiny's private uh, practice in downtown Boston. Does Nurse Kennedy go with me as well? Nurse Kennedy is going with you as well. Uh, She doesn't go into the room with the doctor with you, though. Uh, she's just, you know, wheeling your wheelchair around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Shiny smiles at you as you enter. He is still huge and fat and bald. Hello, Doctor Shiny. How are you today? I'm doing very well, young man. Well, young is a relative term, but how are you feeling, Mister Jenkins? Um, quite well. All has been well, as far as I can tell. I've not had any issues since the incident. Well, let me have a proper examine of you. Oh, I've got a six. Mm, According to these charts, you should be dead. (laughs) Uh, Roll me your constitution, please, the king. Dr. Shiny gives you a full examination. He makes you do some star jumps and listens to your heartbeat and checks your blood pressure. Uh, He gives you a couple of minor injections, uh, various uh, tonics to boost your immune system, Mm -hmm. as well as taking a bunch of your blood. Uh, But he gives you a clean bill of health and suggests that uh, you return in two months for another checkup. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. Oh, very well done at the Historical Society last night, by the way. Uh, Well, Sunday night. That was an excellent paper. Miss Dr. Lynch is still talking about it. I can only hope that my paper is as well received when we get to that. Well, Judge Olsen was hinting that you're going to do an expose on the Colts de Gaulle's book by the man who built the castle? 
That is a possibility, but it depends on just how well my study of the issue we receive. Do you have something else in mind? Well, I'm also looking into the Tillinghast family as well. Oh, yes, Tillinghast. I know some Tillinghast. They're lovely people. There seem to be quite a few of them. It's a large family, quite an old one as well. Yes. Uh, Originally from the United Kingdom, I believe. Mm, Yes, it was Bartholomew Tillinghast in the British Army, who I originally met myself. Back in the Great War. Oh, I like a family historical expose. Hmm. Now, we'll see which of those pans out for me first, but I think um, we're going to be doing a couple of other papers before it gets around to uh, the butler. (laughs) Well, you're not a butler in the society, Mr Jenkins. You are a member of the society first, and a butler second. You are as equal as the rest of your research team. Yes, of course. Of course, Doctor. Now, he hands you a glass, brown glass bottle. Take two of these uh, twice a day. Uh, once when you get up in the morning and once before you go to bed. Simple enough. And if you get any chest pains, more of the angina, uh, take uh, one of these aspirins, put it under your tongue and let it dissolve. Don't put it in water. And that will help. And then seek medal attention at once. Okay. Hopefully that will not be necessary. Well, you are getting on, Mr. Jenkins. We really should discuss with your employer about your retirement. Well, I'm sure I couldn't do that. My job's my life. Yes, but at some point, Mr. Jenkins, you're no longer going to be able to work. Old age will catch up with you eventually, and you'll have to retire... I'm sure Mr. Nagelmachers can find you a pleasant apartment somewhere nice, like Paris or Boston or New York. Bermuda. <laughs> I could here. He hands you a leaflet that reads, "So you've worked all your life, but let's think about retirement." Read this. I accept it and smile. Read this. The is clearly false. He opens the door. Now, he escorts you out. Miss Kennedy, make sure Mr. Jenkins reads his informational pamphlets about his health. And I will see you both in two months. Yes, of course. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, Kennedy motions at the wheelchair. Uh, I don't think I need that anymore. I've got a clean bill of health. Well, that's good. I guess you won't need my services anymore. But, yes, do make sure to read any information the doctor's given you. Mm-hmm. I think there's been some discussion of maybe keeping your services on, considering you may have actually saved uh, one of our members' lives the other night, and, well, who knows what else is going to happen along the way. Well, I don't have another position lined up. Uh, I normally go from position to position, so if Mr Nagelmark says wants to retain my services, I'm not going to say no to a steady check. Let's go have a talk for him, shall we? Okay. Will he be at home or his office? Or, uh, in, his, or in the 18-storey art gallery he's building in central uh, Boston? I imagine he'll probably be at home, considering we're planning to leave very shortly for Arkham. Well, why don't we be taking care of business, then? Um, 
Yes, which means he'll be talking to Janine, his secretary, more than likely rather than going to the office himself. But Janine works in the office unless they're in New York. Hmm. Wouldn't he have... Oh, I would normally have called Janine to get her to come over to home. Where are you currently, Georges? You're off on a few days' trip tomorrow, so... You know, you, you haven't got any packing It'll to do. Good. Jenkins will... Yeah. It'll be business for stuff. I'll be putting, you know, making sure everything's all. Roll your accounting order. for me. <laughs> I can roll accounting. Oh, I'll just fucking lucky by one. <laughs> you take care of business. You're only going to be gone for a few days, and you're only going to be at the other end of a telephone if someone needs you. You do get slightly distracted watching one of the new trains pulling out of the uh, engineering yard. Yeah. It looks really pretty. It's just been freshly painted and it's all like sparkling and gleaming and you're like, you you, you, you abandon the office for 20 minutes to go down and have a look and maybe go on a little ride around the yard. That, that, that makes, sense. makes sense. And as you return to your office, uh, Jenkins turns up with Miss Fisher in tow. They let themselves into your office. Jenkins is not in a wheelchair. Jenkins, you walk again, man. Yes, sir, I, I do. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's great news. It's great news. He still needs to take it easy, however, sir, Mr. Ningle Marcus. Sorry? He still needs to be taking it slightly easy. Yes, of course. We wouldn't have it any other way. Yes, um, I've been getting a clear bill of health, sir, but I was thinking, considering um, Miss Kennedy's very swift action the other night, which may have helped save... Mary's life, would, would it be an idea to retain her services with us? She's quite interested in history herself. Um, yeah, yes, no, that, that does make sense. Um, that we do seem to get ourselves into some precarious situations at times, so, um, better safe than sorry, as they say. So, if you're if you're uh, amenable to this arrangement, then I would, uh, I would love to bring you aboard. All aboard! All aboard! <laughs> All aboard indeed! Okay, Miss um, Fisher has been retained for her medical services. Um, Jenkins, roll me your intelligence. I'm intelligent. Now that you've reported to George's, you really should go home and pack for him because he's going to expect to just climb in a car tomorrow morning and ha- be driven to Arkham and uh, everything will be packed. Yes. So now that I'm back on the job, I'll go and get things ready for tomorrow, shall I? That makes perfect sense. I Yeah. Thank you, Jenkins. Of course, sir. I need to finish moving these $400,000 from here to there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I make some cuts at the New York office, then I... <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a Trans-Pacific Railroad? If I just stop building it at Dodge City, then... Uh... <laughs> Sorry what they did. Have you seen the US train system? It's fucking awful. Mm. Uh-huh. Then they have 12 lines. They do. All across the whole of the states? Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
there are there's like a band of where you can yeah I think there's a band of about I think it's like two thousand miles and about about five hundred miles across where there is a train station between the two. Wow. It's in the mid, mid, Midwest, like it's just a band. I found a picture of it. It's, it's absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah, no, you can go like if you're in the north, you can go from New York to San Francisco on one train line. But the rest of the country, you know, there, there aren't like you know branch lines to different to, to towns and stuff like we have. It's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Jenkins. It's all driving and planes. You need to run me a butler, Mancy, a hard, please. Not even a success. You take a look at George's uh, wardrobe and dressing. Like, you've been out of action for like two and a half weeks at this point, and George's has been dressing himself, and uh, clearly doesn't understand what the laundry chute is for. Everything is just in a basket in one corner of the floor and oh dear this is going to take the rest of my day isn't it it does indeed take up the rest of your day you have to get a load of laundry done you have to get a load of laundry done quickly because otherwise it's going to run out of stuff yeah you see what happens when I don't have my Jenkins you can't entirely understand why he's worn this like there's a whole sets of clothes where he's gone oh I like that shirt and I like that jacket and they, they're, they're not part of the same set at all he's got odd socks everywhere somehow he's separated all the socks that's it, fine I actually wear odd socks as, as part of the course that's, about, that's my thing and, and, yeah, and, and of course if you've got a favourite pair of pants you can wear them four times well yeah, I mean, yeah wear them twice turn them inside out wear them again for two days yeah. that makes perfect sense <laughs> every every man in this call is just like yep yep and then no, like, I have what? never done that I have never done that in my life I've, I've, I've not seen that anyone actually does it but it's, it's, it's a it's, it's the joke. yeah yeah I just imagine Jenkins is like he's not worn enough underwear <laughs> oh dear <laughs> No, I, I think the I think the reality of this story is, is that George is like goes through the underwear, doesn't know what to do with them, so just bins them, so just assuming they get magically replaced every time. Yeah, half his wardrobe is just gone. Yeah, yeah but like somehow he's he's you think he must be wearing tennis shorts as underwear at this point. <laughs> tennis shorts, <laughs> ready to go any moment. And his, his dear old stripper pants. Yeah. Tear away Velcro trousers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> he normally only wears those for um, his wife. <laughs> yeah, um, but the day passes. Everyone finishes doing their stuff. Are you driving to Arkham? Are you getting the train? Last time, definitely train. train. Yeah, definitely train. Aww. Yeah, Georges would want to go by train. Well, there was Ooh, a train. get lost. You I did. think we drove yeah. once. One time we went by train and the judge drove himself or something along those lines, but yeah. You drove was... the first time and got utterly lost and wound up in Newburyport. <laughs> yeah, and then the second time we did the train. And you've yeah. been loading the judge's car onto the train so you can take it with you. Uh, I assume you do that again. You load Judge Olsen's car onto the train... You take the train to Arkham and you arrive in Arkham. 
It is Wednesday, the 1st of February, 1928. <coughs> Welcome to Arkham, Massachusetts. You Again. check into the hotel, the lovely hotel suite that is yours. You might as well have just bought the place by now, Georges. Mm-hmm. Don't give me ideas. And it is about 2pm by the time you you take the train from uh, Boston to Arkham. You get take you take the car through the hotel, you unpack, you settle in. It's about 2pm on the 1st of February. <coughs> you gather in the gathering chamber. <laughs> Makes the most sense to gather there. What are you doing? What's the weather like outside? Cold and February-like. Is it still snowy or is it just cold? There was snow on the ground, but it's not currently snowing, but it could start snowing again at any moment. Oh, good. Just with a character with a car onto the here. <laughs> Well, the roads have been cleared. The car this time, I thought you did. We just discussed putting you on the train. Oh, I missed that bit. Yeah, well, I asked. Do you put the cut Judge Olsen's car on the train like last time? And I got a yes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, I, I didn't say yes, but okay. <laughs> it's our car now. <laughs> I might. I yeah. I might have been uh, writing the recap. <laughs> Okay, you are in Arkham. What are you doing? Can I give Edwin a call, sir, to arrange a time to go over to the shop? Sure. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. 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 <laughs> so I'm going to do that in a moment. Hey, Jenkins is toodling off to make a phone call. What is everyone else planning to do what? Yeah, what was it you, you were interested in, uh, Stan? Well, I'd like to find out the history of the sanatorium, because it doesn't think it'd be written down anywhere in 400 years. That's right, yeah. That seems um, like a good Yeah, I... I, I, I don't mind... Well, I probably need to go back to the shop with the book, because it's in my name, and so I, I kind of need to be there, I feel... To have no, to him be like, oh, he didn't bring it back to me, and me be like, well, no, I didn't. Someone else did. <laughs> yeah. like, he likes more. <laughs> yeah, I feel he might dick me over, mainly because I tried to dick him over at the beginning, but that's neither here nor there, and just here saying, I can't believe you said that, that's slanderous lies. <laughs> you said it. But yeah. Okay, so. You make a phone call, you make an appointment, so um, Stan and Jenkins are heading to Rare Books and Maps to see Edwin Tillinghast. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other three of you doing? Kirby wants to investigate the sanatorium, but you still got Dr. Shrewsbury's disappearance. You could try and needle your way into that some more if you wanted to, or look into something else. Or start making research on the sanatorium. I mean, I feel like the whole disappearance thing probably 
came to a, a bit of a dead end given what happened before and that there's no reason for us to believe otherwise from what you were told yeah I kind of got shut down by my boss on that one um, so we'd just be we'd just be pissing people off by following that up when everyone seems to be saying the same thing hey they're just they're off in Bermuda or whatever mm-hmm. so I guess we could start looking into the sanatorium for Stan, although we probably won't Stan around for that. Um, what else can we do there? I can't, I can't open the dossier for some reason. Error. Dossier. So, you want to make a start on the sanatorium. Where are you going to go to look into this? Um, Me and Sam have already two pulled off by this. Sam, yeah, pulled off by this one. Yeah, okay. I will stay quiet. Um, Okay, fixed it. What have you? I mean, we could go... Uh, have we been to the sanatorium before? Uh, yeah. You did go there before, but it didn't go that well. No. But who, you, who went there before, sorry? All of us. You you walked up without an appointment and they wouldn't let you in. I seem to remember... You then did... get access later on. You did get yeah. access later on. Yeah, we, we were told, like, it was the old hospital, and then it got repurposed to something else, I think. Yeah. It's in your notes. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go through all the notes, because I know we went there before, and I'm just basically trying to operate on months-old knowledge that I've clearly forgotten. So. Mm-hmm. No, so I'm giving you a moment to look it up. Uh, I'm also trying to look it up. Uh... Where is the sanatorium? Uh, in here. Okay, so we went to sanatorium. Dr. Hardstrom welcomed us in the 1750s. It became a sanatorium built by the Derby family in the 1650s. Uh, one of the largest sanatoriums in Massachusetts. Wasn't a family manor for very long before becoming a sanatorium. The Derby family seemed to die out, die out around the same time. The only son did marry, but died in childbirth. 
Um, uh, the, the son married, but his wife died in childbirth. His wife died, yes, 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 yes. And then he never remarried, so the Derby family ma- died out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we went... Didn't we go and look this up? I've got notes to go to the Miskatonic University for more information. Um, I'm sure I've got the name of the son somewhere. Yep, you did all this research. Uh, we've made a, I, we're going to get a much better reception at the sanatorium this time because I have notes that we made a donation to it. The son, the last member of the Derby family, I married a member of the Tillingars. <laughs> it's probably in Craig's notes as well. It'll be a long way back in mine, though. And spoil back if we want, right? I think it's not that how many further notes on it, which leads me to believe we didn't get any further. Maybe you haven't followed it up at the university yet, because you were focusing on your fur on the gardener's farm. Yeah, it wasn't long after that we ended up just being absolutely consumed by the crap going on at the farm. So yeah. So it, yes, I think you haven't. That's as far as you've got. You've got the name Very of the. The last son of the Darby family is Arthur Darby. Yeah, I don't think we... That doesn't ring a bell, so I think we haven't got that far. Yeah, you you got his name, is Dar- Arthur Darby, but you haven't actually been to the Miskatonic University to do any more research. No. Just looking at the well, dossier, um, something that might nicely tie into this is uh, the Crown and Shield Manor because it used to be owned by the Derby family. Okay. And you might like it because it ha- apparently has a- an art collection of some kind. Sold to the man in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can start start where we left off with the university. Yep, that makes sense. So we're going I'm to the library. I'm happy to, uh, yeah. See. I'm happy to help you out with that. Cool. Oh yeah, we never got to go to the wax museum either because it was closed on when we went there because it only opens on oh, Saturdays yeah. and in August apparently. Yeah. Another week ago in and out because it's only February. So, Mary, um, Jerry, and Georgie, um, you've spent some time going over your notes, you've worked out where you got to, so are you going to try and make a appointment at Crown, Shield, Crown in Shield Manor and speak to the Derbys, or are you going to go to Miskatonic University and try to do some more research? I think we'll start with the library at the university. 
you uh, make her your way across the down to the university. Meanwhile, in Kring Towns, you arrive at the bookshop. Mm. Edwin Tillingast is in. He's more than happy to see you and young Mr. Carby. Hello, Edwin. How have you been feeling since we last spoke? Not bad. Business has been not bad. Good. Has Good. interest in some of my more rare manuscripts. Made a couple of sales. Always good. How have you been, Mr. 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 Jenkins? I had a heart attack, but I'm all better now. Oh dear. Those things aren't very good. Are you no, sure you should um, be up and about? Yes, yes. I only went to a doctor yesterday and he told me I've got a ping of help. Just need to take it a bit easy, you know. Yeah. Ah, is that why you have young Mr. Carby with you there? Uh, well, carrying and the carrying and such. Possibly, but actually, um, we're actually here regarding the cults, their schools. Oh, how have you been finding it? Macabre would be a correct description. I feel yes, it definitely has its own macabre tastes. It's a fascinating historical document recording the history of <laughs> the cult of ghouls. But uh, a lot of the subject matter is very disturbing. Have you got to the section with the French lithographs? Yeah. So, Asher, we got out of that was very disturbing. The rest was robot noises. <laughs> very disturbing. Disturbing, <laughs> <laughs> Davros. Thank you. Um... Yes, it's a fascinating historical document on the cult of ghouls, but it is very disturbing. Have you got to the bit with the French lithographs? Not just yet, I don't think, no. Ah, you may want to just... You can sort of see, if you look at the side of the book, you can see like the pages are slightly glossier where the pictures are. You might want to just do what I do, where you grip that section of the book and then you flip to the other side of it. That disturbing, eh? Yes. Duly noted. I will only look there if I absolutely have to for the research. Uh, which um, brings us to a um, point. It turns out another little bit of investigation we were doing into Bodine Castle um, over in New York. Uh, Wait, was New York has a castle? It's not a real castle. It's more like a very fancy manor house that someone stuck a turret on. Ah. Yeah, one of those. Either way, it turns out that that castle was actually built by the Comte de Lot. Oh. Oh, he was a very nasty piece of work. Yes. Um, some of the stories we got regarding the castle implied as much as well. But either way, it's kind of come to our attention now. The book is probably going to be a bit more prominent to our needs than we originally thought, and as such, rather than just going on with the whole renting deal to stand here, uh, myself and my master, Georges, would actually like to purchase the book now. Oh, certainly. It's $1,800. Uh, engage haggle mode. Engage! <laughs> Roll your 
Persuade, fast talk, or other one. I will roll persuade. Contested. Probably won't be great. We haggle back and forth. He'll agree to let it go for 1,100. That seems like a decent enough drop. I accept. What's haggling? (laughs) Oh, God, yes. Such an innocent soul. <laughs> He's a sweet summer child. In his 30s. <laughs> and as long as he's not trying to steal money for a painting. <laughs> a sweet summer child currently in, in the middle of tax fraud. <laughs> Can't steal money you own. I'm too old. Craig is now stripping. The night, the the, the, the nightmare is true. You can keep your hat on. I'm not a hound. <laughs> too warm. Not my fault. It is too warm. If, if we end up with naked Craig, I'm going to blame you entirely, Michelle. Windows open. I will not be stripping off any more than I already have. We don't believe it, Craig. The music will start any minute and... <laughs> the gyrating will begin. I don't know how to gyrate. I forgot to get rid of... I forgot to get, go and get my hairbrush during the break and that knot has come back to annoy me. I forgot and now I've discovered it again and I'm like, no... <laughs> Yeah. You keep getting knots in your hair. I didn't brush it properly this morning, clearly. Okay, uh, you haggle and you purchase the Courts de Ghouls for 1,100 United States dollar. Boom. Look at ours. How much were you renting it for originally, Stan? Um, nothing, and if I didn't bring it back, I owed him the full amount. Oh, jeez. That would have been painful. Yeah, man, I just put a little run around Arkham in a hood. Probably blend in, to be honest. Yeah, Stan tried to give him, like, a false name and everything, but George's kind of gave... rumbled his uh, his attempt by accident. Well, he wandered over and went, Yes, Stan? And I was like, You fucker. <laughs> I didn't quite go down like that. I remember you, like, trying to make me and someone of reputable standing and a judge go along with your blatant misconception when we like met you the day before or something. Yeah. Yeah, this, was this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Miskatonic University... Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom... <laughs> Mrs. Loring, the assistant librarian, has allowed you into the library because you are fully paid up uh, members of the uh, well you have library research access we do this is good remember the library in this place being quite complicated uh, it's a comprehensive <laughs> university library I assume you want the history section this would make sense yeah Miss Tonic University Library yeah, there it is. 
Ooh, pardon me for about Jeez. to say. First floor history. All three of you need to roll me hard history rolls. Roll you hard. History rolls. Yep. We can do that. We can do that. We can't do that. Oh, just a regular success. None of you can find anything on the Derby family. You are trawling through the history section, trying to find something on the Derby family, and there is just nothing. Can I go and find, like, uh, what was her name again? Mrs. Loring. The, and, uh, and ask where we where we might find specific information on the history of the Derbys, because it, it might be that it's not in history for some weird reason. Uh, you'll want town history, not general history. Ah, perfect, thank you. We go and research town history. Yeah, it turns out they have a completely separate section for the history of Arkham. Roll me library use once more. Hard library use. Well, we're going to library use this time. Oh, far. I just got it! Ho-ho! <laughs> I just didn't get it. You did get it. I didn't get hard. No, you said hard. Oh yeah, you need hard success. Mm. So I was confused. I just got it. <laughs> we have to judge with his hard success. Okay, uh, you managed to find a book on the founding families of Arkham and turn to the section on the Derby family. I will just quickly write it up and give it to you, Flinty. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, that's all. Reading. Yeah, we're still going to talk about a book that you're reading and have no information about yet. But I see you found the book, Judge. This is wonderful news. <laughs> I'm just going through it now. Yeah. And once you've done that and you have imparted your knowledge upon us, we can discuss what our next steps will be <laughs> as, as myself and Mary twiddle our thumbs. <laughs> Twiddle, twiddle harder, Mary. Twiddle, twiddle those thumbs. Uh, whilst he's doing that, I'll just take another look for general books on the sanatorium itself as opposed to the Derby family. Okay, roll me your library use a hard.
This is what you have discovered from Telling Grams. And Nathan, this is a little snippet you find about you find a pamphlet about the opening of the sanatorium. Okay. And this is an interesting, you know, it's you know left in the will of Arthur Darby to be used as a hospital. It opened originally as hospital with a sanatorium. Okay. And then when the new hospital was built, the sanatorium took over the whole building and the hospital moved into the new hospital building. Really? Hmm, okay. This isn't quite so straightforward, but that thing I mentioned about uh, the crowning shield manor uh, might actually be more relevant than I thought. Okay. So... Arthur Darby apparently um, married a Geraldine Waite, who, and the Waites apparently owned this manor. But then things get a bit complicated and contradictory. Apparently, uh, Geraldine Waite died in childbirth and therefore didn't give birth, so Arthur Darby's family kind of died out there. But there are records that the Darby family still live in the Crown and Shield manor. Okay. It's not clear-cut exactly what's going on, but the Crown and Shield Manor seems to be a bit more relevant to tracing the Derby family and uh, and, the, and its relation to the sanatorium than we thought. Okay, well, I've, I've just found a piece as well um, that the branch of the Derby family that died out, left their mansion to become the sanatorium, a branch of the Darby family. So Arthur's, uh, so Arthur Darby, uh, his grandfather had two children, which would, would be Arthur's uh, dad, Reginald Darby, um, and they had a daughter, Gladys, who retained the Darby family name when she married Frederick Fisher of Innsmouth. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Same names just keep popping up. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, those names do sure pop up. I'm guessing it means more to Craig. <laughs> It's, it's, it's his nurse's surname. Yeah, well, I, I got the fish a bit there, yeah. So I'm, I just, I feel like, I feel like uh, Jenkins is being surrounded by all of the plot people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Tillinghast. I'm also a Tillinghast. By the way, the fishes are important, connected to the Darby. <laughs> and they're from Innsmouth, you know, where all the fish people are. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's like all roads lead to Innsmouth. Never. Oh, God, and we've got to try and escape the villages through... We've got to stack the bookcase in front of the door in the right order to climb down the window. I hate Shadows over Innsmouth, that fucking game. We're dark on the earth. I liked that game, but it pissed me off that I got to so far into it, and then... One bit of the graphics wouldn't render properly, rendering the game impossible to win. Oh. There's a bit where you're on a ship. Oh, yeah. And you're meant to be able to see some bonfires on the island where cultists are and fire at them with the guns. The bonfires weren't rendering, though. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's literally the end of the game, I think, at that point. Yeah, I was just on that ship firing those guns for probably about two hours solid trying to get something to work. And oh, Wow. Yeah. Sorry, um, Nathan, what was your exactly Darby woman that you found? Uh, Gladys. Gladys. I'm just running to the loo whilst you discuss your notes. So, a Gladys Darby. Who I assume is Arthur Darby's aunt. Mm. Uh, and then she married Frederick Fisher of Innsmouth. But retained the name Darby, apparently. Uh, what was his name? his name? Something Fisher? Frederick Fisher. Interesting to know what year that marriage was. Once Ash is back, I shall ask if it's in there. you run out of space you can just move stuff around yeah you both got the same tablet thing yeah, yeah. Craig, Craig had the, the original um, the, the, the second one I've got in on the action and he's got yeah, the two of them all wound up right Like when you're spending that much on, a, on an e tablet, you always have slight question marks, but I don't regret any second or penny of it. Right, sorry about that, everyone. I also took an oppor- the opportunity of being near my hairbrush to brush that knot out of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've got a knot in my hair whilst it's been this long. So I was just like, ah, oh. and your, your instructions to hold it up, Michelle, and brush away really worked. <laughs> gone and I'm like oh thank god because every time I would put my head back I could feel it as this lump of hair against my skull and it was driving me up the wall anyway uh, anything else you want to look up in the library was there any information when I was when I was getting that information on the the Darby's uh, about when uh, Gladys actually married Frederick Fisher roll me your library use all three of you The marriage was in 1786. 
are you done in the library? I think so. I think you wanted to look up Michelle. I don't think so. Head on back to the hotel. Uh, as you arrive at the hotel, you are greeted by uh, Jenkins and Stan. Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, productive trip. Yeah, how did the book purchase go? We now own the book. Fantastic. Good job. I won't ask how much it cost. I'm sure we'll get lost in the numbers somewhere. So, little sir, but I'm sure you wouldn't even notice it. <laughs> you have made us that much by the time we got back. Ah, perfect. Good. Well, um, anything else interesting happened since you were away buying the book? No, it was a very unproductive journey. Well, you've got the book, that's quite productive. That wasn't quite the word I meant to use, but I used it nonetheless. Uneventful, yes, uneventful. That's the word I was trying to use. Well, Well, we've got a fair fair bit of info. I mean, um, yeah, you you found out some stuff about the sanatorium and the Darbys, like, they kind of married into the Fisher family in Innsmouth, but they might also be the Wait family here in Arkham. They own the Crown and Shield Manor, apparently. Mm. Yeah. The waters. The waters are a little bit murky, but in theory, there are still Darbies running around, possibly in Innsmouth and in the Crown and Shield Manor. So, with that knowledge known, would it, is it worth writing a report on the history of the sanatorium? Or more like the founding families of Arkham? Possibly both. I mean, the, the founding yeah, of Arkham would be the most interesting point, but how it evolved around the you know some of the early buildings and how they passed mm. through the families would be quite I'm interesting. Sure there'll, be, there'll probably be a little bit of cross, but you could definitely do just biopic, bio... What's the word? Definitely not biopsy. I don't plan on biopsying the dark. Biography? Yeah, biography, that's the point. Yeah, it's <laughs> <not the> biopsies. <laughs> I think they might all complain if you try to take them for biopsies. I don't know, if we went into oh, this to just... do an actual biopsy as our presentation, that might be quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> not really a piece of Mr. Darby's leg. <laughs> not really historical information, however. <laughs> we've dug graves up. First, a live party oh, by untrained professionals. Exactly. History in the making. Yeah, it was really good when it ended with your arrest for manslaughter and or murder. Well, they're already dead. That just makes it archaeology, right? Yeah. How 
long does someone have to be dead before it's archaeology instead of grave robbing? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think That's the civilization the that buried them... Very uncomfortable. <laughs> I think if you talk to, you know, the Egyptians about the British, I think they'd say they're one in the same? Uh, yeah. They ask us every year back, and we go, hmm. No. No, I thought, why? And he's like, well, because a British man found it. With the well, help of keepers. 60 yeah. Egyptian folks. Oh, it's as bad as them when they Greece asked all the Elgin marbles back, and we were like, "No, we've got a receipt where your government sold them to us." So, uh, no, a receipt. <laughs> we literally do. I mean, technically, Greece was occupied by the Ottoman Empire at the time, um, but it was still the legitimate government of Greece, recognised as the government of Greece, who sold them to Lord Elgin. So. I literally yeah, like tri- yeah. we got a receipt. We literally have a piece of paper from your government, the government of Greece. It's like, well, we weren't the government of Greece. It's like, well, yes, you've gone through several iterations of government since then. But I like, I like the idea that there's yeah, like some administrator somewhere that got asked the question, like, you know that stuff that we bought from Greece? Do we still have the receipt for that? And they went, ah, I knew this would have come up. <laughs> <laughs> It's next to my little. Always keep the receipts. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they kind of have a point that it was a puppet government put up, put in place by the Ottoman Empire, but it was still the government of Greece, so um, the legitimate government of Greece of the time. So shrug. <laughs> yeah, it's better than the Egyptian stuff that we just ran off with. You know, I mean, to be fair, if we won't give them their stuff back, then. We're not going to give stuff back that we've got a receipt for now, are we? Exactly, yeah. Who was it found to in Carmoon's Cunningham? Was it Carmichael, or...? Yeah, I think it was. I I remember reading a book by his daughter, and she was like, the most awkward thing she ever did was just shortly after he died, and she was going through his personal effects, and she kept finding stuff. And she was like, this looks suspiciously like missing item number 257 from Tutankhamun's tomb. Uh, and this one... I reckon he found it before, didn't he? Because he's got a lo- there's a picture of him at his desk and everyone's like, what the fuck are all those? This is six months before you declared that this tomb was discovered. Did I something else? What, what something else? I lost the paperwork? And that's it. What he said. Yeah. Wow. And his daughter was literally like going through his stuff like you do after someone dies and just kept finding treasure. And she was like, none of this is declared, or this is all stuff that was declared but went missing. And it's all here in Dad's study. Like, what the fuck? Uh, hmm. What do I do about this one? Anyway, uh, back to the game. You are gathered. What is your plan? It is evening in Arkham. The snow is gently drifting out of the sky. Hmm. Well, I guess we get up to the manor, right? If if people are said to still live there, but just doorstep in the evening seems a bit rude, don't you think, Sam? Well, I mean now, I mean maybe tomorrow. Oh, yes, that makes more sense. I mean, they they apparently have some 
artwork and stuff as well. So that, you know, I, I don't know if there's any Shipley stuff, but uh, I'm sure George's would be interested in that as well. The possibility ah. of Shipley stuff is enough to pique my interest. <laughs> GM. Yeah, I'm listening. I roll Butler Nancy to have made a booking earlier today at the restaurant for us to eat this evening. Roll Butler Nancy. Yay. We are eating. Yay. Hang on, I just need to see if I have someone's phone number for someone. I've nearly forgotten that I, ha- I need to actually be on the job again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah come on, no, you haven't got an excuse anymore. You're not in bed. That's why I'm getting it done. I'm getting it done. Back to Bartley Mansi with you. number so I can't help okay um, so you all head out to a delicious dinner delicious yeah. uh, let's see restaurants in Arkham that's the Midsummer University that's not good for dinner, Craig? Um, well, that isn't the best restaurant in town. The, um, one attached to this hotel. It is one of the best ones. One of you say? You could always go to Crawford's restaurant, the really fancy one, specialising in eight or ten course meals. Let's go with that one for a change. It's on the corner of Garrison and Armitage. Huh. Armitage, you say? It's the name of the street, yeah. Oh. I could go for ten courses right about now. I think that is a good idea. Okay, everyone rolls spot hidden as you arrive at Crawford's. Uh, who do we see? I'm now worrying it was not too good. I rolled a two. Alright, the sun. <laughs> As you are settling into your table, you history buffs, you notice that this restaurant has been here since the Civil War, and General Sheridan, the famous Civil War general, once took a meal in this restaurant with his officers. There's a little bronze plaque all about it. I wish... But otherwise, you have a really nice eight-course meal. Eight courses? Oh, like, some of the courses are obviously quite small, but they're still pretty nice. The whole thing is, like, perfectly choreographed to be the perfect meal. Michelin star-rated equivalency. 
Very nice. Okay. Uh, you all have a delicious meal. And then return to the hotel to put your feet up. And sleep. George's, well, pal. Oh, no. Come on. Let the luck... Whenever the, whenever the word sleep comes up, I'm expecting... Roll power. And power. Boom. You sleep. Third chance to dream. Everyone else roll their sanity. Oh, you saying guys? Okay. You saying guys? Yes. Good. I got my character being weird and not like. Turn the team down. No pressure. Come on, roll 20, work. Load the thing. Load it. Load. He's already dead. <laughs> hey! hey! It's a 99, why are we like, like he's con? <laughs> Failures on everyone's uh, behalf. Multi-fail. Multi-fails. We're just upset because no one failed any of their roles. <laughs> I will have my time. There's still time for Nathan to roll a 96 on something. Never! <laughs> uh, you all sleep and wake up the next morning and enjoy a delicious breakfast served by the hotel. No. and your breakfast and Jenkins is floating around you with a silver tray filling people's coffee he doesn't get to join you for breakfast because he's the serving man but it's nice to see that you know just the other day he was walking now he's floating I'm worried about the book he's reading (laughs) (laughs) don't mind me why is the butler a wizard I'm not a wizard Start using them. Don't worry, guys. I've got this. Poops out of existence. <laughs> no existence, no problem. So you're sitting around the breakfast table. What's your plan? Um. So we wanted to check out the Cranshield Manor. Yep. Ask questions yep. about the Darby family and see what artwork they might have. Who lives there now? Or supposedly lives there now? 
weights, isn't it? Um, the, yeah, the dossier suggested it's uh, it was owned by Mr. and Mrs. Darby of the wealthy fishing family, the Waits. Yes. Guess we can ask them a bit about their family history. Is someone going to call Crown in Shield Manor then? Yes. I had Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody was looking at Craig. <laughs> we've, we've, we've all just gone, yeah, so we figure we should go and check out the, the Crown and Shield Manor, then all just stare at Jenkins. <laughs> I just leave the room. He's flying out the flying out the window. <laughs> 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 Been in campaigns where that happened. What are you doing, Jenkins? Calling Crown and Shield Manor. Uh, what's up, honey? Oh, I was just wondering when we were gonna. Well, I'm running this for the next hour, and then okay. we're stopping. All right then. Okay. Sorry, that was Peter. Okay, Craig, roll me uh, luck. Luck. Oh no. Oh yeah. Okay, you get through to a servant at Crowning Shields Manor. We would like to know how they can help. Um, my master has learned that, um, the, um, that the Lord and Lady, would it be Lord and Lady? I don't know. Mr. and Mrs. Darby. Mr. and Mrs. Darby. Uh, has a art collection and they're wondering if they might be able to come over and view it at some point today. And your master is? Uh, George's name matters. The train man. <laughs> I'm afraid the name doesn't mean a bell, sir. The collection is not open to the public. It's a private collection in a private house. Your house sounds like a pub. That is understandable. <laughs> that is understandable, and we do appreciate that position. We would see. Well, I'm very glad you understand the position. Have a lovely day. Click. Me, 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 wow. me, 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 Wow. Wow. Oh, Jenkins got out butlered. No, oh, I got rooted there. That was rude. It was very oh, rude. I'd want if they were a butler. I was literally about to offer them money. Yeah. Doesn't sound like they need money. I go back into room. It appears the Mr. and Mrs. Darby are not that interested in allowing people into their home, or at least don't have servants actually worth bothering with. I suggest we firebomb their house. <laughs> I ratify this plan. Darby's? But I thought all the Darby's were dead. Ah, mm. is that maybe the problem? Did you say Darby's when you meant weights? Uh, only because I got a slightly tongue-tied, and that's what the GM prompted me. No, no, they're Mr. and Mrs. Darby. They own the house. Oh. One so of the... the research that all the Darby's died. Yes, oh. but you then found a thing that that line of the Darby's died, but there was another line descended from a daughter who kept the name Darby. 
Okay. So they are the ones who live in Crowning right. Shield House. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, so, you know, there was a brother and a sister. The yeah, brother's brother, line yeah. died out and became his house became the sanatorium. But the sister kept her surname when she married this guy from Kingsport. Innsmouth, sorry. We'd be less worried if he was from Kingsport. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be. I've read the Kingsport book, it's just as bad as Innsmouth. <laughs> So, are we just Maybe that I was able to on the wrong grounds? I suggest was basically use the angle that we're interested in that art collection. Maybe we should actually try the angle of may have someone who is a relative of them who we could put them in touch with potentially. Do we speak to? Miss Fisher about what she knows about the family line? I think that would probably be your best course here. She, I mean, the Fisher family themselves are... Well, she's, she's struggling to find any, but I don't know if she's looking very specifically for bloodline or very specifically for people that share the name Fisher here. Right, so she might, she might just not know that there's a connection between... Her name and the Yeah. Okay, fine. That makes a lot of sense, given that, that they kept the name Darby. Yeah, they kept the name Darby, and it like goes across to like one more than it's like yeah. a sister or a brother, and then back again. Yeah, let's talk to to, to Miss Fisher and see if she can shed any light, <laughs> or maybe we're just shedding light for her. Who knows? There'll be light. Hopefully, there's light. Your um, friendly neighbourhood Kring reminding everyone to hydrate. Indeed. Is Kennedy actually um, on site somewhere, or does she have her own home that she's. I'm not sure if we've hired her in a living capacity or what. She lives in Boston. And we're in Arkham. Uh, but I did, I did say when we brought on board about coming with us. Is that not what yeah. happened? I assumed that she was going to be part of the. Uh, Oh, yeah, she's around here. Sorry, because, yeah, she came to keep an eye on Jenkins still. She's just not with you at breakfast. Because she wouldn't be. She's a servant. I'd go get Miss Fisher. Yeah, I was going to say, she'll be around, yeah. Okay, eventually she is hustled into the room. Um, Yes, Mr. Nagelmarkers, you wanted to see me? Ah, Miss Fisher... Yes, thank you for coming. Um, even though we're paying you to be here, that didn't make any sense, so I'm going to break on that. Um, <laughs> it's out there now, yeah. Um, we've just we've been um, investigating um, history of um, the sanatorium here, and it's, it's led us to some information that we're you know, maybe you don't know, or maybe you you can you can help us a little bit further. But there's a a, a building in in Arkham called the Crown and Shield Manor that's run by uh, a family called the Darbys, um, and, and in, our, in our research, we we found that actually that one of the Darbys, uh, Gladys Darby, had married into the Fisher family. Now, I'm assuming here that it's the same Fisher family. Maybe it's not, 
Um, but she married a Frederick Fisher back in 1786, uh, which has now become the Derby family running the Crown and Shield. So just wondering, really, if you if that rings any bells to you or if you've got any more information that might be useful in that regard. Well, I do have a family tree of the Fishers, but it's back at my back home in um, Boston. Um, I managed to trace several Fishers through and back up into Arkham, but I haven't been able to like fill in the steps of other, you know. I've traced my family line back to Innsmouth, and I've got the name of that, you know, my ultimate grandmother who was in Innsmouth, but I haven't been able to work out what her relations are. So maybe this Frederick Fisher is related? I couldn't tell you without more research. Well, it would probably make sense when, when people marry and then lose the name, it's, it becomes inc- incredibly difficult to continue to trace that family line, I imagine. So, I mean, um, if we had parish records from Arkham or Innsmouth that we could focus on and look through, then maybe we could work out whether this is related or not, but without going all through all the genealogy records. Well, I guess that's a good next step. I mean, there must be a town hall or something here that has these records. Well, I've tried, and the problem is is most of the genealogy records are kept by the families. And they don't just let random people wander in and start poking through their family history. I mean, the university supposedly has a genealogy section, but I don't have the funds to get into the university library either. Ah, funds, yes. We we have access to the university library, so I'd be more than happy to, to take you there. I mean, I'm happy to help with this, sir, but yeah, um, we need to trawl through genealogy records, see what we can learn. Uh, parish records, uh, births, deaths, that sort of thing. Jenkins, if, if you could work with Miss mm-hmm. Fisher to like maybe get someone back in Boston to forward on the details that she does have back in Boston, that'll probably help whilst we're then trying to make the connection on the other end of the family tree with the records in, in the university. Yes, sir. If that's okay with you, Miss Fisher? Yeah, it certainly is, boss. You're the boss. And I'm really interested in this, so more than happy to help look things up. Well, yes, it's just uh, this is more of a personal matter for you, obviously. Just ask you to dredge up your family records is it's not something I could order you or would order you to do, so... Excellent. We lost the Michelle. No, okay. Oh, your video must be doing for me what it did for him. Okay. We've just got a corner of your face. I don't have that, I've just got like a loading icon. Oh. There it is. She She's back. Wearing her Arctic coat as she freezes in. <laughs> her husband is so cool to her. I think this might be domestic abuse. Craig's freezing his wife to death. Oh I can't help but notice, Craig, that the pile of stuff on the floor seems to be bigger again. Oh, it's less. No, I thought it was less, yeah. There was a section to the left of Michelle yeah, as well that was gone down. Yeah, because yeah, the boiler chat came. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The boiler's in there. <laughs> I assumed they didn't have a floor, and it was just stuff piled up from downstairs that had come through. 
<laughs> he set up the room upstairs on top of the pile from the the front room. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Michelle. <laughs> it's, la- it's just a layer of Easter eggs from 2002 to 2012. <laughs> I think we're making Craig <laughs> sad. <laughs> I think we're making Craig very sad. Craig's just like, it's so true, it hurts. <laughs> only gets one Easter egg now. Oh, really? She won't get through it otherwise. She only gets one Easter egg now and she has to buy it herself. <laughs> no. You usually end up with like three or four. You get me one, your mum gets me one, and my dad gets me one. I would bust through those very Craig quickly. Craig gets nothing. In a day, I would do those. Craig's not a big chocolate person, are you? Not big, no. I have phases, but then I have phases with much longer phases where I don't even touch it. Yeah. And then he has phases where he opens a cupboard and isn't just buried in out-of-date chocolate and sobs quietly in a corner. That's not phase. That's... That's... This is my life. (laughs) That's... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back in Arkham. So, um, the gang, the four of you, are going to the museum library, uh, university library, and Jenkins is going to help Miss Fisher get her documents from Boston. Yes. I mean, she's happy to just go get on the train and go there and get them, and come back tomorrow. Um, I I don't mind. I'm going to leave it to, to Jenkins and and Kennedy to decide. The best course of action. She looks at you, Jenkins. I mean, I've got the keys to my house with me here, Mr. Jenkins, so someone is going to have to break into my house to get these documents. I'd much rather <laughs> go and get them. That would be a bit weird. Yes. It probably makes more sense for you to go get them yourself, Kennedy. Well, if I can have the train fare, I'll go get the morning train to Boston and then come back either on tonight's train or tomorrow morning. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, I give her the train fare and then a stipend for meals and such for while she's travelling as well. Well, she will see you either later this evening or tomorrow morning on the morning train. It takes like three or four hours to get to Boston and back. Mm-hmm. I feel like this entire group just has little cards that says free train travel on Snagel Macca's owned trains. Like, ah, a Nagel marker. Uh, please come this way to the Nagel marker carriage on the Nagel marker train. What's that? That train's not on the timetable? That's okay, sir. Everyone else can have delays whilst we shunt your train through. Hell yeah. We're already going to get to a place where they are only com- we can only travel via train. It'll be their biggest competitor and we'll have to go third class. Oh, we'll be on the fucking roof. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Nagelmasters. We don't have any first or second class tickets left. I would sooner walk a thousand miles than get on someone else's train. He <laughs> 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 was sitting there huddled up in Judge Olsen's car being like, Why are we in a car? Why are we driving over the Carpathians? <laughs> Because there's an Orient Express station on the other side of that mountain. Drive, Judge, drive! <laughs> we have 12 hours of George going, you see that there? See this See this screw hit, this inferior window screws? 
when you get these on Lego Masters. See these benches, George? Please shut up. <laughs> <laughs> George, please, man. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't get on the train. <laughs> it's been 11 hours. Jenkins, stop it. Can't there there is no stopping him. <laughs> Force of nature. Okay. Um, George's, uh, not George's, uh, Jenkins. Uh, you see Kennedy to the train station. What are you doing? Everyone else has gone to the library in the university, but you now technically have a free day because you were instructed to help Miss Fisher get her documents from Boston. And you've done that by sending Miss Fisher to go collect them. Uh-huh. Well, surely, surely he's accompanying her. <laughs> no, he just put her on a train and sent her off. No, no, you know what? I will accompany her in case she needs help, but I'll take the cold there's ghouls with me and continue reading. That way I'm doing something that I've been asked to do while doing something I've been asked to do. Ah, I well, do two jobs. Roll me your French. 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 Where the bonus die. Oh, and the bonus die. Um, make no difference. Well, I'm going to mark that down as two days. Two days, 22 weeks. Two days out of 155 days. Oh. Yeah. It's going to be a long one in the making. Okay, you wait. Make... You've got to take those odd two days on a train when you can. Yeah. <laughs> you make your way through uh, back to Boston. You arrive in Boston about four hours later. You get on a taxi. You drive to Miss Fisher's house. She collects her papers on her family history research you go and have a nice dinner and uh, we'll see her tomorrow because it's too late to get the train back that's fair you're back in the Boston house on your own snapping Shipley artworks and tossing them into the fireplace no <laughs> thankfully all the sh- all the Shipley artworks in New York <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. I was going to say, my, my Shipley art senses would be tingling. Tingling, he tells you, tingling. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, however, at the Miskatonic University Library... What are you guys researching? Every time I write down MU Library, I just read Monsters... Like, the Monsters University Library. <laughs> What are you looking up? Um, I'd be interested in looking up, like, the weights and the fishes. Yeah, so... What section would that be in? Oh, God. Oh, cult. We won't go to the occult section. Maybe yeah. the occult. Well, weights might still be under, um, like, local history. Local history, yeah. Family history or whatever, oh, yeah. Might okay. not be. I'll see if I can find out more about, um... The guy who gave whose house became the sanatorium. Like, what was he? Like, what happened to him? Apart from him, you know, dying and all that. Mm. Arthur. 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 Yeah. Arthur. Yeah. I'll see if I can find more about Darby and maybe about what the house or what the sanatorium used to do. 
Mm-hmm. Let's see if um, this Yeah, and then we'll look at the weights and the fishes. Yeah. And what are you looking into, Michelle? I look at weights and fishes too. Okay, everyone who's doing weights and fishes, roll me a library use. Shields Manor is on the outskirts of town. Looking into weights and fishers, you don't find anything about the Fisher family. There's nothing at all beyond that one mention that a member of the Fisher family married a Derby centuries ago. And they kept the Derby name. But weights, the weights are one of the founding families of Kingsport. They own a fishing fleet of Kingsport. Uh, the current most famous uh, weight is Mrs. A- Asneth Waite Darby. She is the wife of Edward Pickman Darby. And they live out in Crown and Shield Manor. Ah, so hang on, what were their names? She had a- a- Agnes, was it? Or? Asneth. A-S-E-N-A-T-H As an S and Who did she marry? Edward something Edward Pickman Darby Thank you And you got a hard success Uh, the most local news you can find is that Edward Darby rarely leaves the house. His wife is rarely seen, but he does have a friend, Daniel Upton, the architect, who is often seen in Darby's company. And you find that in the, like, the local newspapers when you're trawling through them. Uh, Daniel Upton is a consulting architect. He works on 662 West Sultanstall Street. And that is the best you can find out about Darby's and Waits and Fishers using the records at the library. Okay, so if if Miss Azaneth and Edward are not a very uh, forthcoming, then we could um, buy this Daniel Upton, perhaps. 
Who knows, maybe he did some architecture on the house. Kieran. Yes. What were you looking into again? Uh, Arthur Darling, the original owner of the building that soon became the sanatorium. Okay, roll me your library use, please. My library use, or no? Oof. Uh, you, beyond what you can find, uh, his wife died in childbirth. Eventually, his manor was left as the new hospital of Arkham, and his estate and money was folded into, like, you know, he left it all to the hospital. It was set up as a hospital in his name. After he died, uh, you can work out that he died uh, about 30 years after his wife died in childbirth. Mm -hmm. And he was a practising doctor. So, from what you can see, he'd already been turning the house into a hospital. Um, you know, that that was his life's work. He he made the hospital, and when he died, he left it as a hospital to the town. Yep. There is a clause in his bequeathment, however, that if the uh, city ever tries to close down and stop using the building as a medical facility and sell it, it immediately defaults back to the Darby family. Hmm. So the, the town can't close it down and sell it off for a profit because the moment they close it down and try to sell it, it isn't theirs anymore. Interesting. Okay. Now that is all the information you can find on him. I mean, the, the, there's a biography all about his life as a doctor and everything, but the, other than that, there's nothing super juicy. He lost his wife in childbirth, he threw himself into his career as a doctor. Eventually he died and left the town the hospital. No, it makes sense. I'll have to try and see more about the building itself, perhaps. Roll a library use again to see if we can find anything on the sanatorium building. One. You find the plans. The original plans for the Derby Manor. Uh, the conversion plans for when it was turned into a hospital. The conversion plans for when it was turned from a hospital into just the sanatorium. Uh, it was refurbished into just a sanatorium in the uh, 1904 when the new hospital opened in town. And it has been a dedicated sanatorium ever since. Interesting. Um, uh, what do I think I could take these plans with me? Um, you want to try and steal them? No, yeah. well, I'm going to ask if I can check them out. <laughs> oh, no, they don't check out architectural plans. All right, who's around me at this point in time? Uh... Uh, everyone else. Those three are all sitting at other tables studying. You've just asked the librarian if you could check them out, so she's now watching you. That's okay. I just wait for her to leave. If she, I can just study the plans in depth, and then I'm, when she leaves, I'm going to sketch them. Roll your drawing. No, oh. <laughs> you are statistically average. Yep. Wow. Wow. It's always on your best skill, isn't it? As you, uh, 
as you are breaking out your sketching equipment, the librarian reappears from another stack. And she went that way, and now she's there. And she's like, oh, see, you are done with this, sir, and gathers them all up and walks off in them. The glare of her... Her bun unfurls and just stares back at you. <laughs> she, 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 she's bu- no, it doesn't. She, she's bustled off with the plans, however. She was still watching, and the moment she saw you taking up paper and tracing paper and pencils, she'd just be like, oh, no, yoink, gone. Some people have all, like, just ruin other people's fun. She's drunk on power. It's only mild theft. <laughs> the, the other three of you were looking over at this like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> I, I slope over to join them. Stan? Having fun over there? I found the plans for the sanatorium. Ray? And before it was the house, and before it was a... Um, hospital. Hospital. So, like, the progression of its transfer. And she and I asked wow. her to check them out. And she said no. So I was going to draw one of the chandeliers, and then she just came and took them off me. Of course you were, Stan. It seems like such a mean thing to have happened to you. I know. I'm glad you understand. I'm going to go... I'm going to go somewhere else. I think someone might want to try and... Who, who she might like might try and get them back. <laughs> I'm going to put her off. I just, I just stare thing. after. I just stare after you. Just, yeah. I admitted to nothing. You have no proof. Where are you going, Stan? I'm going to wander off to the occult section and have a, and have a sad read of wibbly things. Okay, you've wandered up to the occult section of the Miskatonic University Library. Yep. Because if they want to get the plan, they need the plans are very useful, but she's not going to give me them back. Roll me your occult, please, Kieran. Dum, dum, dum. I have good occult. So you're still statistically average. Yep. Yeah. Oh, shit, in the book, this is bad news. Roll me a d20. 15. What you get, that's a thing. You find the Occulta Philosophica by Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa von Nettersham. That's an apple. It's from 1624. <laughs> it is a German Christian philosophy of magic and occultism. And since you don't read German, on the shelf next to it is like the English translation. Well, that's convenient. You're in a library. They're catalogued together. This is true. I will, uh, I'll find a nice pew and read it in silence and still sulk about the sadness. 
It is an interesting study on Christian philosophy, magic and occultism in the 1400s and 1500s with a focus on the cunning men of Europe. Like, um, cunning men were essentially witch doctors. You know, the herb man. Uh, the, they're yeah. sort of like the transition oh. from native, you know, tribal shaman to actual village doctor. Uh, you get three points of occult. And everyone else is finishing up their research there, and then Craig is falling asleep. What now? Michelle and Craig swap roles. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. It's it's six thirty in the evening. I know it's dark outside, and is is Craig? You know, is Michelle like put the curtains? No, the curtains are still open. So it's like putting a blanket over a bird cage. Craig just falls asleep. <laughs> That is not how it works. If it worked that way, I wouldn't be such trouble at night. Have you tried it, Michelle? Putting a blanket over Craig's head and see. <laughs> okay, uh, Nate. Uh, oh, Craig, actually. Let's come back to you for a little bit. You're in Boston for the night. What are you doing? Yeah. You've got a night off, essentially. There's no There's no Georges to look after. Um, hmm. I will, first off, pick up the phone and ring to make them a reservation for dinner tonight. I was wondering if you were going to remember that. <laughs> okay, you make them a reservation and you do it in the hotel restaurant to keep it nice yeah, and simple. In the hotel, keep it simple. Simple. Yeah. So I want George going out for dinner dressed like a peacock. He probably would, though. He'd be put on the wrong clothing and he'd be in these amazing iridescent silk robes of these bows and completely oblivious to the fact that it's like one of his wife's cocktail <laughs> party dresses. Let's do it. Okay, um, Jenkins, what else are you doing with your night off? Um, a night off? Um, What's one of those? Yeah. Why not have an existential crisis? Yeah, okay, you're having, and, a, you're um, having an existential crisis. I might just, instead of reading the horrible book for a bit, I might get maybe a nice bit of um, fictional literature like Charles Dickens or something. I know. Um, and then I'm going to sit out. It is cold, isn't it, still? I'll sit near a window with the window open so I can look out at the stars a bit. Okay. Roll me your Spot the Hidden. Spotting of the Hidden. Clicked it. And it's it's a nightly one. You don't not notice this. You have a nice night off with your feet up, enjoying yourself. It's quite nice. You you could you, you get used to this. Maybe you should read that retirement booklet. Mm. Ah, is this what every day would be like? With your feet up? No, I wouldn't have the money to live in this style if I was 
Retired. Now, you know Georges will give you a good pension. You can't assume that. Not if he retires prematurely. Yeah, that too. Uh, I make myself a gin recce. Yeah. Have nine luck, Craig. Oh. Nice. Nine luck. Nine luck and a cocktail. Craig has a nice night off. Uh, everyone else at the university library, what are you doing, you three? Um, I guess I'm going to try and talk to the person who took the books back off of the um, dissenting stand. That's fucking slander. <laughs> you got no proof? Yeah, you go and see the assistant librarian, Mrs. Loring. She's at her desk. She looks at you and she's stamping things. <laughs> Hello there. How are you today? She looks over her glasses at you. Mr. Nagelmarkers? Yes, that's me. You, you seem perturbed. Yes. My friend Stan uh, bothered you again. Mr. Kirby is a reprobate and an untrustworthy, scurious author. You cannot trust authors. Mr. Nagelmarkers, especially ones who try to draw on priceless historical documents. Ah, yes. Yeah, he, he, do, he does have a bit of a, a penchant for doing crazy stuff like that. Although in this instance, I, I could assure you it was it, it was nothing of the sort. We're just we're we're doing a bit of research around family histories locally to Arkham. Um, uh, yeah, and and he, he found some some interesting blueprints that he, I think would have been good to to help us on that investigation. I think he was trying to get you know, some drawings that, that would have been you know, useful. And, and nothing more, really. Have you done something new with your hair? <laughs> Mr. Nagelmarkers, we have a copy service. It allows us to keep the university library running by charging for copies to be made. If you want copies of municipal documents, we can produce them for you. And this is why you have your job and Stan doesn't. Well, she could have fucking told me when I asked her. Borrow them. I, I apologise for any confusion. If we could get some copies, that would be wonderful. Certainly, Mr. Nagelmarkers. It will be $70 for a complete set of those plans. I think I have $70 on me so if I hand over $70 I don't insult someone by trying to give them more for the trouble uh, she will have those ready for you in about 42 hours great you found the plans of the sanatorium now I'm going to have to fucking draw on the plans of the sanatorium <laughs> <laughs> it would have just... been a damn shame for him to roll a one and then for him to just walk away because he got from him. I find, it, I find it comical that a librarian says you can't trust authors. If it wasn't for authors, I wouldn't have a job. No, no, no. These books <laughs> categorised because these darn authors. Books are fine. Authors, you can't trust them. They're all hippies. Though <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, I do need to write a um, book for Monday's game. I need to finish the template for the books that you all found. We found books? In, in Call of Cthulhu, Walker in the Wastes. Yeah. 
Sam has a book that doesn't exist yet, so she can't read it. Oh, you gave Sam another book, yes, yes. Yeah, that ended so well the first time round. <laughs> It'll be yeah. fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I am sure she won't get kidnapped again. <laughs> what is this, Princess Peach? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they thought they'd buried her and everything, but it turned out to be a complete and utter shell game with the cult. They just kidnapped her and left some sort of simulacra behind. They went to great lengths to hide that. They did. They were very annoyed when you you blew up all of their people and escaped with her. Yeah, yeah, that was not what they were planning. They are really grumpy with you all. It's very rude of you to hurt my cult plans. Anyway, um, if you were down at the library... You collect Stan from the occult section. I give him a slap round the back of the head and say, just ask for copies next time. Well, she couldn't have told me they did for copies. How much was it anyway? $70. It was quite expensive, really. Yeah. Well, do you say that? I mean, that that's what you earn in a minute or two, isn't it? I'd like to think that I at least have some sort of recognition of what is still considered expensive, even if I don't usually care. Yeah. It was quite expensive, but they are big A3 maps of several floors, so those things will take a, take a bit for someone to copy out. They don't have photocopiers. I didn't, didn't argue the point, did I? I gave her the $70. She'll make a student do them. You depart the university library, you take your car toodling back across town to the hotel. Uh, Dinnerware has been laid out for you, Georges. Everyone else can change themselves. There's like a little card with instructions on which tie to wear and which shoes to wear. And a note from Jenkins saying he's escorted Miss Fisher back to Boston to get her papers. Ah. This makes sense. And he'll be back tomorrow. You all have a lovely dinner at the Miskatonic Hotel restaurant. Nice, nice. And then you sleep. George's roll pal. There it is. I'm sorry, George is not here right now. Please leave a message. Um, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> he has a fail mistake on one. I did fail one, didn't I? I fail one that got, got, got oh, Mary. Yeah, one that got Mary killed, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it was the failure, then Michelle's critical failure. Yeah. <laughs> if I'd been less nice, I would have just killed Michelle off there and then, but I was like... I should give her a chance to survive. It would have been a bit awkward if Michelle's, if Mary's head had just separated at the neck mm-hmm. and just landed with a thump next to you all. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad. It was only a 98. If it had been a 100, Mary would have just died. Oh, my God. Wow. But he wasn't a 100, so he didn't just die. Good. Everyone else has to roll their sanity to prove they what? are not you, Jenkins. You're in another city. Uh, 
distance of a tall tower that thrusts up out of the ocean waves. The, the view doesn't seem to be the skyscraper in New York that Georges lives in. It's you are above the sea. You are in a pillow of basalt high above the ocean. And the artworks are spinning around you gently. And your two artworks are here as well. They are beautiful. They are wondrous. The Elder Pharos. You realise you are in the Elder Pharos. And that's not the ocean outside. The darkness is ice stretching into the distance. The artworks recede and you move to the window. And you look out to the north. Or is it south? East? West? You're not sure. But there's a hill. A mountain. And inside a valley, in a ring of mountainous rock is a massive, dark disc that seems to be pulling in the light. And you lose one sanity as you wake up with a start, like, whoa, what the fuck was that? And let's stop there, because that is a good stopping point. You've done a bunch of research, you've got things to look into, and um, Jenkins should be back soon. Indeed. Indeedably. Good times had by all. It was fun, fun times. Well, let's just check the calendar for our next dates. But let me just stop. Welcome back to the Massachusetts Historical Society. Where last we left our intrepid heroes, they were in New York. Uh, after a successful uh, report on the old gardener's farm, or the blasted heath, uh, beautiful and successful farmer Mary Simmons was raised a neophyte of the Massachusetts Historical Society. And then you all decided you would investigate something in New York. You have trundled down to the Big Apple after... Poor Jenkins had some medical complications caused by uh, old age, 100%. Yep. So, so far, Jenkins has been researching various topics from his lovely bed. Uh, the gang have been starting to research a location in New York known as Bodine Castle. That's good riddance. And, uh Delightful George's knucklemuckers and his beloved friends visited the Dark Tower, where they purchased some very peculiar pieces of artwork of Miss... Peculiar? Just really good art. Wow, the characters are even taking issue with a narrator now. Mm. <laughs> That's some poor bullshit right there. It- Beauty clearly is in the eye of the beholder. Don't say that, you'll summon one. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes of the beholder. Beholder, you say, Flinty. B, B, B. What's under B? Uh... Breathtaking paints. The blighted ones? By Ackies? Oh, that's it. There are only two B entries, two entries under B in the monster manual. Mm. You don't need that one. Put that one down. You you need the kitty time one. You need the you know the the fluffy rainbows and hair bears. That's the one you need. Yeah, the My Little Pony one. This one? That's not the one. Um. Oh, oh, this one. Um. <laughs> Warmer. What, that might... was what your fault, Craig? That look. No, you got me New Orleans. Okay, good, good. No, I, I thought I, I was massed you. Yeah, oh. I think Michelle got me New York. Was it before we were playing? Yeah, it was a couple of it was a couple of Christmases <laughs> back. <laughs> Ash got the, the New York one through from Michelle and went, aha, now we need to play Cthulhu with the team. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. You made this happen. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons you sent the other group to Australia. Sorry about that one. I mean, admittedly, there, there is an Australian chapter in Wrath of Nyarthur, but Kieran was all like, here, have the Australian book. And I was like, oh, if I put these two together... And I still don't know where the PDF is. It's okay. I found the PDF online and stole it. I'm like, I own the book. I can have this illegally. Okay. Um, you bought some amazing new pieces of artwork. The most beautiful piece that you just bought, purchased is the blue light from without. Nathan. Wasn't that given to me? It was. It, it, it was literally drawn for you by Shipley like a year ago before you'd ever heard of his artwork with your name yeah. on the canvas and everything. You are a little yeah. bit freaked out, but it is also hauntingly perfect in every way. Yeah, I think the painting was like the, the well that you peered into just only a week ago oh, as well. Was a different painting? Wasn't that the Well of Lights? That's the Well of Lights, yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember um, that one being like, yeah, how could you have painted this before we actually went there? Wonders. He's clearly just a very good artist. <laughs> I do like the yeah. fact that it let me upload this GIF. Oh, Uh-oh. We're about to see a gif, aren't we? It's, it's one of the artworks that so far only uh, George's has seen. Oh. Yeah, wasn't it the blue crystal? Oh, yeah. that one's a wonderful oh, one. Hydaelyn. It's just the Hydaelyn from Final Fantasy fourteen, but, you know, it oh, yeah. looks really pretty. And also terrifyingly like Daleoff. He's rather, isn't it? I guess. Oh, I could look at that all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're now actually become part of the story. We're just staring <laughs> at this artwork. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> hmm. Right, I think we failed our real life sanity checks there. Yeah. Okay, so the question is, you are all staying at George's house. 
except for you, Jack. You've been staying at your actual house in New York. My name is in New York. My name is Stan. Yes, it is Stan, not Jack. Jack Kirby is someone else. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what he based character on? <laughs> yeah, this is picture that I'm using as an icon. <laughs> yeah, you are not, however, Jack Kirby. No, he's not alive at this. Well, he, he might be alive at this point, but I don't think he's as old as I am. We, we were to- we were told that the purple dome was also painted. A, it's a real life picture of people that the guy's never met, right? Uh, yeah, it's a real life picture of people he's met on an adventure he didn't go on with them. Oh, so he knows the three people in the picture that has been recorded that he has met them, but. He never went with them to this location, wherever it was, because he's never left England. Right. And But he, he drew this back in 1925. Paintings. So, yeah, there's definitely something mysterious going on with that painter. Nah. Oh, yeah, and Jenkins was doing some light recovery reading of the Colts de Ghouls. Of course he was. Light, yes. Because he happens to speak uh, French, and Stan, the person who borrowed the book off the creepy booksmith, doesn't. I was learning. You were learning, but but Jenkins is stuck in bed, so he's been reading it for you. That's fair enough, I'd give him the book to read. You did? Mm, I'm sure lots of good will come of it. Mm. You'll thank me when you're a wizard. Or dead. I didn't want Jenkins to be a wizard. It's okay, Jenkins. I've helped him read this book too, and I've not gone wibbly yet. Here, look at these wonderful paintings. I mean, we did joke about that, that Georges won't want Jenkins to feel left out, so he's just hanging these pictures in front of his bed. (laughs) Here, you can improve in my lowly, um, servantile bedroom, surely. Don't worry, we'll get rid of a wall. Yeah, you you, you just get woken up by some... uh, Workman knocking a wall through into like the kitchen and like, turned the kitchen into a gallery and he's like, no. oh. <laughs> I, I like the idea that Jenkins just slowly is sleeping on his back, slowly wakes up, opens his eyes, and this is one of the paintings on the ceiling. That would be great. <laughs> or like the bit from Friends with Phoebe and the like the mannequin photo, just George in the fucking doorway holding one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you came to New York to investigate some of the things in your dossier. Oh, yeah. That's it. Uh, so far, you have been looking into the Bodine Castle out on Vernon Boulevard in the Queens. How's this Bodine Castle spelled? Because I'm not going to lie, I just keep thinking of Bodine every time you say it. Yeah. B-O-D-I-N-E. Right. Yes, Bo- Bodine. I'm going to say Bodine. It's, it's yeah. probably pronounced something like that because it's French. Oh. Yeah. Ah, it was named after its second owner who wasn't French, John Bodine. 
Ah, yes, it was built by a French nobleman. And currently, from your research, you have discovered that it's currently now owned by the Queen's Lumber Company. And apparently it has abounds with rumours of crying spirits and strange hammering sounds. Where's it located at? Is it in upstate New York? It's in Queens. It's a really weird place for a logging company to have a house. Maybe like the executive branch? Have a castle. Yeah. <laughs> weird thing for a logging company to have, right? Yeah, it's a very successful logging company. Uh, it's also on the river, so it's a good place for them to have a big... You know, it's got a massive courtyard, so they can have barges full of wood come up to the um, docks, unload into the lumber yard at the castle, and then ship it by road to the rest of the city. Yeah. It's 1928, so New York is undergoing a lot of construction right now. Mm-hmm. Everything is still booming. The good times are here forever, baby. Mm. Yeah, baby. Uh, so you were investigating that. Uh, I believe it was George's pick for um, his paper at the uh, the Historical Society. Or was it Jeremiah's? I remember looking at the castle and going, ooh. I think I went to the castle. Yeah, I think it was Jeremiah's pick. And you were looking... Oh, yeah, you're planning to do a paper on these amazing artworks, I think. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense. You were going to do it on the artwork amazing. I mean, you've even had your wife go to visit him in, in Kent. Which is true. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um... But it is a new day in New York. It is the 21st of January, 1928. Uh, The next meal at the society is on the 29th of January. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get back in time for that one. You've got over a week. Is that the 28th and 29th? It's the 21st of January. Oh, sorry. So, what are people doing? What do they wish to investigate? You are currently all at George's house. Stan, you've just arrived. Yep. At the uh, beautiful penthouse building that George's Nagelmarkers lives in here in New York. Inside the Ansonia building... You're not at, at all surprised that he owns an apartment in one of the most fabulous apartment buildings in all of New York. It certainly puts your little two-room apartment in the Bronx to shame. I don't know, I'm, do I live in Queens? I think I live in Queens. Maybe you do live in Queens. How handy. I'm, I'm just... I've got a bunch of, like... Workers bossing around trying to find the best place for these these paintings in this room. Are you trying to hang them up in the living room? I am, yeah. I'm almost imagining you turning this little cubby hole of the living room into just a gallery. <sighs> I never look at them. Let me have a look at the floor. What about this one? 
Where is uh, Jenkins' room? Jenkins is down here, but in, in the seventh quarter. Oh, Gordius has no idea where my bedroom is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just thinking, we can knock this wall here down. And... <laughs> He's joking. Um, okay. Every now and again, a workman goes, Sir, that is an exterior wall. <laughs> <laughs> Make it so. Okay. Um, yeah, do you know what? There's too many living rooms in this apartment. Let's turn this into a gallery. Okay. <laughs> At least it's in its own room. You have to actually go into it. People won't just stumble upon it. You're just going to take them there, right? Every time you bring someone here who hasn't been here before. <laughs> <laughs> just like, have you seen my gallery? Come with! <laughs> What I haven't told you is I'm going to ask them to relocate the front doors to the apartment somehow. Uh, just, just going to walk through a corridor of them. <laughs> yeah, just put the paintings all here. Every doorway is replaced with a painting. Oh, that would be a great place, wouldn't it? That that wall right there when people walk in. Well, that's, right that's, that's, that's where you'd put a picture, right? If you had a picture Absolutely. of like, yourself, that's where you'd put it. Because... Well, that's what people do, right? They hang their most, like, the picture of themselves as they walk in. I could, I could just imagine the rest of us, every time we walk into the apartment, we just go... Ugh. Yeah. So which one are you hanging in front of the main entrance? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Which one would I hang there? I've got so many paintings now. Let me have a look at the pictures. Roll your sanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not, none of them are really suitable. I'm, I'm going to wait until I find a more suitable painting for the, the, the hallway. So you're turning the offshoot living room, which probably had the piano in it, into a new gallery. So you've had yep. the you've got chairs, but the walls have been stripped. the The windows have been covered up with new blinds, and the walls yep. are just being hung with your new artwork. The piano can stay. In fact, I'm going to employ someone to spend like 24 hours a day in that room playing really creepy music at just the right level coming out of the room. That definitely sounds like something someone with too much money would do. Yeah. But um, your guests are arriving. Uh, Stan has just been shown in by um, Louise, one of your maids. I won't remember her name. Okay, I have a list of your staff. Um, in character, in character, I will not remember. <laughs> okay, they're having to fill in for Jenkins, and they're just not as good. Just forgettable, yeah. Samuel is in his room. Uh, Jeremiah and Mary are staying here with you, so you all gather in the living room. You shoo the workman out to go and have a tea break so you can talk to your companions in peace. Or do you go to Jenkins' room so you can include him in your discussions of what you're going to do next? Is he still completely bedridden? He is, is indeed he... completely bedridden. The nurse you hired to look after him, Miss Fisher, is refusing to let him out of bed. Can he not be on like one of those like beds with wheels and this, he can just be wheeled into the... You <laughs> haven't arranged one of those yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. 
I'm sure you'll be able to arrange one of those in time. Yeah, I'll, I'll make, I, I asked someone to arrange one of those. Jenkins needs to be mobile. <laughs> I'm not fucking Davros. <laughs> <laughs> now that gives me ideas. Oh, no. <laughs> Am I going to have to find some Daleks to slip into the ship yeah. VR work? <laughs> this would be amazing. Right, okay, yeah, um... I would, it, yeah, we'll go to Jenkins' room. He needs to be, he needs to know what's going on so he can arrange things. Yeah, he did have a telephone put into his bedroom so he can call people. Mm-hmm. And he has been doing research for you. What were you researching again, Craig? Um, well, I tried doing the reading, hadn't I? Yeah. And I feel like I hadn't actually been allowed to do a lot yet at this point because of how recently the heart attack was. You you had a phone installed in your bedroom so you yeah. could do phone calls and re- research with people. Yeah, I, I, I think you phoned the university and arranged for some passes or something? Uh, I think I'd arranged for them to start gathering together some of the research for us on potentially Bodine Castle. That makes sense. Yes, that was it. Yep. You gather Jenkins, your morning is interrupted by George's and his rich and handsome young, bright young things and Judge Olsen. <laughs> Calling Judge Olsen a bright young thing is a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> With my long beard and shiny head. <laughs> Maybe he's a bright old thing. He's a, he, he, he he's reliving his youth through all these young, glittery people. But yeah, you're looking, looking well. Uh, I'm feeling exceptionally well. I'm sure I could go back to doing everything I always do right now, sir. Oh, oh, great. Um, I say eyeing the room to make sure Janine and Co are not within earshot. <laughs> He's not getting out of bed. Someone calls from the hallway as Miss Fisher walks in carrying a little tray with Jenkins' medicines on. Right, here we go, Mr. Jenkins. Take your pills and drink this tonic. Yes, Miss Fisher. Oh. <laughs> He's not ready to get out of bed yet, uh, Mr. Negromarkers. He probably should be in bed for at least another two to three weeks. Yes, two to three weeks. That sounds reasonable. Um, we, yeah, yeah, that's the concept of time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> How long's two to three weeks again? Yeah. <laughs> George's is one of those people who's like, "What's a weekend? <laughs> How many breakfast martinis is that?" Well, you just make sure that he gets to see the new gallery when it's ready. Of course, we have a wheelchair for him. Um, in a few days, we'll be able to move him into his wheelchair and wheel him around the apartment. Ah, excellent. I'm sure I could manage a real a wheelchair now on Miss Fisher. She just gives you a look. Not until I say so, Mr. Jenkins. You had a heart attack and very nearly died. We need to build your strength back up slowly and in steps. Uh, Mr. Nagelmarkers has some new and interesting artworks. Um, maybe we could bring a couple of them in here to cheer him up. You know what? I think I'm fine. Yes. I remember the artwork <laughs> quite fondly already that I've seen. It, it, it's enough to keep me fine. 
Yes, yes, quite enough. But George is his new one. It's not on my part, Master. I'm, uh... Do you know what? I'm not going to insist on it yet. But, um, yeah, so... Just make, just make sure he gets to see it. When he's well enough to go into his wheelchair, I, I insist he must be taken to see the gallery. We'll make it our first stop, sir. They are really beautiful pieces of artwork, Mr. Um, Nagel Markers. They're gorgeous. I could stare at them for hours. And you probably will. <laughs> anyway, I will leave you to talk with Mr. Jenkins. I'll be just outside in the kitchen preparing his lunch. What is for lunch today, Miss Fisher? Soup. What kind of Again? soup? Chicken. <laughs> I'll do fine. With carrot and coriander... Uh, potatoes and leek. Uh, potatoes and leek sounds good. And no pepper or salt. Maybe a little bit of pepper. Maybe some pepper, but no salt. And some okay. fresh bread, I hope. Uh, yes, uh, the fresh bread is in the oven. Excellent. Probably smell it from here, considering I'm a pinch of room. Ah, fresh bread. That's what that smell was. Okay, is, uh, the nurse bustles off leaving you alone with Jenkins in his room you are all gathered together hello everybody what do you need me looking into today that's a really good question um yeah. what is the plan I mean I know I know um Judge that you wanted to go see the castle are we planning on doing that today or I thought I already did you already been to the castle I thought I had, hadn't I, Ash? You have been or to the castle. just read you, you have been down, but it's um, you weren't able to get inside. You needed to make an appointment. What is the castle like? Yeah. Oh, the ship. Okay, yeah, yeah. What's this day-to-day function? Just the lumber yard, effectively. Yeah, it's the offices of the Queen's Lumber Company and um, the main big courtyard outside, you know, the castle courtyard that backs onto the river. Um, Hudson is used as a... Lumberyard. Uh, parts of the castle serves as offices, uh, but otherwise the rest of it is just locked up. Uh, you did find the name of someone who has investigated the castle before, Wald Monreno. You managed to get his name off the lumberyard, um, like someone who worked at the lumberyard, uh, and his card. He is a psychic investigator. Oh, God. And uh, he has been investigating the supernatural happenings of the castle, but you haven't been to talk to him yet. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I would like to. Uh, get further access to the castle, but I need I need to make an appointment. Um, if you're if if you want to arrange for that, Jenkins, that would be useful. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I can speak to this Rainer chap. That sounds like a decent plan. I'm sure I can do that, Judge. Thank you. Um, as for everybody else, um, I mean, I, I'm looking into the castle. I don't know what you guys want to look at. There's a few other places in New York. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm both mostly interested in in the artworks, obviously, which um, I've got plenty of. So I'm 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 trying to understand more about about 
Mr. Shipley and, and how he seems to, to know about things before they happen. I mean... Have you been to the auction house, George? The auction house? No, I don't... No, I haven't. No. Well, if you're looking for... You could probably track where like more people have bought his artwork if you want to find more. You might find another collector you could talk to. It's a good plan. It's a good idea. And there's a lot... It's a weird old place anyway, in itself. Oh yes, I keep forgetting you're, you're actually from here, so you've probably been there already. Yeah. I mean, I'm tempted, I, I'll, I can distinguish it if you want me to do a Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh! A Bridge accent. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good without the... Mackie's face is like, we do <laughs> No, no, it's fine, it's fine, I can just do this. Uh... You can kill me now. There we go, ah, oh, safe. I have muted him. Joey <laughs> <laughs> <Are we> Wheeler. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yes, Marcelo's auction house had come up before. Um, Marcelo is <coughs> a very discerning gentleman of uh, who, who manages high-class and very highly reputable auctions for the upper crust of New York. If anyone was going to know more about Shipley and his artworks, it would probably be him. Well, this is a a great idea, then, Stan. Would you uh, would you mind accompanying me? Yeah, we can go across town. It's a uh, yeah, be a nice little jaunt across town. Uh, Mary, what about yourself? Um, I was quite happy um, looking um, at the castle with Joe. Yeah, I'm happy with you. Excellent, we have already split the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Jenkins, roll me a butler, Mancy. That's <laughs> Jenkins. Drum roll, please. Hey! Okay, uh, you have already arranged an appointment both with uh, Walden Rainier and uh, access to the castle for Judge Olsen and one companion because you were obviously doing this yesterday when they told you all about it uh, yeah. and you're not magic you just they told you about this yesterday um, yeah I mean you are a little bit magic I think he's magic mm. uh, Waldron Rainier lives in uh, Harlem and you give his address to the judge he's expecting you whenever <laughs> And um, the lumber yard. One of the secretaries has now been given instructions by the owner of the lumber yard to give uh, Judge Olson and his companions access to the uh, rest of the castle whenever they turn up, as long as they turn up within office hours. Okay. Um, as long as they turn up within office hours, are they allowed to stay beyond office hours once they're already there? Though. Yeah, yeah. The, once they've been given the keys. Okay. Uh, I, I reach over to the side of my bed and grab a notepad and just pass it to the judge. Actually, I just remembered. I made some appointments for you already, judge. Oh. I'll see across. See, I see your proactivity has not been affected, Jenkins. Well, I got the phone next to me, so I can always make some calls, sir. Thank you very much.
Is anyone asking Jenkins for anything else before they head out? <clears throat> um, yes, Jenkins. Um, if you can make contact with Constance again uh, at some point throughout the day, just to keep her apprised of wh where I am and what, what's going on. Um, obviously, thank her for the information on, on Shipley. We've acquired some new artworks, which is wonderful. Um, I mean, if she if she gets an opportunity to, to look look more into um, the man himself from from her end, obviously being closer to where he is, that would be really useful. I'm, I'm really quite intrigued as to how he seems able to paint artworks uh, before the events themselves occur. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, it's, it is quite strange, to say the least. Certainly worth investigating. Yeah, I think it could make uh, you know, a, a, a wonderful uh, presentation at some point. Hmm, a most entrancing one, yeah, indeed. Um, there must be some trick to it, sir, but, but I don't understand what it is. Oh, I, I, I'm sure there is a perfectly reasonable explanation for it. I just... Have you reasonable, understandable, and of this world? Yeah, I mean, perhaps, perhaps Jenkins, if you spend some time observing the artworks, maybe you'll, maybe you'll see something that I haven't. Oh, sir, sir, I, 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 I am already looking into a Tillingar, sir, and it would be beneath me to stoop so low as to take your research from you, sir. Um, no, no, it's truly your area of expertise at this point, Master. I think it's a layering eye trick. I think it's just sort of he layers different, like, generic-looking people on them enough that your brain associates them with looking like yourself. I think it's more also... It's, it's a clever ruse, I believe. Like, multi-layering on the paintings and things. Yeah, this sounds plausible. Like a seeing eye puzzle. Oh, those are all the way. Do you remember seeing one of those... The other week, in one of the fanzines. <laughs> yeah, so that makes sense. But but still, we'll 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 look into it some more because you never know. There might be something more interesting to to the story. Okay, so Jack and is it Jack? No, Stan. Stan. Stan and George's um, skip merrily across town. Are you taking a car or a taxi? Well, I can't drive. I doubt George I won't drive. knows what a steering wheel is. You have one of your drive. men drive you across town. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you just say you're going out and head downstairs and assume a car will be waiting for you. There's just some poor panicked bloke running down the fucking stairs like shit, shit, shit. I mean, Jenkins has the elevators timed perfectly, so someone taking the stairs can beat the elevator to the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, we will be driven. Okay. I just, I just assumed that, that Jenkins arranged everything via ESP. <laughs> Why is there no car waiting outside for me? This is this is unacceptable. So you two are heading for Marcelo's auction house on Ninth Street, Nineteenth Street. Remember previously, Jenkins was your driver as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you're in New York, it's very easy to arrange taxis. Mm. I'm up in a Cthulhu campaign where two PCs can drive. I know. <laughs> yeah. we, can, we can go into a Nazi base and none of us know how to do anything mechanical. 
I can drive a train. I keep telling you this. This doesn't help us at all, but I can. <laughs> it will come up at some point when you go on a long Orient, uh, Orient Express adventure from Paris to Istanbul. What, commandeer the train? <laughs> it's his train! <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, no, we get on a competitor's train and commandeer it. This is what I like, this plan. Drinking a little away for five minutes, and we've already planned the train robbery. <laughs> Just around and George's, his dad rings him and he's like, So, let me get this straight. You stole Bertram's train. Why didn't you just take one of our trains? <laughs> because this is more exciting. Okay, and uh, Jerry and. Um, Mary, are you going to the Hello. detective first or the castle? Oh, they're back. Hello. Hello. Jerry and Mary, are you going to the detective, the psychic detective I first? I was thinking the detective first. But we're just waiting for Craig and Michelle to rejoin. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're back for the meet. They are back. Back again. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Oh. I can, hear, I can hear everyone. But they're talking to us, Flinty. We are talking to you, Flinty. To you and... No, um, I can't hear them. <laughs> what? 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 French. French. 
On phone five. Oh no, I passed. Sound like Boise when you said that. On phone five. Going to cross off another two days of reading, uh, Jenkins, as you start to read through this French book. Mm-hmm. It's... Why have I never had a character inspired by Trigger? <laughs> 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 That'd be amazing. This broom, this broom yeah. has had 14 new heads and 17 new handles. <laughs> because. As far as you can tell, this is just the ramblings of a crazy French Comte who was into all sorts of blasphemous activities. Such a French Comte. So far, it seems to be uh, blasphemous writings about uh, the arts of necromancy, necrophagia, and two chapter-long discussions on the best way to have sex with a dead corpse, which you find incredibly distasteful. Yes. What's uh, again? I can't actually remember. It sounds like it's going to be some sort of eating of dead bodies. Yeah, yeah it is. The, the <laughs> eating of dead and decaying animal flesh. Yeah, going to get arrested in three hours by MI6. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was the name of the book again? The Cult, Cult de Ghoul. Yeah. Or The Cult of the Ghoul. Mm. Yeah, uh, this is not a pleasant light read that uh, Stan and your master have given you to read. This is some icky bullshit. It's probably actually, considering my fairly normal, not not exciting life until now, some of the worst icky bullshit I've ever been handed to read, I'm guessing. Yeah, roll me your constitution. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Even considering it. my war days, though. Oh, constitution. Yeah, I fucked it. Ow, ow, I've got a knot in my hair. Ow. Good for you. <laughs> Making me roll calm. Oh, ow. I was just brushing my hands through my hair and it got caught. And I was like, ow! Michelle, how do you deal with this? It's, it's horrible, there's a knot. Brush your hair? I did brush my hair this morning. <laughs> to hold your hair above the knot, they just pull it through. Yeah, because then you're not putting it from the root. You're yeah. putting it from the way you've held it. Uh, I'll do with that in the break. <laughs> I must. Schnip. Oh, I'll deal with that later. Um, yeah, Jenkins, it makes you feel queasy and a bit, uh, why are they making me read this awful stuff? Yeah. Okay. Uh, me and Jeremiah... You arrive at a very small, well, a row of tenement buildings in Harlem, and you climb up an outside staircase to an upstairs office, where the psychic investigator is waiting to meet you. Walden, Waldmon Rayner. Oh, Waldmon, Waldron. 
Woolmon. Woolmon. Uh, he uh, yeah. is a tall, thin, uh, late twenties, wearing you know a waistcoat, tie, jacket. His office looks like a nineteen, late nineteen twenties, early nineteen thirties private detective's office. You know, imagine Captain Picard walking in at any moment. <laughs> uh, he offers you his hand. Ah, you must be Judge Olson. I was told to expect you this yes, morning. Pleasure. I am Detective Rayner, and this is Stan Kirby. No. No, that's the no, real Mary. This it's is a fucking woman, <laughs> Jesus. You are a horrible psychic. Sorry, Stan went with George's. I got it back to from. It's. Kind of now. It's kind of now. This fucking psychic is shit. And uh well, this... I think we're done here. It was all a ruse. Goodbye. And your companion. Uh, good morning, miss. You are? He's waiting for an introduction from you, Judge Olsen, your lady friend. I can't remember your surname, I'm afraid. It's been a while. Mary... Simmons. Simmons. This is my companion, Mary Simmons. He shakes your hand. Well, come in, sit down, both of you. He escorts you in chairs in front of his desk. Um, he settles down on his desk and he turns a device towards you both. It looks like the um, horn off a gramophone, but it's attached to some thing on his desk and he presses a switch and it, it makes a pinging sound. And he's like, hmm. Yes, it's safe for us to talk. So, you were interested in uh, Bodine Castle? Uh, yeah, we're, we're basically um, sort of histor- history enthusiasts and, um, you know, we, we've come to visit New York and just see what historical sites can we, we can visit and uh, we've heard that you've had the opportunity to investigate um, such a, an old relic yes. of, a, of a building. And, um, yeah, I'm very interested to learn what, what you've found out about the castle. I hear, I hear it's uh, got some French origin, has it not? Yes, a French nobleman built it back in the 1700s. Um, the plate is obviously haunted. Uh, I have several, he pulls out a file, credible uh, inve- uh, interviews with uh, employees at the Lumberyard who all have first-hand experience of the supernatural happenings in the castle. Um, have you seen any? Uh, yes, no, I've I've been and camped out overnight a couple of times, and there's definitely supernatural emanations coming from the castle. Uh, wailing sounds throughout the night, and a strange hammering noise, as if someone was beating their fist against a door and screaming for freedom. Now, of course, this trails back to the original builder uh, locking up his daughter, and her lover. He discovered his daughter was walking out with a gentleman he did not approve of, and he barricaded them both into the dungeons and left them to rot. And clearly it's their vengeful spirits that now walk the uh, castle at night, screaming for revenge. I obviously have offered to use my services to dispose of the infestation, but the lumberyard management think it's a load of nonsense but there's no denying that they are 
employees are reporting these strange occurrences almost weekly. It's certainly um, an unusual conclusion to come to. I mean, how how can you be so certain that it can be spirits? I mean, I'm not a sort of paranormal investigator. Um, well, what else can it be? You, what else confidently come to this? Conclusion? What else causes strange screamings and odd hammerings in the night in a deserted castle? It's not like people getting in, getting in and just having parties or anything like that. Of course not. It's, it's a professional building. Um, no one, you can't just wander into this place. I myself have been petitioning for access again, but so far they've refused to let me back in. But it is a fascinating place. Uh, and being able to solve... Could it not be something as... Could it not be something as simple as, I don't know, the wind being funneled down old cracked corridors and uh, you know, it just makes a funny noise when it goes through? That would be a solution, but it's not the right solution, uh, Judge Olsen. That is the solution of one whose mind is closed to the wonders of the world. Okay, I was wondering why you were lighting a match. <laughs> Burn it all down. Actually, that nut, which is like a witness him burning his house down. What the hell? <laughs> no, I was lighting a candle. And for dramatic effect. <laughs> You've closed your mind. <laughs> Allow me to open your mind, Judge Olson. I believe that if you were to uh, investigate the castle fully, you would find there was no evidence of a natural occurrence or a natural reasoning behind these strange sounds and noises. Mm. Well, we do, we do, we have arranged an appointment to visit again, so... His eyes go wide. Well, if you would require my services to accompany you, I would be more than happy to assist you in this matter. Uh, well, I'll, I'll remember that. I think, um, I think at the moment only myself and Mary have, um, have access at the moment, but uh, I'm sure I can uh, extend a, a plus one if, if necessary. I'm sure gentlemen of your standings will have no trouble getting access to the building. Hmm. But yes, he hands you his card. Uh, just give me a call and I can be there as soon as I can travel across town with my equipment. Of course. Thank you very much. Uh, he sees you to the door. As, as we walk out, I, I lean to Mary, just like, he's a little bit, uh, the crackpot, personally. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <We'll> see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose we'll head on to the castle at that point. You start making your way towards the castle. Meanwhile, also in Queens, on 19th Street, opposite Astoria Park... Marcello's Auction House. It's a Georgian-styled mansion. Um, but the mansion has been, you know, refitted into both Marcello's home and his auction house. As your taxi pulls up, a footman opens the door for you. Uh, someone else welcomes you both inside. Uh, Mr. Nagelmarkers, Mr. Kirby, you're escorted through a plush uh, entrance hall, up a staircase and into a large waiting room where coffee and tea has been placed on uh, 
place ready for you, and various exquisite antiques just happen to be standing around on plinths and on tables and in cabinets, totally up for sale, just 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 on display. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, wanker. I turn to Paul and go, "Don't worry, I think your your collection is far more impressive." Yeah, I tend to agree with that. The door from the doorway, a voice goes, "Mr. Nagelmarker's collection may be impressive, but it is my duty and my pleasure to help him make it more so." And a tall gentleman with. Uh, a square jaw, short black hair walks in and offers his hand. Marcelo Robin, Robin. It is a delight to meet you, Mr. Nagelmarkers, and your assistant, Mr. Kirby. Uh, yes, my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I, give you, I give you shitty side eye, but don't break it. <laughs> <laughs> I take his hand. Your man, Mr. Jenkins, called and let me know that you were on your way. He said you would most likely be interested in artwork. I can get access to most artworks available in New York. Please, be seated. <coughs> Tea? Coffee? Tea would be wonderful, yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He, he pours the tea himself, because you're such an important guest. Because he's just seeing dollar signs light up in his eyes, that's why. Rich man has walked into my auction house. Give him tea. Give him tea laced with drugs so that he'll be <laughs> amenable to giving me his cash. Why do all of your artworks look like they're moving? <laughs> isn't, that what you're used to? isn't that what you're expecting uh, after seeing Shipley artwork? This is exactly what I'm expecting, yeah, it's true. So, um, Mr. Nagelmarkers, what are you interested in today? How can Marcelo's auction house help bring some light into your life? Well, I've um, recently been acquiring pieces of Arthur Shipley's work and uh, it's kind of started growing within me this desire to have more of his works and having been to the uh, Dark Tower recently to acquire some artworks there, uh, Mr Kirby here um, suggested that this might be a a good place to stop as it's possible you may have some uh, pieces of interest, maybe not of of Arthur Shipley himself, but hey, you never know, so here we are, my eyes are open. There have been a slew of Shipley imitators uh, on the market of late, but none of them quite have the same depth as Shipley's artwork. I currently do have in my possession one of Shipley's pieces. It's incredibly rare, and so far, as far as I can tell, was sold directly to me, and no one else has had access to it. How long have you had this piece? Uh, a couple of months so far. Uh, I picked it up during his last uh, visit last year. And so far, I have yet to find someone to give it to. Well, I, I very much appreciate a chance to see this artwork. I, I tell George, this definitely sounds like the entrance way piece. Yes. Yes, I am looking for an entrance entranceway piece, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, definitely a good shout there. So hopefully, well, of course, well, oh, please we one for Jenkins to keep him company. Oh, he does need company. 
but he's surrounded by beautiful young 20-something-year-old women. Yeah, he's more interested in artwork than women. Yeah, Jerry no. isn't interested in, in, in attractive 20-year-olds. Come on, have you met the man? We <laughs> 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 oh, love you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> He loves it, really. He does love it. Well, if you will just give me five minutes, uh, please sit and enjoy your tea. Yes, thank you. I will go and make arrangements for access to the special gallery. I shudder a little bit as he says it like that. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, is it there? Is it only Shipley's work in the special gallery? I have other artworks in the gallery, but uh, the Shipley pieces are rare, and as I said, there have been imitators lately and attempts to steal uh, some of the artwork. Um, so I have taken precautions to make sure that no one else can access them. He nods his head to you, and he scuffles out the room. What else is in this room with us? Uh, There's, you know, oak cabinets with various bits and bobs in. Uh, Most of them are antique furniture, clocks, goblets. Cool. We just wander around whilst we're waiting. Just stare at some bits and bobs. Interesting jumps out. Yeah. We then read out things out loud. (laughs) You read out a few inscriptions out loud, okay. Uh, Roll your uh, pal. are browsing and having a delicious cup of tea. I will come back to you in just a moment. Um, that noise is coming from outside, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of a Okay, just make sure it wasn't your PC. <laughs> Jenkins, you have oh. been reading and having a nice time. Yeah. Well, nice in a sort of relative term of nice, you know, reading this awful book. Um, If my bed is at least comfy. Your bed is really comfortable, and, you know, you've got a sideboard full of delicious, uh, you know, drinks and other things that you may desire, and you've got a bell so you can summon Kennedy whenever you like. Kennedy? Your nurse. I like the fancy words, magic man. Miss Fisher, your nurse. Oh, right, right. That's her first name. Yeah. Uh, she does stick her head in. Uh, Mr. Jenkins? Yes, Miss Fisher? I wanted to ask you a little something. Of course. I've been overhearing that you and um, everyone have been investigating a whole bunch of interesting families. Is that right? You... We haven't been so much into many families, but I've been looking into the Tillingarth family fairly recently. See, that interests me. Um, Janine's a Tillingarth, did you know that? 
Did I know that? You did not know. <laughs> She's only ever been referred to you as Janine. Um, I didn't know that. No, um, I, I is Janine George's um, secretary? Yeah, but you know, yeah. she's in charge of business, Georges, and and yeah. Jenkins is in charge of personal life, Georges, and the two don't really mix beyond uh, handing him over. Beyond the Georges' angle. Yeah, but beyond handing <laughs> him over to each other, you know, it'll be like, oh, Janine, he, he's arriving in ten minutes. And she'll be like, Jenkins, he's on his way back, he's grumpy. Code B, code <laughs> B. <laughs> uh, I wasn't actually aware of that. I reach over to my side desk where I keep all my notes for the Tillinghast bit, um, the investigation, I assume, and flip through the Tillinghast family tree. Uh, uh, oh, oh my. Uh, it, it, would I be right in thinking that her father will have been Carl Tillinghast, do you know? Um, she hasn't mentioned her father, but she, um... Brothers? Just, just so I don't waste her time. She does have a brother, yes. Edwin or Lewis, or both? She's got two older brothers, as far as I know. Well, that sounds on track, then. Um, I, I should definitely talk to her about that. See, see if she is the telling ghosts that I'm actually investigating. Okay. Uh, no, I mostly invest, brought it up because um, I, have to admit, I love historical stuff. And I've been look, trying to look into my family as well. And the Kennedys oh. and the Tillinghasts um, were apparent, all date back to Providence, Rhode Island, in the early 1700s. Hmm. So they're a name that I've come across as well. So when Janine mentioned her surname to me this morning, I was incredibly exciting, and then I overheard you all talking about um, your investigations, so I thought I'd mention it to you. They're very old uh, families that date back to the original um, colonies. Question. Because I'm getting confused now. Is Fisher her first or last name? Fisher's her last name. Fisher's her last name. It's just... What, Kennedy is her first name. It's just you mentioned it um, as in... It was, yeah, that was me, me getting it wrong. Okay, okay, just making sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, hmm. uh, you know, I'll see what other information I can tell about your family if you, you'd like, Miss Fisher, and... It may be that there are certain avenues that may be open to me at being an attaché to Georges that maybe have struggled to get access to, potentially. If you can offer any insight, I'd love to hear about it, uh, Mr Jenkins. Um, yes, of course. Uh, uh, and I've not been able to do much research, obviously, because, you know, I don't have much time to go to libraries, but um, another family name that keeps coming up is Marsh... Oh, uh, yes, the marshes are actually related to the Tillinghasts. I've, I've already uncovered that little... Uh, and the Fisher family. Oh, what's that, sorry? And they're related to my family as well, the Fishers. Oh, well, in that case, I, I guess that actually means that you your own family is peripherally linked to my investigation anyway. Huh. 
It's a small world, Miss Fisher. It is. I mean, everyone's related to everyone else at the end of the day. This is all, like, centuries back. You have to go back about six generations, but... Mm. Uh, I just remember I was reading about it and I heard you mention mention it and then Janine mentioned her surname, so... Yes, yes. The, the, the Fishers, whereabouts are they mostly... Uh, you've already mentioned uh, Rhode Island and Providence. Yeah. Well, I'm the only Fisher left as far as I can tell now that my grandma's gone. Oh. So, actually, if we could actually find any other Fishers, that would actually be really beneficial for you to know and you've finding family. Exactly. That, well, that's why I've been looking into this, because it was just me and Grandma for years. And then I moved here from England, and mm-hmm. I started looking into our history, because apparently we moved back to um, England a while ago. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, tell me, have you heard of the Watley family before as well? No, that name hasn't come up, I'm afraid. <sighs> that, that's fair enough. Um, they're, they're one of the branch families of the Tillingas, I believe. Uh, they they are actually, um, well, not so much a branch family, as they married into the Tillingas family uh, one, two, three, four, five generations back. So, uh, and they're one of the only branches that I haven't actually had it been able to dig anything up on just yet. Well, one of the interesting points I have is in 1846 um, the Fisher family fled back to England from Innsmouth <laughs> after some sort of uh, plague or incident uh, struck the town so they, they decided to cut their losses and move back home to England. Hmm, funny you should mention that. There was, I seem to remember there was something... Had I already uncovered some stuff about what happened in Innsmouth in 1846? You did. There was a terrible plague that struck the town and killed a third of the population. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I did read about the plague. It killed a whole third of the population, so I heard. <laughs> oh, um, I, if you need any help, I would be fascinated to offer my assistance. Yes, of course. Um, Why are you looking into the Tillinghast family anyway? I mean, you're not a Tillinghast, are you? Oh, no. No, I'm not a Tillinghast. It's just something that came up as one of our research uh, interests for the uh, Massachusetts Historical Society. Fair enough. Yeah. And, and, of course, my my original interest for Tillinghast as well after learning it was one of the topics we could research was um, my own connection uh, with uh, Bartholomew Tillinghast from the war. I don't know that name. There's a small clink of glass and she hands you a small glass. Drink this. Thank <laughs> It tastes awful. <laughs> it's, like you're, it's like you're tonic and she's just like, she just casually just handed it to you mid-conversation and you've gone glonk. <laughs> <laughs> I recognise the butler in technique of making sure your master drinks something. <laughs> well played. She nods to you. Learning from the best. <laughs> Ooh, what a stuck up. <laughs> Can I have some tea now, please? Of course, I'll go and get you some. Thank she, you. Not that tea. She nods and she, she, she bustles back to the kitchen. Meanwhile, at uh, 
with Mary and Jerry, or Jerry and Mary, or Jeremy, Jemmy, Jerry, I'm not sure what your power couple name is. Mm. Um, are you heading to the castle? Yes. Yeah. Okay, you head back across town to uh, the lumberyard, and the castle is pretty much how you left it. Oh, good. <laughs> the uh, the small picture shows you see the white brick building attached to the front of it. That's like the offices, but then that have been added on, like an extension. But the actual castle, I mean, they call it a castle, but it's actually just this this small stone building. <laughs> I did think it was something like Windsor Castle. <laughs> no. uh, but it is inside a massive walled compound, so it has this proper castle wall, which has now been turned into the lumber yard and the docks and everything. And then, like, the actual okay. castle keep the manor house is this bit but it's mostly locked up and not used they use the more modern extension building for the offices right yeah but the secretary is very polite uh, she sees you through the offices and into the locked up parts of the castle behind it is properly old stone flint stone walls arch lead windows it's cold. There's a few pieces of wooden furniture, but mostly it's just empty. Oh, I didn't even see the first picture. I missed that. Oh, that's very nice. Oh, oh that was open to that one, frankly. So it is very nice. It is quite big. It's it's a small manor house, but it's not really a castle like in the good theme of a castle. Yeah. Is it a like full stained tree or anywhere where people have managed to kind of get in or have been? Roll your spot hidden as you explore. (gasps) A character sheet gone. Uh, you explore back and forth. The actual ups. Do you find signs of what look like empty beer bottles stashed in a corner, and there's a f- faint smell of lingering weed smoke, <laughs> marijuana, and you find there is a stairway down into the basement, and then there's one of those. It's actually quite. Oh, there's a corridor. There are iron-barred dungeon walls. There's, like, four dungeon rooms. And then there's a corridor that leads off it that then comes out of a hatch in the middle of one of the warehouse buildings for the lumberyard. Mm -hmm. And that's not locked. So someone has clearly been letting themselves into the castle. Well, that sounds uh, like a more um, conventional explanation for the ghost... Yeah. Don't you think, Mary? <laughs> yeah. It is definitely looking like someone, you know, probably some lumberyard workers are letting themselves in and having fun with their colleagues. 
because they're inside the locked part of the castle building, so they can be all like, ooh, spooky noises. Well, that won't make very interesting for the uh, for the historical society, but um, the actual castle itself will make a good always... paper. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just about to say the um, the secretary might be able to provide us any historical records as well. I'm sure they've got a little bit as well. Uh, she does. Roll me your library use. She lets you into their record room. Both of you the roll library use. I don't know where the library is. Where is it? Under L. Nay? Oh, right, sorry. I thought you were looking for a high school library. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah, she gives you access to their archive records of the house and the building and everything. And you and Mary sit down and start going through them. It's very dry, old historical documents, but it does pretty much chart out that in the late 1700s, uh, this French comte built the castle. It is recorded that he had a daughter. She does then disappear around about 1740-something. And um, an investigation by the local police at the time find nothing but then the Comte this rumour starts spreading around town that he's got her locked up in his dungeon basement and he flees back to France and the young couple are indeed discovered in a hidden basement corridor that has been decked out like a dungeon <laughs> uh, they've been kept in separate cells her father was clearly like, you know, keeping them locked up down here to control his daughter and stop her running off of this young man um, they're obviously freed. They uh, they and their family live in the castle till 1850, when it is sold to uh, John Bodine, who renames the castle. And now uh, it is being run by Bodine's Lumberyard. Did we see any like obvious um, dungeons or basements? Yeah, you, you found the basement corridor with like the iron four iron rooms and then the corridor that leads out to the lumberyard. So obviously back in the time, days, that would have been hidden probably and secret, but yeah, it, it's open now. You just wander down there. But yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything supernatural or spooky going on here based on historical record. <laughs> it all seems to make logical sense. Yeah as you unravel the mystery by reading the actual evidence. But still, it's an interesting story of this mysterious castle building. Mm -hmm. Bit of romance, a bit of love, crazy French nobleman. Roll me your uh, occult. Are you going to... Roll me your occult, both of you? No, that's fine. But um, roll your spot hidden one last time, please. Uh, both Aww. of you. You need a hard. Yeah, we didn't need pass. Okay, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You seem to have found everything there is to find here on this castle. Uh, 
Fair enough. I think um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it sounds like interesting tidbits, but I'm not sure if it makes a full report. I mean, we can certainly attach it to something else uh, for our next historical society meeting. What do you think, Mary? Yeah, it's just something like to kind of like solve the mystery. Hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. You think? Yeah, that? Can... If you spin it as a mystery in Castle, actually, it's just some you know drunk people but there's this whole historical story yeah. of the young lovers who are locked in the basement you'd have to do some creative writing to make it exciting but you've probably got enough to make an exciting paper you might just have to be a bit creative okay. you might need to talk to someone who's really good at writing fictional you know adding a bit of glitz and glamour mm, what? like a like your I wonder who who we could approach to do that yes gorgeous <laughs> or your author friend <laughs> Who works for an actual... Jack! <laughs> Stan Lee! Go, go see him! <laughs> yeah, Stan Lee! <laughs> Stan Lee, all he, does is, all he ever did was put things in speech bubbles. Yeah, but isn't that the dream? <laughs> yeah, do no work and just let Jack do all the drawing. Yeah. <laughs> it worked for him, didn't it? <laughs> then kick him out, and no one really remembers that guy, except for the... <laughs> A lot of the real fans. Yeah. Hey, meanwhile, back at the auction house. We are at the auction house. Uh, Roban Marcelo uh, comes back after about oh. 20 minutes and he escorts you upstairs to a private gallery. The sinister nature of the way Ash said private gallery has been Private gallery. Now, we have three pieces that may be of interest to you, Lord Nathan Marcus. Uh, one of them is a Shipley sketch. Okay. Okay. Entitled The Inhabitant of Lagix. That's creepy. The inhabitants of what, sorry? Lugix. Lugix. L apostrophe G Y apostrophe H X. So talk about all those apostrophes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> now, this. Get the cube! Is this a spooky cube creature? Yeah. It's a cube. Don't be I mean. find it adorable. They are adorable. They are also terrifying if you meet one in person, but. This is just a drawing. Creeper. You know what? That's not far off. I think. Let me. And now this is our actual Shipley piece. He takes you into a up to an easel where a large watercolor painting is on display. This he calls the Tinderloss Lord. Oh, now that one I like. Oh, wow. Have we come across the word Tinderloss before? Roll your Cthulhu mythos, both of you. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry, mine is still not. (laughs) Oh, that was close. Oh, that was close. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky. Lucky. Yeah, Jack, you missed all the Cthulhu mythos crazy nonsense in Arkham. Should give you some just out of general principle. Um, 
this is the piece I picked up last time he was here. It's it's quite striking, isn't it? The colours. It's it's quite impressionist. It's almost Picasso in his styled artwork. Just notice the faces in the background. Yeah. That's the Picasso uh, Monet kind of theme. <laughs> it, it it just draws you in, doesn't it, uh, George's? Really does. Yeah. A striking centerpiece. this piece to any collection. I do have one final piece. Now, Shipley gave this to me, but I'm not really sure if it's worth. It doesn't quite have the same striking appeal. It looks more like the cover of some sort of Weird Tales edition. He did do those. Oh, did he? Yeah, he, but he um, it was a pain in the arse. And basically, you would just ask Shipley to draw something... Because if you gave him any direction, he wouldn't do it. And then you'd write the story based on what you saw. Well, apparently this was a rejected one that no one wanted to write a story about. He called it The Miners. Be bigger. There it is. Weird. You can roll your Cthulhu Mythos again, Georges. Yeah. Like, continue to fail. Yeah. I do. I, uh, do I have any idea what I want to compare this to? I don't think I do. You know, I'll roll my natural world and see if I actually know what I want to talk. I no, no idea. I t- uh, I respond. Oh, it looks like like some sort of weird praying mantis people. Yeah. Yes. Apparently. Not- about that. Uh, apparently it was rejected by your office, so he he, uh, he left it with me when he was going home. I think he was disappointed. Oh, I to reach out, wonder why. I mean, I like this more than the dinosaur. Dinosaur? I, I like both of them. The, the Tindalos one, it looks like a dinosaur. Have you been to the History Museum? Yeah, it looks like what those, what the, the old sciencey boys think that dinosaurs look like. Yes, you're right, it is a sort of dinosaur creature, isn't it? Yeah, and this just looks like weird praying mantis mushroom people. I'm not sure about the things they're holding. They look a bit, you know. Well, it'd be probably designed for one of your science fiction novelettes or something. Yeah, also, I'll, I'll send a message to the office. I mean, this, if... one, this one, the miners, did you say? That's what he called it, yes. Hmm. I might swing by, actually, see if there's anything in the record book a bit later. I have them for a minute. Well, um,. The Tindalos Lord, Mr. Nagelmarkers, is reserved price as 2.6 million. Yeah. Of course it is. Uh, the inhabitants of Lahagetse is uh, $2,000. And the miners is uh, not actually for sale currently. It's just an interesting piece. As he gave it to me personally, I think I might keep it for now. That, that makes some sense. Um, do I, I mean, it sounds like a silly question, but I assume, is there any, I can't authenticate them, but do I, do I believe that they are, you know, um, legitimate people? They will have his signature on. They are, they, roll me your credit rating as you examine them. They are all Shipley pieces. They will have his unique style. 
interesting. Well, the one that I could acquire right now is the one I'm least interested in. <laughs> well, obviously, you don't have to um, wire the money immediately, George's Naked Markers. You can take time to make arrangements in your bank. I uh, can not put one of these pieces up to the public auction for a valued customer. Yeah, as much as I like the artwork, I think my family might lynch me if I was to try and spend 2.6 million on a piece. It is a striking piece. <laughs> Didn't you just tell them it was an investment? It's only going to go up, right? That's, <laughs> that's how it always works. Well, not to be morbid, but as soon as the man pops his clock, man. So what you're saying is... <laughs> I'm not telling you to go and murder him, George. <laughs> I don't need George oh, Jenkins coming back thinking, oh, we've been away for one afternoon and you're plotting murder. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you what, I'd, I'd like to think on it. If you could just, you know... Well, oh, it's not scheduled to go days. to a public auction for another month, so I can give you okay. at least four weeks before we have to put it in the public domain. That would be great, thank you, yeah. Just buy a few lottery tickets. It's true. Now, he just needs to talk to his accountant and move some tax relief around. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. I, just need to, I need to have a Slice of Life episode where George is basically just does some creative accounting to <laughs> shift the train. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's the Cthulhu banking edition. <laughs> Georges visits the bank. Georges commits accounting fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Sam helps too. <laughs> it's only fraud if you get caught. Um, <laughs> just, 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 you know, adjust some derivatives and some train portfolio stock into some. Uh, Japanese uh, yen, and then transfer it back to British pounds. Exactly. There's ways and means. There's always ways and means. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I'm really interested in the monasteries. I know you're saying that you won't sell it, but in my experience, every man has a price. Name a price, uh, Mr. Negromarker. <laughs> my Do business I- is making sure that my customers get what they want, and as much as I am fond of the piece... If you can name me a reasonable price. This is, after all, a print in pen and colour, so it isn't quite as valuable as the full watercolour piece. Do, do, I, do I have any idea of a value, a value range that isn't going to insult the man? Uh, you've got an extreme credit rating. You suspect he probably is looking about four or five grand for something like this. Well, I'm I'm thinking, given what you've said about the the Legis pick um, piece, whatever the hell we're calling that, um, that you know, perhaps you could let go of both of those pieces for five thousand. For you, Mister Noble Markers, we have a deal. He offers you his hand. Excellent. Thank you. He knows his business. You always claim you're not going to sell a piece, and then you make it, you know, the middle of the range piece, and they'll be like, oh, I really want that one. <laughs> yeah. It's the best of the three. It's a bargain. It is, but it was a reject. I'll keep see. telling myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you have bought the miners and the inhabitant. Yeah. And for now, the Tinderlust Lord is staying here. Oh. Um, I'll have um, I'll have my butler get in touch to arrange transfer and. Yes. And once money the money like clears, we will uh, send the pi- pictures over. Perfect. They will go. They will display wonderfully in my gallery. Although, I wonder if the miners piece would would make a good entranceway piece. <laughs> it is a bit. Think, I said. I said, George. Do you think it's striking enough? The answer is none of you have had to make a sanity roll, so no. <laughs> good yes. point. Yes, <laughs> I will point out. Yes, for a long time. That's all reserved for you, Craig. When they get dumped <laughs> in your room. <laughs> <laughs> going to come back into your bedroom like look what we bought <laughs> I'm under the covers forever can't come out of the artwork to eat me right I just need to check George's which artworks do you own the... uh, I own uh, the purple dome yeah the blue the blue light from without yeah the well of lights yeah um like there's something else. Wonders from Beyond. That was the original one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That one. Uh, that's all I've got in my notes. Let me just double check. Right in here. I haven't put something on. I see. Yeah, yeah. I think that's because that's the list I see as well. Yep. Yep. I'm just categorising these into two folders: Marys and Georges. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so I can keep track of which one you actually own. Now, Mary owns the... Warriors United and the Elder Theros. That's it. And the others are still with the people who own them. How have we turned into a group of just art collectors? What is happening? <laughs> oh, I don't have anything. I don't... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, I, I, I've been quite fortunate with all the sanity rolls. I think I've, whenever I've failed, it's only been very slightly. <laughs> I don't have the money, even if I fail. Now, Stan and George's, <laughs> you need to make me sanity rolls. Oh no! Here they are. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. I just haven't. Oh, no. Yeah, George's, you... Uh, Stan, you are pretty blasé about them as usual. They are really fascinating artwork. You could write great stories about them. I'm more interested in why we didn't use the, the miners one. I like that one. I'm going to go find out what that one there. Yeah, some, some arsehole in the office probably didn't like it and rejected it. Rather than actually letting the writers see it. Because the way it normally happens is you all gather in the office once a month. They hand out... You know, your boss will hold, hold up the new artworks... And, the, and then you'll pick the one you like the best and go write a story about it. And then that will be your cover piece of artwork and then you have the story after it. That's how Are the magazine works. Are you going to get someone fired over this, Kieran? Hmm? Are you going to get someone fired over this? <laughs> Probably not fired. I'm the assistant editor, but I'm just going to be like, why didn't we use this? I'm going to go and use this. Basically, I'm just going to clear it first because, you know, I don't want to do it and then editor's like, no. No, like a reason why. Well, you don't own the copyright to that image anymore. George's Nagelmarkers does. <laughs> yeah, I can still write a story based on it. I don't need to use the image. I can 
if I need to use the image, I can ask George to do it. Or, you know, do what I did last time and just draw it myself. I'm sure we could come to some arrangement. Okay, you'll just you'll just happen to ask George's whilst you've taken him to see the unveiling of a new train. <laughs> Get him whilst he's in good blue. <laughs> a new train that we absolutely bought because there's records for it and it costs exactly two point six million. And, and the fact that it looks like one of the trains we already had and looks a bit weathered is of no mind. Yeah, and the fact it's got a new coat of paint and everything. <laughs> Totally is a brand new train. I didn't just get it repainted and give it a new name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. their doorbell. I wondered what it was. Yeah. Oh, it's just mine. Well, too late. She's on running. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ring doorbell effect. Anyone that has a ring doorbell hears that noise and just goes, "Is that my door?" Nate, he says, "Nate, no, it's his." She returns. <laughs> I, I did wonder why Michelle ran away because it came out of Nate's microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm wondering why she was moving when it didn't come from the thing right in front of me. I told you it's the ring doorbell owner thing, and that because now she's going to be slightly disappointed that it wasn't her doorbell. <laughs> yeah. it is. Well, I would drop by and ring your doorbell, Michelle, but um, I'm not allowed to travel to Kent right now. Oh yeah, I'm actually expecting some deliveries today, so I should probably move if I hear the doorbell. Nom nom nom. You can get your <laughs> wife to answer the door, she clearly wants to. <laughs> Normally I don't have a chance to move. By the time I realise the doorbell's off, she's already passed the computer. <laughs> <laughs> so sometime this afternoon, Craig's gonna lunge out of his chair, tackle his wife down, and be like, No, I'm answering the door! Oh, I can't think of it. She wants to answer the door, she can. Saves Craig going down. I know, right? Okay, <laughs> uh, Georges, you really, really need that Tinder lost picture. Like, oh, it oh. is burning itself into your mind. Oh, oh. you must have it. <sighs> okay, fine. It well. is the missing centerpiece to your your new collection. I, I sort of have. I sort of sidle up to, to the man and say between you and me I will ha- I, I, I will be having that piece the tinned lost lord I, I need it just give me some time to move some stuff around and we'll make this work he gives you an understanding nod of course sir uh, there will be a hiccup with its uh, auction slot perfect he nods understandingly and sees you both outside to your taxi personally he just made $2.4 million. Ka-ching! <laughs> he doesn't have it yet, but he's pretty sure the really rich man who wants to buy his picture yeah. is going to stump up the cash. It's, such a sh- yeah. it's just such a shame that George's parents are going to die this session, so he won't get the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, uh, you make your way... Are you heading back home after this? Uh, did you, didn't you want to go and swing past the thing? If you don't mind, we can swing past the office and I find a bit more about, about the miners for you, George. See what oh, we can, if, yeah. See if you've got any of the old, um, we might even have the original description from Chipley, you know? Well, if we can find out more about the story, it can only raise the profile and value of the piece, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Hey. Uh, 
you take a taxi to the Weird Tales office. It's um, um, shit up some office staff. Hello, this is the richest man in New York. <laughs> Hello. Uh, they pull the emergency red carpet bell. Uh, you, the Weird Tales office, are like a four-room office on the fifth floor of a tower building in downtown uh, Manhattan. It's quite a nice yeah. office building. Um, the, the magazine clearly sells really well. And as uh, Stan leads you inside, the young receptionist looks up and smiles. Oh, uh, Mr. Kirby, I wasn't expecting you today. I thought you were out with your friend. Uh, what's the receptionist's name? Uh, Carly. Oh, God. morning, Carly. Yeah, no, it's fine. I just need to swing by. Um, this is George Nagelmarker, the you know the guy who runs the owns the trains. <laughs> she goes a little bit wide-eyed. Uh, Mr. Nagelmarkers, welcome to Weird Tales. Um, did you miss an issue? Um, never, never miss an issue. It's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I'm just supporting Stan here whilst uh, um, we, uh, yeah. Can we look in the records room? Uh, we're just going to look in the records room. There, I'm not sure if we'll have it or we might send an email, a message to, uh, an email, a message to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But um, we've just come across a Shipley um, commission that was uh, not used, and you know, I really quite like it. So I just wanted to have a look and see um, uh, um, why we didn't use it. Oh, see if we've got the original Shipley uh, order or transcript or anything. Of of course. Uh, well, Mr. Wright's in his office. He, he's in from Chicago. Uh, he might uh, be able to help. Oh, okay. um, but. Um, we don't have the greatest record room here. Most stuff is archived in Chicago. That's okay. I'm sure Mr. Wright knows. You wander through. Um, Mr. Wright is in your office. Since he doesn't have a permanent office here, he just kicks you out of yours whenever he turns up. He's normally That's only fine. here for a day or two. I, I knock on my own office door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come in. Uh, Morning, Bob. There is a short... Uh, young man, he looks to be only a few years older than Stan here, wearing round glasses. He looks up and is like, oh, Stan. Hello. I, they said you weren't going to be in today, so I, uh, I made myself at home. No, by all means, carry on. Um, actually just I want to talk to you, actually, whilst we're here. This is George, George's Nagel Master, heir to the Nagel Master Train Company. Um, he's a Shipley collector, and I was just helping him out. We did a, we, George just bought a commission from Shipley. Of a, but it was a rejected piece from us. It's called the Miners. I don't know if it rings any bells to you. I just wanted to know why we didn't uh, didn't uh, use it, and if we've got any of the um, like original Shipley correspondence about the piece. The Miners is that the red bugs? Yeah, they're like mantises with like weird metal things. Yeah, no cool. one picked it. Apparently, it was rejected. No one picked it, so we didn't use it in the end. So I gave it oh. back to Shipley. Um. We had, uh, you went in that month, and uh, Howard was away, so um, yeah, we had two pictures that didn't get used that month, the Miners and another one. Hello? Was it the other one? Yeah, sorry, what was the other one? Oh, sorry, I thought you were looking at the, looking up the name of the other one. Or 
Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to comment first. Uh, the other one, uh, let me think. Uh, I've probably got, he he starts he starts moving papers around his desk. It looks like he's got the storyboards for the next issue spread out on his desk. He's clearly been being an editor because they're covered in little pencil marks. Or he's been like, no, no, change this. Uh, hang on a minute. Um, I think I've got it here somewhere. I keep meaning to write a story about it, but I've just not got round to it yet. Uh... Is this place called again? This is the offices of the Weird Tales. Okay. Yeah, it's in... Oh, no, that's my house. I don't know where this is. I just have my house address on my character. It's on. It's in Manhattan. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I'd uploaded this picture, but I haven't. I'm just grabbing it. flipping through um, like one of those big portfolio art portfolio files yeah. um, that he's clearly brought with him. He's like, I've got it in here somewhere. Uh, ah, here we go. I kept this one myself and didn't get back to him because I quite liked it. Uh, Musicians of the Cosmos. Oh, that sounds like a fun one. Oh, how strange. It's a little cute little ball with a flute. I know, and there's the little spiky one in the back with his other flute. I quite liked it. I was going to write something about it, but um, roll your Cthulhu mythos, George's. No. There's an interplanetary philharmonic. Yeah, I was thinking... Oh, oh, lordy lord. I don't know what to say, so I shall say nothing. I thought the crit fails on Cthulhu Mythos just meant you really know nothing. It really depends on how much Mythos you have. Like, you know something and get it completely wrong in the, oh dear, everyone's going to die, I've got it wrong way, or you just know nothing. <laughs> George's just knows nothing. But yeah, sometimes if you're, if you're like trying to research a spell or something, you come up with the wrong spell and uh, summon Azathoth. That would be bad. Yeah, I'm not. Can't think of anyone who's done that by mistake. Can you, Flinty? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be sacrificed in the Isle of the Theft to stop Azathoth from eating the planet. So this, this was. This uh, was I, think, I, I don't think that was a failed Cthulhu. I just had a spell which didn't actually tell me who I was summoning. <laughs> 
some fucking blind faith there. <laughs> he thought he was getting uh, a jolly uh, sultan. Uh, all the, yeah, all, all, all the spell names I had in my bloody book was just like, uh, it was like, call call the sun god or call, call the uh, the flower petals. You know, it sounds really nice. And I'm like, no, no, you're summoning Azathoth. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who labelled these things? Mad people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, um, I was going to write something about this one, but it's it's quite a nice one. Uh, strange alien organisms working in harmony. So this one wasn't used as well? Yes, no, we didn't use this one either. Okay. Who, who, who owns this, this piece? Me? Well, I guess the company owns this one. We paid... Um, Ship me the commission fee for it. We just haven't used it yet. Ah, oh, so so presumably you sold on the um, the miner's piece and not and not this piece. Well, we gave the miner's piece back to him because no one used it. But we, I kept this one because I had some ideas of something to write. I just haven't written it yet. I stepped forward, offered my hand, and said, "George's Nagamakers, art collector." <laughs> Ah, Mr. Nagelmarkers, and name your price. deeply. <laughs> I would like permission to, however, still use it in an issue with Weird Tales. Uh, yes, yes, I think we could come to some arrangement. Um, I, I, I ask him for a few moments, and I ask to speak to Stan separately yeah no he, he'll pop out he needs to talk to a couple of the others on staff anyway so he leaves you in Stan's office excellent Stan I, I really want this piece how can you help me here <laughs> you probably don't have to pay him anything just okay. ask him just offer him the um, rights to still use the images you already have just I can do I can do copies. We can put them in the magazine. You don't even have they don't even have to leave your house. Ah, you've got what six or seven of them? Like I'll, we can bring him round, let him have a look. He'll probably be like, yeah, sure. I can't see why he wouldn't like ship the artwork and like um, I pull out the the sketch I did of the original one of like the pe- the weird bird people. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like look, it's, I can do a fairly good copy. It was. It was like it was like an extreme. You're getting an incredible role for it. Yeah. Well, I can do the copies of these. And we'll just do black and white ones. You keep the originals. Careful, you're going to make me want your pictures soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll draw one for you. I'll see what. Um, see how Jenkins has got on with that book, and see if there's any inspiration in it. <laughs> there's going to be a like picture of Jenkins eating a dead corpse now. <laughs> <laughs> the sully him, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is the six foot canvas of your butler committing all the bad necro words at once? <laughs> oh! No, that's awful image! <laughs> right, now, considering how slightly insane George's is going through all his paintings, that's the one he'll hang in front of the doorway. <laughs> Anytime someone turns up, there's just this picture of Jenkins. And Jenkins standing underneath it holding a silver tray like well done. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if pictures like that start actually appearing, I might have to go a bit World War One on some of your asses. <laughs> I have no intention of drawing you in that pattern. <laughs> and that's about the end of all I can say about that in Cthulhu. 
so, um... Yeah, if you just offer him the rights to use the pictures, I'll yes. use this little bargaining chip and we'll, um... You probably only have the part of any money. You keep the originals. We keep, we, we we have the rights to use them in the publication. Simple. Perfect. Sounds great. We wait for him to return. Yeah, you call him back in. Uh, you offer him this. He... Bowl me your credit rating. Of my roll twenty three is nothing but eldritch horror pictures. <laughs> yep, uh, he negotiates the right to use color prints of the originals on the front covers occasionally. When when one of them is being used as a headline story, and yeah, you get given the musicians of the cosmos piece. Wow. I'll just drop it into the George's artwork file. I affectionately call it Toot Toot Spacemen. Toot Toot Spacemen. Call it Toot Toot. I draw a flute. Now, no one shoot a Necronomicon with a blunderbuss. What the hell? Yeah, I've did that once. He shot the copy of the Necronomicon with a elephant gun it, it Necronomicon got grumpy with him <laughs> that was original how dare you you know he whipped over the portal through space and time anyway uh, back to the penthouse Georges and Stan are heading back Mary and Jerry are you heading back to the penthouse I think we were yeah okay you all arrive about the same time well, actually, no. Mary and Jerry, you arrive first because the boys have gone to weird tales. So you find Jenkins in bed and various servants floating around the apartment. Good. Oh, good. There's still no painting in the front door. That means, uh... That means George's isn't back yet. <laughs> the workmen have... Uh, uh, there there were some workmen screwing uh, up, you know, picture lights onto the walls in the new gallery. <laughs> uh, yeah, knock on uh, Jenkins's door. Come in. Hello, Jenkins. How are you feeling? Welcome back. Um, much the same. Had a slight queasy spell earlier, but I'm over it now. Oh, good. Probably, probably good that you uh, stayed in bed then and didn't get up like you wanted to earlier. Staying in bed is almost certainly what caused it. This is not a pleasant book. Oh, is that, um... I forget, is that George's or Stan's book? Stan's, but on loan, remember? Ah, that's right, yes. Hmm. What have you, um... What have you found out, then, if it's not that pleasant? Well, it deals with a whole lot of very distasteful subs... Sub... Heading kind of item. Like, have you heard of necrophagia before, Jerry? Have I heard of necrophagia before? Roll your intelligence. There's my int. int, int, int. int, int. <laughs> I inted. Yeah, you've heard of it. You probably sat on some cases of some weird cult people doing it. You pull a face. Mm. Hmm, that, yeah, no, that, that doesn't sound pleasant, actually. Um, no. Let's skip it, over those chapters. Yeah, necromacy as well, and, well, 
This is not a pleasant book. Are you sure you want to be reading that, then? I'm sure I don't particularly want to be, but uh, I am doing what has been asked of by my master and his friend. Hmm, well... Yeah, pass on what you know to them and just... Yeah, seeing as you're recovering, I'd personally not want to read it. Well, it's not like I can be much more help, so... At least I'm still helping. I suppose. Um, Mary and I have been fairly productive today at the Bodine's uh, restaurant in Castle. Um, we went to Bodine's restaurant by accident and decided to stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. What did you find at the castle? I'll let Michelle do some talking. <laughs> Don't want to just completely take the spot. Um, <laughs> we found that um, we found um, some records about um, the castle itself, and it all seemed to tie up and make sense. When we had a look round the castle itself, the spooky goings on that were talked about that we said about could it potentially have been people got in there, which was strictly, oh no, it's secured and all locked up. There was remains of cans of alcohol and other stuff about. So it was just people that got in there and been making a noise which had spooked the locals. What about that Mr. Rayner? Oh, he was useless. He was of the opinion it was ghosts. Yeah. But if, if he'd actually just looked around the place... Well, supposedly <laughs> he did look around the place. Well, but he didn't look very stolen well. from him. So, or not stolen, it was taken away from him. So he hadn't been around there for a while. Hmm. Well, if he were maybe doing an overnight stay there with Mr. Rayner... Uh, it could well be that you can expose a fraud at the same time as uncovering fun facts about the castle. Maybe. Not a bad idea. Um, I'm sure uh, Rayner would be up for it. We could just pretend that we're still investigating it. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, so, well, let's, let's wait for... Um, the others, yes. Yeah, and then we can decide what to do. We sit and just stare into each other's eyes until the others arrive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could always go and stare at some paintings instead. <laughs> I couldn't. I can't stay in bed. That's okay. George is getting you that wheelchair and a wheelie bed. He's going to have you move to the gallery. Uh, it's about 20 minutes later you have some tea you have some lunch it's about 2pm when George's and Stan arrive welcome back master ah Jenkins how are you look at this Unwar's painting I guess I don't have them yet well I might have the you have the one from the office yeah we'll have the one from the office you have the one from the office yeah two two I've got a flute in which case, I do show the tutu a golf flute. Oh. I've acquired more uh, artwork, everyone. Wonderful news. Uh, yeah, we are successful. Oh, the gallery we rolling. Everyone roll their sanity. Uh, are we um, mate as well, or are we all right? This is a new painting, so everyone. Oh, yeah, we haven't rolled the one for that yet. Oh, we haven't, no. 
We've had three hard successes so far. Oh. <laughs> oh. Two people who went to pick it up failed. <laughs> but the rest of us are like, eh. How did Stan fail? Look at his sanity. Yeah. Stan, Stan has been hanging around them too much. It's slowly getting to him. Stan and Georges are holding one end of this print either side of the bed and holding up to all three of you. And you're just like, what? It's um, very adorable. Are they bacteria playing flutes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's more about a piece about the, uh, the etherealness of music. And how it even tra- how it even transcends our level of consciousness. Also, look how fucking adorable they are. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Stan uh, and George. Nice. Look closer. Look at the instruments. Look at what's going on here. Well, you think this is good? You should go to the other two. Turn up. Yeah. You should probably <laughs> roll it and holding it out like that could damage it. You wouldn't want that. No, that's that's a fair point. I, I call for someone to take it and get it properly framed and placed in the gallery. Uh, the person who would normally take care of that is lying in bed. I just stare at Jenkins. <laughs> Until something happens. I pick up my phone and ring the living room or whatever someone else wants to do. <laughs> yes, Jenkins, that's an excellent suggestion. Yeah, as a Jenkins until a thing happens. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a maid comes in and takes the rolled up artwork and she'll take it to the uh, people who put it in picture frames and get it hung in the gallery at once, sir. Excellent, thank you. Jack Jenkins, um, you need to inform um, the legal team of the arrangements that we've made for some of these paintings. We're going to have two more coming in that need to be taken care of as well and possibly a third, but I won't talk about that one just yet. I need to commit some tax fraud first. (laughs) And embezzle daddy. If I can help with the third at all, just just let me know. I I will, thank you. Uh, I pick up the phone and do some more shenanigans to arrange for the next two to arrive. Okay, roll me your butler, Mancy Quang. Butler, Mancy... Oh dear. It wasn't a crit. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. You didn't crit fail. That's what I was looking for. Uh, All all of the portraits come back, but they've all got this uh, piece of black card between the glass and the picture, so they're all just black, empty frames, and Jenkins is like, I have done my job. (laughs) (laughs) No, that would have been a critical success. Anyway, let's pause there for a little break. As it's nearly two hours. I hunger. Welcome back, everyone. You are gathered around Jenkins' bedside with a sobbing Kennedy. She found him lying like this, dead, in his bed. Seems he had another heart attack. And it's just wow. no more. Did he, the arrange, the, did he arrange ones. the artwork before he died? No, he no. didn't. <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, in the real world. In the real world, it's Nathan's birthday. Hey, happy 21st birthday, Nathan. Thank you. Yeah. You can kill his butler on his birthday. I know, it's harsh, isn't it? The birthday curse is whimsical. 
anyway, uh, you've all just gathered back around Jenkins' bed. Jenkins has made arrangements for artwork. Um, George's has transferred money. You've just finished discussing the information you found out about the castle. What are you all doing next? I suppose, yeah, so, yeah, tell Jenkins what happened at the castle, so I'll pass that information on to, um, Stan and George's too, that, um, yeah, there was no spooky ghost or anything, but there was, uh, the original French owner locked his daughter in the basement, but oh. the, uh, supposed, the supposed ghosts that have been haunting the place, so it's no more than just people, you know, just getting through the back door and, you know, having a couple of bottles of beer in the basement. Well, that's less exciting than I was hoping for, for a potential yeah, story. But, so yeah, but, 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 be positioned as a, you know, ancient history mystery solved kind of paper. Um, we could do a thing like that, yeah. Or, hmm, depends what really want to do. Depends if you want to keep the mystery alive or you want to debunk it. Like, if you wanted to, like, expand on it in such a way. Also, you then have to probably, because it would be published, right? Yeah, I understand your your position, but I think um, you know, from a history society's perspective, they want to know the truth. True. Um, True. What was the basement like when you went in? Uh, relatively untouched, but yeah, just in the in the corner, um, there was like some broken bottles of beer, and you know, there was a some old discarded. Cigarettes that smell funny. Mm. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm sure they would appreciate the truth, but as I'm sure Mr. Kirby would attest, you should never let the truth get in front of a good story. <laughs> yeah, the truth is boring. Let's be real here. <laughs> I think I think there's nothing wrong with leaving leaving little bits to people's imaginations, if you like. That's the creative writing how was, bit. How was, how was the trip to the Ghost Hunter? Oh, he was useless. He, he was convinced it was ghosts. And he's like, "Oh yes, I've spoken to the the, uh, uh, the 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 workers, and they hear bangings on the wall." And well, Harry and I have kind of debunked that already. Oh, what at night times and things like that? Apparently, yes. yes. Hmm. I mean, Jenkins did suggest possibly camping out overnight and you know catching these troublemakers red-handed if it really is them or if the ghosts do decide to turn up i mean they'll give you some empirical truths if you want to go down that way like the first hand hey we stayed there and we found these people and like Mm. and i'm sure the uh paranormal investigator won't say no he doesn't get much access to the uh the castle, but uh, 
Uh, we can we can sway it. Then, if you'd want to bring him, right? Because he may he may be in his, uh, sorry, he may have his own motives to uh, make sure that the uh, supernatural happenings occur. Hmm. Good point. Well, we can we can decide if we want to go back at night or not. Um, it might be interesting to camp there one night without him, and then one night with him, because then you'll actually have some results to compare against each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. We can get Jenkins in a wheelchair and take him with us. That sounds like a wonderful idea. Can I go to a castle in a wheelchair? Of course you can. Kennedy sticks her head in. Excuse me, what? They want to send me to a castle in a wheelchair for a night or two. Not on his own. We would go with him. I would press it. Let's do it. Do it now. So you want to take him to him? him. You just told me you want to go and camp out in a castle. Is this a... Dank historical building full of coal. Oh, it's in Central Queens. So, um, a dank modern building then. Well, Don't the... know how dank it is. I turn to uh, Mary, the judge. Dankness level? No, it's been well looked after. See? How many can keep Jenkins wrapped up nice and warm and. Make sure he's nice and comfortable and everything, yeah. Roll me your charm, fast talk, or persuade, Stan, whichever is highest. She frowns, but she eventually agrees, but she's coming along as well. By all means, before the barrier. Yay! So we're going to go camp out in a castle. Yes. Next to a lumber yard. Oh, I guess that doesn't sound too dangerous. Janine sticks her head in. Uh, Mr. Nagelmarkers. Hello. Sorry to bother you. I know you're having some time off, but I do have some papers that need signing for the new uh, carriage transactions with the uh, Canadian Trans-Pacific Railroad. Yes. Yes, I need to sign that. Pop off and do some paperwork with Janine. Uh, yes, Mister <laughs> Jenkins. Um, would, would we be able to have a word at some point? Um, I hear you. Uh, sorry, if this comes across as prying at all, but I hear you're actually a telling girl. Uh, is and my maiden name? Doing, yes. We've, we've been doing some research into a telling family, and just wondering if you might be able to help us a bit, maybe. Oh, of course, yeah. Jenkins. When. She gives you a long look, like, you should know what my surname is, sir, but she's going to say it out loud. <laughs> hey, but GM decided for me I didn't know it. This is true, I did. Yeah, you're not in trouble. She doesn't expect you to know, she's just Janine to you, but she expects her boss to know. Anyway, um... Uh, yes, when my duties allow, I'll, um, happily talk about my family with you, Mr Jenkins... Thank you, Janine. But we really do need to sign these papers, uh, Mr. Nagelmarkers. Certainly. I should go do that now, whilst everyone prepares for next trip. Oh, well, you're accounting for me, Georges. 
and I roll my creative accounting. Hey, <laughs> Lotus. You do some business. Business, business, business. Do I do I see any opportunity in here to uh, start considering the two point four million that I'm about to lose? Um, not with a normal success. You need to spend more time with the accounts. I think I've got more time. Which remember Jenkins has helped with previously in hint nudge nudge. Oh, all right. Jenkins is currently in a bed surrounded by people. Yeah. Just a reminder in case it had been forgotten that was part of my duties. <laughs> I don't think George is about to go. Don't mind me, everyone. Jenkins, I need you to help me embezzle two million. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and, and an extra hundred grand for all of the witnesses that I may or may not have just created. <laughs> oh, yes, we were powerful. Sometimes George just tries to do something himself so he can roll it. <laughs> George is. I more for get you a bonus die. <laughs> also, I did kind of study it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roll me your... Um, credit rating at hard and then normal accounting. If you make the credit rating at hard. Nope. Uh, yeah, um... You're going to have to go to the main office in Boston and get out the books and go through your personal wealth plus the business. Yeah, you can't do it from here in New York. You just don't have access to all the books. That's fine. What the earth was that? That was terrifying. Uh, but yet you were spending that. Okay, who is arranging nighttime access to the Lumberyard's castle? I thought they had already been arranged. That was why they went to get the keys. They got the keys to access the castle, not to go in it at night. But I literally questioned you about that earlier, and you said, yes, that's fine once they've got the keys. Oh, fair enough, then. I guess I said that. Is anyone preparing anything else before going to the castle? Sorry, to confirm, are we going to the castle to, like, have a ghost hunt? Yeah, we'll yeah, de- de- debunk it basically. Okay. Yeah. Put the monster manual down, Ash. We're going. Go- we're going to debunk goats. Put it down. But but I need to look up. <laughs> <laughs> we're down. We're debunking the ghosts, not proving them. But uh, I'm going to go home at some point and get a warm coat. Because that's how Call of Cthulhu works, and we know it. <laughs> yep. All you have to do is catch your GM in the act of it. No. <laughs> Bad <laughs> but, but But I've got a page here called Ghasts. Mm. Well, that's not what we're looking for. So carry on looking. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty swap book. This was a terrible <laughs> Fine, I'll go get volume two. Volume two is full of elder gods. Hey, is anyone doing anything else beyond getting a coat, uh, ordering some snacks? And a thermos, thermoses of tea and drinks and food. Are we sleeping or are we going to have like a, like a nighttime shindig? Um, I don't know. Um, I'll probably be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but we'll wrap you up. We'll just wrap you up, Warm Jenkins, and you know, if we. But um, I guess we should. I don't mind staying up. What's the time now, Ash? It's about two p.m. Two p.m. I mean, I might go and get some kip now, and then so I'm fresher for staying up through the evening. Don't feel like sleeping in a lumberyard. I feel like it'd be counterproductive to be asleep while trying to prove that the ghosts aren't real. I don't know, if a few of us go and someone feels a bit tired, the rest can stay up. True. Yeah. I guess I'm in bed already, so I can just have a nap now, really. (laughs) (laughs) So, are you all napping, then, ready for staying up late? to prove ghosts may or may not exist. It's prove ghosts. All of the disproval. We're going to disprove a ghost, and if we can't disprove them, we're going to disapprove of them. Yes. <laughs> You're going to disapprove of the ghost. You're just going to be like, no, 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 no. Yes. We're going to show them how weird we are. This isn't how you're supposed to be dead. You're meant to be less noisy. Okay. Um, is everyone sleeping? Are you going home, uh, Stan? Yeah, I'll go home. I won't, like... I'll go... I'll also pick up a, a bottle of whiskey for, for winter warp for nighttime warmers. Okay. Uh, roll me your... I'm not going to one. I'm not going to buy something. I'm just going to buy normal whiskey. Yeah, in Prohibition, New York. Roll me your persuade, charm, or fast talk, whichever is highest. Da. Yeah, uh, you... da. Yeah, it's not a critical failure. It's fine. You don't get the good, good stuff, but you get a bottle of uh, bathtub gin. Are we in, no, we're not in Prohibition. Are we in Prohibition? Yeah, now? it doesn't finish till 1934. Oh, we are in Prohibition here, aren't we? Yeah, no, then I'll, then I'll get an unmarked bottle of um, bathtub whiskey. Okay, you get some bathtub whiskey. Mmm. Equivalent modern day bells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Made tendering. Oh, God, no. <laughs> tendering tries to be bad. I've been bought a bottle of um, Jameson Black Barrel, which I'm told is very good, but I've never drunk Irish whiskey before, so. I'm not a big fan of Irish. Why? Yeah. I mean, I've got the t- that teeling, it's really expensive, now, though. It's not bad. It's. Mm. Right. Not special, in my opinion. I'm probably going to use it for cocktails. I'll just probably use it for old fashions and whiskey sours and stuff. Probably just safer. I mean, I, I would still try a wee nip of it by itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't hold out much hope. Makes sense. Okay, is anyone doing anything else to prepare for their trip to Biden Castle basement? Uh, 5,000 push-ups, 2,000 sit-ups, and, uh, 3,000 pull-ups. 
Jenkins's heart gives out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, I was about to say, that's probably not going to do your heart much good, Jenkins. Um, no, I don't believe uh, I need to do any further preparations. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. You make your way to the lumber yard. It's about 10 p.m. at night when you arrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lumber yard is still quite lit at this point. There are people working. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a barge that's unloading wood into the yard, but you've got keys, you're meant to be here, so you are allowed in without question. Cool. Um, i trying to remember, I think, were, were the bottles in the basement? But the bottles were upstairs in one of the upstairs rooms. Uh, but you make your way down to the supposedly haunted basement. Stories to tell, or <laughs> any ghost stories? Yes, yes. Well, I can tell spirit of things. Spirit, I can tell you a ghost story. Yeah, let's hear it then. Kennedy Parks, um, Jenkins's uh, wheelchair. You had to carry the wheelchair and then carry Jenkins down the stairs between you all. This is all very undignified. <laughs> And don't worry, Jenkins will only bring it up when we need to. Kennedy is there. There's, you've bought a little kerosene camping heater, which you start up. You can boil the kettle. You've got mugs of hot cocoa. You've got um, sleeping bags and blankets to sit on. There are various crates and boxes lying around the main basement. Then there's the long corridor that leads across the underneath the lumber yard with the cells. It does have quite a spooky atmosphere, I must admit. The ceiling is vaulted to hold up the upstairs, part of the gothic theme for the rest of the building. I feel like all buildings of this kind of style have a eerie feel to them. True. Okay. You settle in. You d- did you bring? You didn't bring the uh, ghost hunter with you, did you? Not yeah, um, no, didn't bring the crackpot, no. No, you didn't bring the crackpot with you. So, yeah, it's just you guys sitting in a basement now. Um, time is ticking on. Are you telling some stories, Kieran? Yes. What what me your, what's your creative skill? Well, I have, li- I have literature and drawing. Well, literature. 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 Story about haunt, about um, those who froze to death on boats on the Hudson River. It's a dark, quiet story of peril on the river, ice and snow, wind and winter. 
George's old pal, Ahard. Oh. Ow. Where are you, pal? Extreme! Awesome. Um, you tell the story, and it's all shivery and cold, and everyone draws their blankets around them, and everyone else can roll constitution. I don't want it. Uh, including you. Oh, oh that was that, that was you. Okay. <laughs> As you draw your ghost story to an end, it's cold. Mary and Stan, you're both freezing and move closer to the heater, shivering in the. It's just damp and cold down here. I have a tipple of my uh, whiskey and offer it to Mary, who is sat next to me looking cold. <laughs> I said, I have a, a hole at the bottle. Uh, pick me up. I take it. It is the rawest of distilled whiskies made in the finest of bathtubs. <laughs> After she sips it, I go, it does taste awful. <laughs> it, should, it should keep us warmer. Um... Midnight comes around. Are you all trying to stay awake? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, yeah. uh, yes, I believe so. I will tell a wartime story to help Ooh. us stay awake. Okay. It's be even more harrowing than my ghost story. <laughs> yeah, we're all sort of wibbling now. <laughs> what skill to make you roll, Jenkins? History? not history to Jenkins though is it he lived it yeah. <laughs> roll me your fighting brawling fighting brawling as you regale them with stories of how you were you know an ash tache you know the colonel to that group of uh, sappers and engineers and you stick off with the you know the Germans and the Italians and lots of shanking with bayonets and shanking with bayonets on dark nights when you had to, like, secure a bridge so you could blow it up and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. George's roll power again at hard. Stop trying to get me. <laughs> oh, no. You've been <laughs> Everyone else, roll listen. Ooh, spooky. I don't know. Oh, you could lock it. Michelle, I'm sending you a message. Don't waste your luck. Oh, don't. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you are hard of hearing. Stan is deaf. Mary is hard of hearing. Oh, oh yeah. The fuck, Stan? How have you got... 20? That must actually be a, a like an impairment, right? In this game. 
Should be. But I still have points in Charm, Fastlock, and. Um, what's the other one? Persuade. I can't remember if I said we didn't need all three anymore. Oh, yeah, you just need one. And so I'll pull that for the next game with you, Rex. Mary jumps into the camp stove. <laughs> Michelle looks deeply sad. And... Mary screams, clutching at her throat and drops to the floor, making gurgling sounds in her throat as if she's drowning. Holy her shit, legs... it wasn't that bad, fucking hooch. Does anyone other than me have first aid? Kennedy, the nurse! Oh, the nurse! Maybe we brought a nurse with us. I can yeah. sort of first aid, but maybe go to the nurse first. I've been receiving yeah. us of your first aid. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, um, she's like, oh, Miss, Miss Simmons, Miss Simmons! And then she, she's like, pull, tries to pull her hands away from her throat. Um, eventually she does, and um, Mary passes out as she's like, um... You can see her holding her... She, like, pulls a bandage out and is holding it against Mary's neck, and she's like, um, I need my kit, uh, the bag, J- J- Judge Olsen, my bag, quickly. Um, okay. You Grab see the bag. blood oozing up around her hands as she's holding this bandage in place. What the hell? Why she get garroted? And, uh, now I need to roll medicine. Ah. Oh. Phew. Okay, uh, she literally uses a uh, threaded needle to stitch the wound on Mary's throat closed and then gently binds it with a bandage and is like, we need to get her to a hospital. It looks like someone tried to slit her throat. The actual fuck we're the only ones in here. Don't look at me, that's the wound. Everyone um, lost sanity. What? Oh, I was in bed the whole time. You're in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, wheelchair the whole time. Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> Everyone loses one. George loses three. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, maybe some more time in a sanitarium soon, Master? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's almost coin flip territory. Um, who's running to summon help? I bumped into it through at the bottom step in my wheelchair. No! <laughs> I don't really, I stay out of the way. Um, I assume um, one of you... I know where the nearest is, right from here, we're in Queens, in the local. Yeah. Um, you just need to run upstairs and find a phone, really. Yeah, I'll go upstairs and find a phone to call... To call an ambulance? You are in the main part of the castle, the bit that the lumberyard doesn't use. The offices are locked. But you hurry out into the lumberyard. There aren't as many people around, but you do find a night guard who can find you a phone, who summons an ambulance. Yeah. I tell him there's been an accident. Someone has had a uh, terrible uh, throat injury. An unfortunate smell to accident. 
Someone walked into a wire which was strung across a corridor. I don't know, how do we spin this as an accident? I like the fact that Michelle's camera has frozen on her being all like... Yeah, it has. <laughs> Look, Michelle. I don't think we spin this, is the thing. And the overexposure from the window makes you like Michelle has died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Parishion Michelle. Craig, is your wife still alive? She is, yes. There we go. You can see her moving in the background of my camera, remember? Does she have a, does she have a reflection when she looks in a mirror? Uh, I haven't checked that recently. Every now and again, Craig throws a bundle of garlic at Michelle for a reaction. What did you throw a bundle of garlic at me for? Oh, I got some of that lazy chopped garlic, Craig. I was going to say, I hope he doesn't, because I know that he uses the lazy garlic like me, so it's just going to be a very wet load of garlic slop coming over the camera. (laughs) It's amazing, though, isn't it? It's really good. I just got a new jar. It's great. Anyway, um... Big heap spoon of that in your frying pan. It's wild. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's garlic. I can't deny it. Craig is, um... Getting excited at the thought. Oh, I've been pouring minced garlic into my cheese on toast recently. Oh, that sounds good. It's, it's, it's I'm going to try that. Anyway, you summon an ambulance. Michelle and Henry get in the ambulance and race off to um, the hospital where some doctors will save her life. And there isn't enough space in the ambulance all about you and Jenkins is still in the basement in a wheelchair. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure. I'll, we won't, I'll go after I got thrown in the ambulance. I'll go back to the basement with uh, <laughs> where we're all dead. Oh dear! I appear to have been implicated in a court murder. Shit. <laughs> well, um, do we feel safe being here, or what, should we what, just? What happened? Yeah. We were just listening to Jenkins's worst reason. I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm proving a distraction. Who was watching who the whole time? I was kind of enthralled by the story, so I wasn't really watching anyone apart from Hot Wheels over there. Hot Wheels? Hot Wheels? Inside Jenkins? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh dear. Um. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess something's going on here. Her throat didn't cut itself. So who cut something? Who had one of us seen anything like that before? I start looking around to see if there's any any weapon or whatever that might have caused that in the surrounding areas. Well, spot hidden. Spot bidden. Speeden. Ooh. I spot wow. it. Spotter. The most interesting thing you find is the old boiler in the boiler room um, is set to turn on at about 2am. That's as exciting as it got. I'm underwhelmed. From the look of it, this boiler has been forgotten and dilapidated. So when it does turn on, 
all it will do is heat up the water in it and then release the water when the pressure rises, which would cause a massive screaming sound. Ha <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that, the screaming noise might have been the ghost, but it doesn't explain Mary's uh, unfortunate episode. No, it does not. Uh, I look at the ceiling ash. Is there anything that like, could have fallen down, like a, maybe a pipe with like a, like a sharp edge that could like swung across her throat or something? Stone ceiling seems hmm. intact. There's no no holes or secret gaps. What time is it now? After the excitement, it's probably getting on for about 1am at this point. So we've got about an hour before we hear the ghostly scream. Uh, no, well, if we leave it set, yes. Do we leave it set so that we can get some empirical evidence of what it would sound like? Yeah, I think that yeah. would make sense if we're not going to just run away because one of our party members' throats got cut. It was like a trick. I didn't see the wound. It was already being sort of... Yeah, everyone seemed to panic. I didn't really see anything either, so... I, I, I saw blood appearing on uh, the bandage. And you saw her stitching it shut. And it, it looked like someone had sliced Mary's neck and stopped just before it got to anywhere dangerous. Is Miss Fisher still with us? No, she's gone in the ambulance. Ah, freedom! Would <laughs> <laughs> you stand up, Jenkins? Uh, <laughs> it's a miracle! What the, what's the movie like just standing up? I very gingerly attempt to, seeing as there's no one to stop me trying right now. Well, well you're. Like some chariots of fire? Well, your constitution, Queen. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I clicked here. I don't know if it's. No. Uh, wasn't a okay, it's not Chris. You stand up, you still feel a bit weak because you've been lying around in bed for several days at this point. But you're standing up. I don't up. think I should go running anytime soon. <laughs> Feeling not too bad. Um, I gingerly sit back down. I, I think I need to take it slow, but yes, that, that was okay. Um, Roll your intelligence, Stan. Well, I was just about to Stan ask. The man. Could I would like to just go around and just like, you know, just check the walls really, just make sure that everything's solid and nothing's weird and out of place. Roll your spot hidden. Uh, Spottest of the hiddens. No. You don't find any secret passages. You wander down the corridor. That um, you know leads to the lumber yard, past the cells. You wander around the basement. You tap, tap the walls. You don't find any hollow points, any secret passages. Does he still give you intelligence while you're about to give him? He does. <laughs> um, I'm just going to send you a message. On what platform? Telegram. Yeah. Alright, cool. 
what this guy exciting quite quickly. We're all going to die down here. Well, at least Mary went out then. Look at the bright side, the rest of you can run out of here anytime you want. <laughs> Bye, Jenkins. Yeah, exactly. I'll buy a new butler! <laughs> <laughs> I will just have to make friends with the malevolent ghosts. Yeah, you can ask them, which one of you hurt my friend? Yeah. And are you a tilling ghast? <laughs> <laughs> It's not my fault the Tilling just seems to be coming out of the fucking woodwork. <laughs> the bookkeeper oh. just, just doesn't stop. The nurse just happens to be distantly related. <laughs> and we're they're hunting you down. <laughs> Good I, I know too much, which isn't much actually. <laughs> You're int. I. I gather back round next to everyone at by the uh, by the heater and go. Perhaps a cheerier story in light of these circumstances. Take our mind off. Yeah. Yeah. I dropped another cheerier story. I don't think. I think nothing good happened in World War One. Really, just lots of death. Ah, my recovering from my grenade shrapnel wound was actually quite good. It was actually a story of my mm. love. Actually, Jenkins, can I wonder, what was Victory Day like for you? Like, you know. Um, well, we were, we were still out on the front at that point. It took a while for us to actually hear any news because the radios were on the blink. But what was the feeling when you, you know, heard the news, the, the victory and everything? You probably picture a chorus hurrying, jumping around and throwing up hands. Um, but honestly, on the front lines, all we really felt was relief. I can imagine it must have been to finally be over after such a, so much death in such a short span of years. Yes, yes, it was um, the chance to finally go home and resume normality. George's roll pow. Please. As I resist the urge to question Stan on why he said World War One, is there other World Wars? <laughs> <laughs> the Great War. <laughs> the Great War. Oh, that is so. That is so. Doctor Who Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> the favourite one is the Family Guy do a joke when they do a Great Gatsby parody, and they have fucking Stewie go World War One. There's gonna be another one. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I numbered? I Yep, Jenkins' story about the uplifting relief of the war finally being over, being able to return home to his family, to resume his studies to become a butler, is a good, relaxing, encouraging story. I feel encouraged. Does it? Does it give me some sanity back? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, Mary. Yeah. You wake up in the hospital. Right. And Kennedy is with you, as is a doctor. You have a bandage on the side of your neck, and Kennedy smiles at you. Uh, how are you feeling, Miss Simmons? 
what happened. You just suddenly felt um, the side of your neck opening and blood pouring out and fell over gurgling in panic. My neck sore. Yes, the doctor appears over. We've given you some painkillers, Miss Simmons, and we have uh, sutured the wound. You will have to keep that bandage on for a few weeks now. Um, but it's not a very deep wound. You're quite lucky it didn't hit anything bad. Um, what happened? Kennedy looks at you like, we're not sure. Did you... We, we don't know. You just suddenly fell over, did you? We, we were watching Jenkins tell the story. Did you, I don't know, slip and cut yourself on something? I was sat on the floor. I don't know, Miss Simmons. You just suddenly fell over making noises and you had cut your neck. Everyone else okay? Yeah, everyone else is fine. They're still in the castle. Okay. Um, The Doctor's Miles, we're going to um, keep you in overnight, but then we probably should be able to discharge you in the morning. Thank you. Kennedy will go back and let the others know you're okay. Uh, meanwhile, back in the castle, um, Jenkins' story is over. That's is his life. No. <laughs> Bad, mate. He wants to get a new butler. Not really. I like this butler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's getting on for 2am. You all hear the boiler clunk on. And about 20 minutes later, the boiler starts letting out a piercing, screeching sound as the built-up steam is released through a safety valve. Essentially, the boiler's still hooked up to the electrics and the water. And, you know, the gas turns on and it, it boils the water, but then it's got nowhere for the water to go, or the steam to go, so it just releases it, causing the scream! That's a good impression. Enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely sounds incredibly spooky echoing through this old stone building. So you can understand if people were upstairs or working in the lumber yard because the shit. There's no one up there now, but like they do get ships at this time of night sometimes. So if you've got a bunch of stevedores unloading wood and this screaming noise comes from inside the castle, you could definitely see why that's going to spook people. Maybe we should unset that now we have the evidence. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you record it on a phonograph? No. Yes. <laughs> I want to say yes, but I think the reality is that no one thought to bring one. You've got a camera, though. Do you at least take some pictures of the boiler so you can yes. use them? You can use these in your um, speech, Jeremiah, debunking it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we wanted to, we could always just come back tomorrow with us and record the sound if need be. And we could always just set it to go off in the middle of a fucking day so we don't have to stay overnight. It's true. <laughs> Although we're planning to stay overnight with the Doolally guy as well, aren't we? Well, when we do we stay with... When we do Doolally we, guy. Do we need the ghost hunter? This is, like, the source of the noise. Well, I yeah. think it would be interesting to compare results so we can actually debunk him as well. I'm, yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, I'm personally not 
terribly interested in that. Something that that doesn't sound relevant to. It's relevant such that if we put forward one story with one argument, and then he tries to come forth and go, "Oh no, that's rubbish." The reality is, inserts a load of evidence which we haven't been able to debunk because it didn't happen while we were present. But is he going to read this? Or is he a member of the society to... Yeah, I suppose, I suppose we don't need to destroy a man personally, do we, to debunk it? I mean, if he, if he continues to believe it and spreads you know, his, his stories, that's up to him. Surely it's a public service, though, if he is actively being fraudulent, though. Is he making money from it? Uh, well, possibly. It's his job, isn't he? A paranormal detective, or whatever he calls yeah. himself. I mean, he's trying to get the company here to hire him to deal with it. Well, they can't. Well, if we go to the company with this and go, hey, no, it was just this, don't worry about it, therefore we won't hire him, right? I'm kind of I'm kind of with the judge on this though that yeah we, we've come here to collect evidence for a story okay we can that can be made public knowledge and perhaps we're once we've presented our our investigation to the to the society but I'm I'm not sure it's necessarily upon us to then proactively pursue people individually I think once we've made our you know findings uh, public I think that's that's enough. That's fair. Well, the boiler stopped screaming after about uh, 15 minutes. Do you disable the boiler so it won't do this anymore? Yes, uh, no, we attempt to. We reset it so in the day so we can get a phonograph of it first, I'm sure. Seems like a good plan. Yeah, yeah. That is relevant to our story. That's some good well, stage yeah, play. If, yeah. you can, if you can have someone lurking in the wings and then the judge can be like, and then at 2 a.m., the screen began, and then you have the screen play. <laughs> That'll go down really well at dinner. He's going to tell one of us to roll operate heavy machinery, which nobody ever takes, isn't he? I was going to say, I'm not going anywhere near an industrial boy. <laughs> anyway, um, you um, are just finishing up talking about the boiler when you have... Hello? Hello? It's Kennedy coming down the stairs. Hello, Miss Fisher. Hello. We're oh. in here. We're in the boiler room. You're all in the boiler room. Hello. Um, I've just come back. Mary's okay. She woke up. They've they've put a bandage and, like, done doctory things and given her a sedative, and they're going to keep her in overnight. That's good news, that she's well. Did we, did we find out what she hit? I assume she... I don't know. Did you drink too much of that hooch of yours, Mr. Kirby? And... I, hold I hold it up and I go, I don't think there's any stuff in here anyway. Well, I mean, did she so sharp as to cut? Uh, no, no, I meant she was sitting on the floor, so did she fall over and cut her neck on, like, a nail or something? Possibly. That would be my explanation. Like, it's happened so fast, it could have been, it could have anything like that, really. She must have fallen over from too much drink and cut her neck? Even to you guys, it, reasonable. it sounds like she's trying to convince herself of this because mm. I uh, I look at her and go, well, it wouldn't be anything else with it. Now there's a, uh, it's just one of those weird accidents. They happen all the time at workplaces like these. No, sometimes it's just uh, the circumstances that lead to it are uh, one in a million. 
Well, she's going to be okay. Um, how's Mr. Jenkins been? Has he been behaving? I've been 100% behaved, Miss Fisher. He's been an upstanding citizen. I've nothing. Upstanding, you say, Mr. Kirby? A very good citizen, as in a very good, yes. Hmm. Can I roll class talk against whatever she rolled? You can. She doesn't question it. She does, however, pour you a glass of the thick green sludge that is apparently your tonic. This doesn't look like my tonic, Miss Fisher. You know it is your tonic. Drink. (laughs) You're still a nurse, so I'm going to drink this, but I think you're drugging me. Glog, glog, glog. (laughs) Yes. She looks at you and she's like... Mr. Jenkins, you've been drinking this for several days. I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. If I've been drinking it for several days and it's always been this thick green stuff, then I don't say that. You probably are still convinced she's drugging you with it. Oh, in that case, I still say that then. Yeah. And she's like, yes, Mr. Jenkins, it's full of several medicinal uh, compounds that assist your recovery. Do I start to feel woozy almost instantly? Not woozy, but it definitely um, it's got painkillers and stuff in it. Ah, well, for good news, I feel like I'm being drunk in a good way. Good. GM is typing. Indeed. Um, are you staying here for the rest of the night? We may as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're in the lead. Okay, it's about 2.30. Are you, t- are you telling another story? Or are you going to settle in and get some sleep? Um, I suppose I could tell a story of, like, a confusing, befuddling case that but eventually oh, got solved. Like, like, um, like, a weird, like, what's the weirdest case you've had, Judge? That'll be, that'll be fun. Hmm. Well, law. Yeah. You start telling them the story of, uh, you know, uh, multiple um, cat burglars, essentially. Multiple thefts, and how the police had to piece together the proof to prove that this person did actually rob all these different houses. It's quite exciting. I'm enthralled. George's will power. If George is alone. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story. Um, it's a bit legal dry at some points, but Jeremiah is quite good at spinning a tale and leaves out some of the, you know, the more boring stuff. But the, the, the whole bit where he had to, like, present the evidence to court about how the detectives had hunted down the various stolen objects and link them back to the guy who was accused of stealing them. And he was, indeed, the cat burglar. It's quite a good story, quite a good story. And by the time he's done, it's coming on for about 3.30. George, why don't you tell us about how you met Constance? Oh, yes. An epic romance. Oh, Yes. yes. Is it? What have you heard? <laughs> oh, nothing. I'm just assuming so. 
I mean, I'll be terribly disappointed if you go, well, I met her at a cocktail party. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I will regale everyone with a Tory of... Tory? Story of how it was... <laughs> Tory? No, don't She's a Tory, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you probably are Tory. Yeah. How did you meet her? How did I meet her? I haven't got that far in my backstory. Come on, man. You and Craig did a literal questionnaire. Yeah, 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 but I don't think it goes that deep. I mean, look, hey, I'll give you the story of how I met her in the summer of, like, when was it, 1914? I'm going to say 1914. Yeah, it was 1914. Uh, it was like, it was a whirlwind romance. We literally married, like, six months later in, in 1915 or something crazy. Roll so. me your... Persuade, charm... You know, roll me your charm. That's your highest one. Charm... George just tells you the story, you know, he met her in Switzerland, he was away studying business, ski lodge, romance, whirlwind, hot tub, hot tubs. The plot of High Musical. Yeah. Sorry? The plot of High School Musical. Oh God, no. No, it's, it's not the plot of High School Musical. Um, I feel like I could have given you a much better story about how, you know, when I was younger, there was some blatant organised crime links in the family and like, I witnessed people being murdered. But hey, it's just, a, it's just a, an old story, right, from a, from a child that didn't really know what he was seeing. But don't worry, we'll talk about the romance of me and my wife. Yeah, that's more interesting. <laughs> George's role power as you're telling your story. This doesn't bode well for the rest of us. You finish no. your story, Georges, and um, by the time you're finished and you now have the beautiful children and your wife and how you miss her dearly and how she's, you know, over there in Europe right now being beautiful. That's true. It is 4.30 in the morning. Do we need to... Well. I... I'm starting to think nothing else is going to happen now. We can't figure out what happened to Mary. No. We get, well, we're we'll going to come back in the day and get... We're going to have a look. Maybe the daylight will be uh, more helpful. Mm. I mean, if we want to go see some... I'm, I'm happy. Pretty. We can always head over and watch the sunrise over the Hudson. Yeah. I think I've spent enough hours in this dingy little cellar. I agree. Yeah. You head out. Let's get you back upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> you help Jenkins upstairs. You find a good space on the harbour front in Queens to watch the sun come up over the Hudson River. The sun rises. It looks quite beautiful. Everyone except Michelle. Wow. Get eight sanity. Nice. Wow. Needed that. You're not there, Michelle. Besides, you don't need more sanity. Yeah, into the 90s we go. Oh, don't tell him that. You're, put, you're on his radar now. I've always been on his radar. I started with 99. Wow. Gee, what? 
I've never had a character start in the 90s. 95, I think I started. Something stupid like that, I can't remember that. Yeah, his power, whatever your power is. Oh, yeah, 90 then. <laughs> did you roll three sixes? That, yeah. Is that what you rolled for? Fucking hell. He did. Right. I uh, never rolled three sixes. Yeah, but I have 30 strength, so, you know, there's balance across the top there. Yeah, that's fair. That, that is a gimpy strength for sure. Yep. I guess we should go and visit Mary in the hospital. <laughs> We're just watching the sunset going, ah, oh, what a wonderful day. Oh, Mary! To <laughs> <laughs> the hospital! It's, it is, however, still like 6am by the time the sun has risen, so you're going to have breakfast first, because the hospital isn't going to let you in until like 9. So you breakfast! Um, breakfast. you will find a greasy spoon and have like the most delicious of fried breakfast except for you Jenkins you get scrambled egg on toast with a cup yeah. of tea with a viscous oh, green fine. liquid <laughs> let, let, let me remind myself if I like scrambled egg on toast uh, no this is George oh, I'm going to ask for opening actually fold on um, you have a list of things Jenkins likes. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to make it feel like I was making Nate do something that I wasn't willing to do as well. <laughs> it's fair. SLJ, there we go. SLJ. <laughs> uh, breakfast meals. Uh, actually, uh, if, if there's much choice, I'll probably just ask for some porridge. I like porridge. Yeah, Kennedy will let you have porridge. If you ain't letting you have a fry-up. That's fine. Yeah, in fact, my favourite isn't a fry-up. It would just be a toasted bacon sandwich. <laughs> not letting you have that either. I know. I know, which is why I'm having porridge. A toasted bacon sandwich. I like a toasted bacon sandwich. I do like the idea that you're all sitting there with these massive slap-up fry-ups and Jim Jenkins has got a bowl of porridge. And then you trot off to the hospital to see Mary. Mary, you've been fed a delicious hospital breakfast. You've been allowed to clean up. You're feeling better, but you've still got the bandage on your neck. You're going to have to like wear scarves to hide it for several weeks. And it's about half past nine when the others all turn up looking... Tired, but refreshed. How are you feeling, Mary? Okay, what happened? Um, we were hoping you might have some answer for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just sat there and then you were talking about the, the, the previous kind of like the tales and that. And then obviously hearing gunfire and troops. What? And then um, Wait, what? I could feel. Um, His story about the Great War. She said she heard it. Yeah. I don't think I was that good a storyteller. Wow. Then what happened, Miss? Says Kennedy. Um, and then I felt um, a blade going across my throat. Uh, well, we tried to figure out if there was anything that could have done that, and there really wasn't. We were very confused. 
There's no one else down there. No one else injured. No. No. We spent the rest of the evening regaling each other with stories. Oh, and the scream stories. And the um, boiler makes a scream. Of what it was the, la- the little yeah. scream. We debunked the ghost theory. Well, other than the fact that you seem to have been cut by a ghost. <laughs> I chuckle as I say this quite nervously. <laughs> Miss Fisher laughs and is like, <laughs> that sounds a bit silly. <laughs> Well, I definitely don't mention it to that paranormal bloke. Jesus Christ, you'll never get him to leave you alone otherwise. I know the type. Plenty I'm going down with the other chat. I don't think we should. Okay. No. I think it's a can of worms that we don't need to open. So when we say there are suspicious things going down down there, or not? No. I think you must have just slipped all and maybe you were falling asleep under the story and you hit them. Yeah, but you could have slumped sideways and hit something. I don't know. It's very odd. It's just one of those one, one in a million chances. You just never know. Well, um, the doctors say you can leave, Mary. Um, so, should we all head home and maybe get some sleep? Yes. Looks like Michelle's ready for bed already. Michelle's ready for bed Uh, you all head back to George's New York apartment. George's New York apartment. Ooh. Well, oh. well, the artwork stares at you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, as you arrive, um, and are all bustling through the foyer, uh, one of the of your staff, uh, the cook. Is it cook? Hang on, where's George's staff? I've got a list of them. Uh. Why won't you open? Roll20 has gone bonkers on me. Hang on. George's staff. Did that open for all of you? Yes. Yeah, it wouldn't open for me. Uh, Samantha, the cook, informs you that your artwork has arrived, George's, and has been hung in the gallery. No, no, no. This is good. I invite everyone to go and view all of the wonderful new art that we've purchased and placed in the gallery. I'm feeling quite tired and weak, sir. <laughs> Kennedy's like, yeah, we should get Mr. Jenkins to bed. She wheels him off. Well, I guess well, well, he's got that private tour Georges did insist on later. That's yeah. true. That's true. Um, when he's all on his own. Kirby, are you, Stan, are you staying here or are you going home, actually? Um... Well, I've actually seen all the paintings, haven't I? I was there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just say I'll I'll, um, I'll, imagine, I'll head home. What time should we meet up later? Um, well, what, what is... So, did we say we're going back there to, to phonograph record the thing? 
In the yeah, daytime, we can just ask them to just change the boiler settings for us. We've still got our souls whilst we're there. Okay, so what time is it now? It's about 10am by the time you get back with Mary from the hospital. You've all been up all night, you're probably feeling exhausted despite your breakfasts. We should probably, yeah, I mean, we should probably be, like, resting and relaxing, I imagine, for the rest of this entire day. Go back tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stan heads home, do you head to bed? Stan? Yeah, I do. Oh, I would. Does everyone else go to bed? Mary, Jeremiah? Yeah. Oh, not to ruin my body clock, actually. I will stay up and try to go to bed, just have an early night rather than go to sleep in the day. And you I'll have some coffee, and um, I'll start working on a story about the miners. Roll. Michelle's camera's frozen. She's staring into our souls. She does that normally. Yeah, again, the... uh, Kieran, roll your literacy and your drawing. Oh, I'm not drawing. Okay. I assume you tried to draw some pictures to go with it. Uh, just like a, some accompanying sketches. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Like that would be like inset with the text. Yeah. Oh. I wanted to give you an excuse to roll and tick your skills, you see? See how nice I'm letting you tick your skills? We do yeah, like to roll skills. You might critical success, and you're like, I'm rolling sanity. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what they are. They're just weird fungus beasts. You have no Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to fix that, aren't I? Okay. I've labelled them currently as fun guys and chuckle to myself for five minutes. Yeah, you know you're never getting that past the boss. No, no, no. I just chuckle for five minutes. He, he will giggle at it, but he'll also be like, no, we're not publishing that. <laughs> they need a scarier name than that. Uh, Georges, do you look at your artwork before bed? Or are you, do you, are you also going to try to... No, no I, I think I think it's fair to say that I'd be too exhausted like at this point. So I, I will definitely be viewing the art as soon as I'm back up again. Okay, Georges, guys, roll your pow hard, please. Ooh, it's getting harder. <laughs> You're wrong, mate. You are viewing the paintings. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you had a choice. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> You are standing on a plane. Oh dear. Flying over New York. <laughs> Above you, shining, is the blue light from within. You are standing before it. Its light is ahead of you. And you can hear it singing ever so gently. A quiet song of harmonious voices whispering in delight. It's such a beautiful piece, Georges. It is. And you can hear the words. It wishes to... Will you accept it into your soul? You make that sound like it's a choice. <laughs> I did. Mm, would I let it... I mean, your wording's strange. Would I let it into my soul? Yeah. Probably not. Roll me your sanity. To prove you aren't a manatee. You wake up, lying in the darkness of your bedroom. 
the dream fading, and they're like, ah, that was odd. It was odd. You can still Very hear odd. the song at the back of your... You've clearly been spending a lot of time looking at the art. I, I, I contemplate for a few minutes about my, my, my own internal struggle about wanting to see the art and not wanting to see the art all at the same time. You eventually I'm trying to access my soul. I'm going to have questions about that. And you eventually roll over and drop back off to sleep. Jerry and Mary, both of you roll pow as you are sleeping. And Jenkins as well. He's also sleeping in the building. Oh, oh no! The men are failing. <laughs> Mary, you sleep relaxed, calm. You're clearly still on a bajillion painkillers. Jerry and Sam, you have a weird dream where you see Georges standing before the glowing blue crystal from the blue light from within, his his masterpiece, centrepiece of his collection. And you see him wistfully raising a hand towards it and then turning away. And then you both kind of wake up and are like, what the fuck was that? And then you roll over and go back to sleep. Well. I, I cuddle back up with Jenkins and go to, go to sleep. You're not in Jenkins' bed. Oh. <laughs> Why did you uh, I mean, unless you and Jenkins have something going on that you'd like to share with the rest of the class. <laughs> Back to your home room, John. <laughs> it's their forbidden love. So this could be the, more, this could be the political scandal of the fucking Jenkins. Third Circuit appeals judge and butler in homosexual love tryst. Nagel Marcus family very disappointed in Butler. Anyway, you sleep. You you pass the rest of some of you get up, you pass the day in quiet, just you know, hanging out and chillaxing. It is now Tuesday, the twenty fourth of January, nineteen twenty eight. The next meeting of the Historical Society is on the twenty ninth, so you've got Four day, four five days until it's time. Um, so we've done Bodine Castle and we've done Marcello's auction house. I mean, is there any others we want to check out before heading back? Didn't Jenkins express an interest in the an- antiquities and curiosity shop? Alexander's Oh, you have a recording of the boiler scream. Yeah. You don't oh, even... Yeah. You just send one of George's staff with a recorder to go and record it. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine a lot of you going back to record a boiler screaming when you have boys you can send to do it for you. This is true. Yeah. Very true. I mean, I mean there's, plenty, there's plenty of things here for us to investigate, but I would imagine that we've got enough for the next presentation and we'll probably just spend time preparing for that presentation. Mm-hmm. What do we work? I, 
I'm guessing the why I would have shown any interest in the antique curiosity shop is because the whole description of it suggests the possibility of just going along and procuring something which we could then maybe write about for later date maybe yeah it's a fair point one of the things you can present is an object rather than a place but you have to have the object and then you go and research so you'd go to somewhere like the antique shop buy a fascinating looking object and then you'd research its history where it came from and then you'd be like ah we've got this thing and it's from Saudi Arabia in the 1760s and it's actually just an oil lantern would it then be on display in, in, in the historical society with a little plaque with our names on it yeah same way, like if, you, like if you talk about all of the wonderful artwork, you might put one of the sketches on display in the historical society with your name underneath. Yes, yeah. I, w- I would allow them to have a Stan Kirby sketch of an Arthur Shipley original. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's why you're collecting all this artwork because you're planning to talk about it. Oh uh, yeah, of course, eventually. Yep, that's what his rational brain's telling his irrational well, brain. Right, I'm collecting the biggest collection of Arthur, Arthur Shipley works that I can to, to the point where I get to my presentation and get everybody in the historical society staring at my paintings. And then a mass <laughs> ball breaks out as everyone tries to claim a painting for themselves. <laughs> it's gonna well, be. We accidentally brilliant. become a cult from a different campaign. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Is this an origin story? So many things in Call of Cthulhu are, you just don't know it. Shit, we're the cult of the bloody tongue, aren't we, bollocks? No, no, we're in the future for that. Okay, so are you going to spend the next several days writing up the Bodine Castle presentation ready to give on Sunday? I thought Sunday was just a meal, not an actual talk. If you have a thing ready, you can request to do a presentation. At any mill. The next official presentation, like in the schedule, is in February. But you can just give, as long as you give them like a day's notice and go, oh, I've got something ready. They'll go, oh, great, you can do it at the meal on Sunday. Fair enough. Well, it seems like an idea then. Just give, give it ready for whoever was wanting that. Are you presenting it, Judge Jeremiah? If we're going to do the Budding's Castle one, then yeah. I think with the scream and everything, we we should do the castle. It'll make sense. Yeah, yeah. I can start it. I can. Uh, I figured we could start it off as like a, a proper history. It was built in the 1700s by the French, and yeah, he locked his daughter in there. Uh, just how it changed hands, and then try and put in a bit of a, oh, but uh, the spooky, oh, but we we hear voices, and then yeah, we can just put the pictures up and. Uh, the screen noise, and then just put a picture of the boiler up and say, actually, no, it, it, there's nothing spooky about this. <laughs> we can ham it up and then debunk it or something. Yeah, yeah, basically. Just draw the audience in and just go, well, actually. We can there with a cutthroat. <laughs> 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 you're going to have a very little mention <laughs> in your transgressions with the nail on the floor. Um, Judge Jeremiah, roll history. Stan, roll your literature tea as you give Judge Jerry some help. 
I feel like Judge Jerry needs his own talk show. Are the other three of you helping with the presentation writing? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, roll me your history, everyone else. I need to say else as well. Oh, you have history? Ah, my yeah. dance that. No. Oh, yeah, that is a dumb set. I like the fact that clearly Mary and Jenkins have joined the Historical Society for the social climbing as opposed to the history. No, just because I'm... I was going to say, yeah, Jenkins doesn't have much of a choice. Uh, yeah, just kicked his door one day and we're, we're doing history today. Yeah. <laughs> George's, roll your... Up, George's, also roll your archaeology. Ooh, I can do that. Have I ever played a Call of Cthulhu campaign where someone doesn't have archaeology? Now, that is a question. <coughs> George's, you get the plans for the castle out of the uh, the city records and you write a half page bit for the presentation about like you know the architecture design it's all very based on gothic english architecture and waffle waffle look at these gables and these lead lined windows just to just to plump up the history of the uh, the building a little bit more this makes sense could i maybe use my psychology to try and help Pointing in a direction to make the whole bit where we're trying to wibble and ham it up seem a little bit spookier. Yes, you can roll psychology. And fail. <laughs> would I, um, would, given like I'm from Belgium and speak French, would I possibly have some sort of knowledge to help with the piece on the original owner, the French nobleman? Uh, roll me your history at hard. Nice. You're, yeah. roll, you're on fire today. I am on fire. Just make me roll. <laughs> Clearly the birthday birthday curse has gone for Nate has a good day <laughs> rather than Nathan dies. It's been deflected and hit Michelle instead. True. Oh. My power rolls have been legendary today. Except for the one failure that got Michelle's throat cut. Yeah. There are hours of the day left yet. We, are we saying that all of them could have got, like, hurt? <laughs> Not saying. Uh, you um, work in a nice piece of... You've got the plan, so you know his name. He was the Comte de Lot. Uh, he was a crazy man. He uh, fled France originally because he was wanted for his wife disappearing. And then it turns out he locked his daughter in the base, dungeon basement. And then he fled back to France. Yeah, this guy was a real creepo. Dang. But yeah, you you help add a nice little bit about how the judge, uh, well, how the not the judge, the Comte, the original builder of the keep, was a complete and utter madman. Yep. Question. Yes, Jenkins. The original Comte. Mm. It wasn't Comte Let, was it? Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh my! What? Shit. What, what he wrote the Comte des Ghouls. Sorry, what? He wrote the Comte oh. des Ghouls. The Comte oh. des Ghouls. Shit, I've got to read it more now. <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins has just had a revelation. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, Beatles. I mean, that's fine. You know in Canada, George's is all like, oh, I got the original plans. It was built by the comp de a lot. And then Jenkins is all like, what the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> oh, no spaghettios. At some point, I'll talk to Jenkins how the reading is going and what he's, uh, well, what, what it says, really. Well, in which case, um, yes, uh, he was a complete Fruit Loop. Complete, as far as I can tell, um, he... he yeah, yeah, every author who ever wrote a crazy book is crazy, but what's in the book? Anything interesting? Uh, necrophilia, necromacy, necrophagia, all of that lovely stuff. All of the necros? Pretty much all of the necros, yes. Yeah. If that guy built this place, then no wonder there's some weirdness hanging around it. You know he was um, also the leader of a resurrected cult. Oh. Do I? I haven't finished the skim read yet, remember? Yes, but you can read the beginning bit before you get to the... Um... This cult's an ancient cult. Oh, right, yeah. It does say that... It talks about it. It doesn't say he's... Started a cult, though. Well, no, I didn't say start. He's, you know, oh. he's clearly interested or and or involved yeah. in this. Yeah. Um. Considering this is kind of related to this paper, we might want to consider upping from just renting this book to maybe owning it as part of the display relating to this. Technically. I mean, if you really want to sensationalize it, you could definitely link the whole creepy-ass dungeon to the weird necrol shit. But, and then you could put the book on display at the society, all as sort of a uh, as a home-run report. I think before we do that, I probably need to finish reading it in full, really, but it's going to take quite a long time. I mean, that could be a separate paper that links back to the yeah. castle paper. You can do the presentation on the castle, and it was built by this guy, and then you can finish the presentation by, and we found a book written by the original builder of the castle, which Mr. Jenkins is studying for his first paper. How, how long have we got this book for? A month. We're going to need longer than a month with this book. With, with that knowledge, given we're talking in character about it, so I, I, I say to Jenkins, I, I give you... Your know, brain to negotiate the the purchase of that book. Okay, thank you very much, sir. I, I will do so. I guess Jenkins is going to have to go on a trip to Arkham on his own in a wheelchair. I <laughs> inside Jenkins Adventures. Just, just put him on the railway tracks, strap an engine on the back. <laughs> this is I work for a man who is the mastermind behind. The bloody Orient Express practically at this point in the in the states. I will be travelling first class. <laughs> no, no, well, well, let's, let's not be too hasty here, Jenkins. I feel like this sort of technology might be uh, might might cost us around two point four million. <laughs> really? <laughs> George just cracks his head, knuckles and head. Did someone say state of the art disabled carriage? <laughs> exactly. Oh. On paper, it costs two point four million. But all we actually did was rip out all the seats to make room for wheelchairs and add a ramp. Yeah, with little spots so that you can 
make the wheelchair stay in place. I do say to Jenkins actually on that side note, as a serious as I'd like to have a word with him later about some accounting business. Yes, sir, of course, sir. Right, before I jump us to the dinner, is anyone doing it? Because you've spent like a few days now working on the paper, so time is passing, you're chatting away, you've made the brilliant revelation that the castle was owned by the Comte de Erlot. I was wondering how long it would take for someone to work that out, but you've got the good roles. Well done, Georges. I was hoping Craig would put two and two together when I kept referring to... It was to Craig, wasn't me. But I kept just giggling inside of myself uh, how it sounds a bit like cunt. <laughs> well, I was hoping... I, I keep saying compt, and Craig would be like, I'm reading a book by a compt. I'd forgotten because it's been quite a long time since I've looked at the cultster's rules in a while, in, in detail. Well, um, I'm just going to the mechanics page to remind myself what I need to do. Is anyone doing anything special before the dinner at the Might historical... continue season? reading that book now. Yeah. Okay, roll uh, French. I want to continue... Oh, hang on. I'll go around and do everyone one by one. Cool. Craig, you're reading the Comte de Gaulle. Roll me French with oh, yeah. a bonus dice. Uh, okay, I'll do it with a bonus as well. I might get... I'll, I'll stick with the original. Yeah. Yeah. Could I spend a luck to... Oh, no, I haven't really got a luck to spend at this point. It's a coin flip, more or less. I'll stay with a hard. Craig, you finished the skim read because you're in bed with not much else to do beyond giving the occasional comment on the paper as someone pops their head in to ask you about it. Okay, so you can read, uh, you can gain four mythos and roll oh. me a d4. Ah, uh, yes, the d4, I'll do that first then. Come on, low number. That is not a low number on a d4. Lose three sanity and gain four mythos. Let's three. Edit mode. Mythos weapon. Oh, you use that just to work. Uh, oh, I did do that just for action. Oops. I'm waiting for a number, is it? Where is it? <laughs> I haven't got Whisper to keep her enabled, though, so I'm really quite confused now. What was that, Craig? Um, no, I'm not. Apparently, I've rolled that D4 just to you, but oh, right, I've got it ticked on the Matrix. Right, okay. Craig, you may now read uh, the Colts de Gaules whilst I add a couple of things to your character sheet. Okay. Um, Georges, what are you doing with your several days of time? Because obviously you're... Several days? Oh, wow. Um, well, I'd spend... i spend some of it looking at the artwork, but that's not going to take days. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it does, yeah, you tell me. Um... I would probably, because I, I helped originally, so I would possibly help Jenkins with the book a little bit, considering, you know, French is my first language. Um, um, and then I would make sure the business is in order, so I would do some business stuff, speak to Jenkins about the whole, um, the fact that I, I need to make sure I find the 2.4 million hole in the, in the books. Um, and work something out there. That would be what I'd spend the days on, because that wouldn't be a, an easy or quick process, I imagine. Uh, 
Okay, uh, you can roll your French for me, please. Enfant Gee, that was close. Uh, you pass, so you, and as you're working alongside Jenkins, it does go quicker with two of you. So, Colt de Gaules, you also have skim read it. So you may also read the Skim Read version. It's already on my list. It is on your list of books you've got. One is to the sanity loss as well. Yeah. Plus four mythos and D4 for sanity loss, please. to Sammy as you work with Jenkins to complete that uh, the book the, the, well at least do a skim reading of the book and learn some of its dark truths dark truths oh, it's really disconcerting when your character she just suddenly starts moving on its own yeah oh yeah sorry sorry just adding, there are two spells. You haven't learnt them yet, but you now know of them, so you can learn them. Okay. Oh, no. Hang on. Not, of course, that either of you probably believe in magic and would try any of these spells. Except maybe as an academic exercise to uh, prove that it doesn't work. Of course, of course. At least these are better options to do that with than Liza's first spell. Hey, eh, Craig? Currently, we don't know what the rest of the book holds. <laughs> true. Okay, true. Uh, Nathan, you may also roll me your accounting at uh, extreme... Extreme. Yeah, bonus dice because he's consulting with Jenkins a bit as well. With a bonus dice because Jenkins is there. Oh, I need that. Oh, 20. Oh, that's close. You're four. Right? No, 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 you're way away. You're way away. No, we got a 28. Here's What's extreme. extreme. Did you say extreme or hard? I said extreme. extreme. <sighs> that, I'm not liking that much. But no, that is. Oh, no, we need a nine. Like 20, nine 28, yeah. yeah, I need a nine. Uh, you have... There is, you do have 2.4 million floating around in your vast accounts of money, but, you know, it's taking you time to, you're going to have to liquidate some bonds. If you want to do it legitimately and spend your money on it, yeah. it's going to take some time to liquidate some assets. Yeah, I'm not going to defraud the business. <laughs> Maybe. Am I going to defraud the business? No, I'm not. Not this yet. I just take time. I just take more time moving stuff around, making sure the wife doesn't find out yet. Yeah, you know, the usual stuff. Yeah, you got to make sure she doesn't realise what you're spending two point four million on. I mean, your 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 full capital wealth is like millions, so you know. Um. Okay. Uh, Stan, what are you doing with several days off? So, does it help with the paper and whatnot, and we'll. 
Yep, well, helping with the paper is happening. This is the yeah, stuff you do. Nice embellishment. And then what I want to do is I want to carry on writing uh, the story about the miners. I'm going to have it basically be a group of boars um, in the Amazon, and they uh, hear about the... They've basically gone there to investigate some disappearances in the mines, like um, gold mines in Amazon, or diamond gold mines, isn't it, in the Amazon? Gold mines, silver mines. They've been hired by a like one of the companies to find out why their workers keep going mad and keep attacking people, and some of them missing. And yeah, they find out, and basically, all they're going to have like an encounter with the, some of the workers who are thought missing, but they're going to have like fungal growths on them, and it's all going to be because of these weird mushroom people they find at the bottom. And then they uh, fucking run away quickly when they find them at the bottom. They're basically turning humans into. Um, Basically, spore plants. Roll your literature. And then I need to go. And then I want to talk to. And then I want to do a quick sketch of the one that George has in the gallery. And I'd also like to ask George for what he thinks I should call them, or what name I should kind of give them. You write good That's story. Call which one? Sorry, the the Migos. Aren't, aren't you just calling it the miners? He wants a name for the creatures. Oh, you want a name for the creatures themselves? Yeah. The Daves. <laughs> the Daves. <laughs> Roll your Cthulhu mythos, George's. Oh. oh. Meh. Oh, it's so close. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if you ever want to pass Cthulhu mythos wrong. Yeah, Sorry. Oh, Once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Once you, when you're all staring down the hound of Tindalot and going, how the fuck do I kill it? Yeah. yeah. So maybe not now then. <laughs> George's gives you a name. Nathan can think of a name to give you later. And then I want to do, a, do ask him if I'm able to do a sketch of the uh, like a few sketches I can do. I do them in, not in the exactly way, but like use them as like um, so it's on model as such. So I do a couple yeah. of different drawings. Oh, you're drawing. And you do them in. You draw some sketches of Migo and give them the name that George's has given them. Which I will work out. The Fungus Miners. Or something like that. Okay, Mary, what are you doing with several days off? Um, I will go back to the farm and see what it's doing. Okay, roll me your farming. Roll me your accounting. Wow. Roll me (laughs) your appraise. Oh, man. The karmic balance of Nathan's power rolls at return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the door. Michelle's been cursed with the cream luck today. She, she moves fast, man. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. is a world, world famous assassin. Yeah, the chocolate wind. <laughs> the chocolate wind always follows through. Ooh. Oh, dude. <laughs> Is it follow three people we're talking about in the pathway of the game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jeremiah. Um, I'm giving Michelle a sympathy tick. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll probably be spending a lot of time doing that writing, but uh, I think just to cool off, I'll just probably enjoy driving one of my cars. Road driving. Oh, no, that's a tick. <laughs> you can roll again, because you said you are going to spend some time driving. Yay. You may take it. Anything else you want to do, practice, maybe do some law? Do you do some of your actual job? Oh, yeah, I'll have to. (laughs) Dick law. You spend some time doing your job. So you don't get fired. Basically. And you may also roll your listen for me. And your psychology. Oh, okay. What are these for? Me. Doing your job. <laughs> you're sitting. You got. You got. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> you got to listen to the uh, lawyers. You got to listen to the defendants. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You got to actually, you know, observe them. Are they telling you the truth? Make judgments. Uh, Michelle, I gave you two sympathy ticks because I felt a bit bad that every time you click a button today, you fail badly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what time are we on? One hour thirty-seven. I presume the farm is okay and carrying on. Yeah, the farm is all good. It's doing. It's your your farm staff are doing their jobs, looking out for themselves, doing etc. etc. And then on Sunday, the 29th of January, nineteen twenty-eight, you head to Boston and the Massachusetts Historical Society. Jenkins, is he like back to normal now? He's back out of um, he's allowed up he's not allowed to do any strenuous carrying and the wheelchair is kept around in case it's needed but he's getting stronger, he's getting better Uh, Kennedy is still around feeding him medicine do my hit points recover yet? your hit points have recovered And you all arrive at the Histo- Massachusetts Historical Society. Uh, is the 29th now, yeah? Yeah, there is a lavish meal. It's Friday or Saturday? It's Sunday. Sunday. Uh, there is a lavish meal. Uh, Dr. Linsk is there. Uh, Mr. Scott, the like lodge leader, is there. Dr. Cool is there. Uh, you see Dr. Shiny, who wanders over to see how you're doing, oh. Jenkins. Hello, Doctor. I'm I'm fine, thank you. It's all been quite a exaggeration. I, I'm fine. He wags a finger under your nose. It was not an exaggeration, Mr. Jenkins. You very nearly died. If it hadn't been for my groundbreaking exploratory surgery, your heart would have stopped beating entirely. Well, I'm very glad that it didn't. Thank you very much, Doctor. You're welcome. Now, you must come into my office for a follow-up. Yes, Doctor. When should that be? Let's see. If you could come in on Tuesday next week. Uh, My private practice in Boston, not the hospital. We'll do a proper follow-up, and I'll see if I can get you that clean bill of health so you can return to work fully. 
Right here, that sounds like a good plan, Doctor. Thank you. I was just talking to your nurse, Miss 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 Fisher, out front, and she says you're eager to get back to work. Well, no full time until I say so. Of, of course. Miss Fisher has been a delight. Yes, I might suggest that Mr. Nagelmarkers keep her around. It might be sensible to have a medical professional on his staff. Uh, probably not a bad idea. And, uh, you know, uh, she's already proven her worth at least twice. Yes, yes. Well, there was no doubt about her worth. Anyway, she misses out of my earshot. It's just a different side conversation. Uh, yes, he... Yeah, yeah. He, he's chosen his time well. You've gone to the bar, very confused, because you're like, normally Jenkins would go to the bar for drinks, but I guess I have to go to the bar for drinks. It's almost novel, isn't it? Like, I get to go to the bar for a drink. It's, it's almost an adventure for me. You, you're being, like, the worst kind of customer. You're like, oh, I don't know what I want. Do I want one of yeah. them? There's so many bottles. You know, Jenkins doesn't give you a choice. He just gives you what he knows you want. Whereas you're driving poor um, Oscar, the the chief steward, man. You're like, oh, that one's orange. That looks exciting. Oh, but what about that one? I, I feel like this experience will just enhance my my view of Jenkins and his ability to give me what I actually want, as opposed to me trying to choose it myself. You, you currently have five cocktails in front of you, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not sure if any of them are right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Dr. Shiny... Two of them are just different types of rum and coke. Yeah. <laughs> you, um... Uh, but it's a really nice evening. There's drinks, there's food, there is... Two luck for everyone. Oh. And five mm. sanity. Oh. oh, yeah. And then it's time... To present yeah. your paper, Jeremiah Olsen. Dum, dum, dum. What do I roll? Roll me your persuade. It's your highest social skill. With, however, four bonus dice. Because everyone helped you work on the presentation. Oh, that's a hard. There it is. Six. A, a one. A one? Oh, Christ. You yes. are... You floor them. It all works perfectly. You do... You start with the historical knowledge about the Comte d'Erlot's castle in New York, slowly talking about this, that and the other, the building, the foundations. It's all a little bit dry and historical. And then you slide into the exciting, the ghost stories, the scream. You absolutely make half the women in the audience scream in terror. And half the men jump when, you know, you have stand, click the recorder and it plays through the PA system. Scream. And yet you have them spellbound and eating out of your hand. And the, uh, the, 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 uh... Club elders don't even bother. They just applaud and declare you a neophyte there and then. <laughs> nice. There is no deliberation here. I'm going to award everyone a little bit more sanity. Two more sanity for everyone. And me too. Yep, you're there. Your, your, your whole table has worked on this amazing piece and it goes down really, really, really well. Um, everyone is impressed and it's just a really good and successful evening. Ash, how much sanity am I allowed? 
Uh, <laughs> you can't go over 99. Okay, cool. Are you at 99? <laughs> doesn't it have one with your mythos, though? Doesn't that drop it? He doesn't have doesn't any have mythos one. yet. Oh, is that what happens by watching this? Yeah, if, if you get mythos, your maximum sanity drops by that amount. Okay. So we've got a three, does that mean my max is 96? Yeah. Yes. Gonna have to get Stan some Cthulhu mythos. And of yeah, course... You take your nonsense somewhere else. I don't believe in your shit. And it's fun. When he does finally start getting Cthulhu mythos, he'll also lose sanity as... as yeah. Alright. This is gonna be fun. But yes, as the evening comes to an end, a Dr. Lintz comes over. Um, he's very... He shakes your hand. It's very interesting to hear you found a book by the computer a lot. I'm looking forward to hearing about that presentation. Uh, who's he addressing? Just, uh, just the table. He's, he's come over to talk to all of you. Like, after the meal and the presentation. He's, he's come over to give you his personal congratulations. Yes, yeah. it was. Uh, it, it's probably quite fortuitous, really. It wasn't. It ha- didn't happen intentionally, but yet we do indeed have the book, which um, Jenkins here has been studying quite studiously. Well, yes. sometimes history Fine. just leads us down interesting paths, and it certainly does. I have to. Hmm. Yes, it's not a small book. Um, I estimate it's going to be somewhere in the region of twenty-two weeks before I finish reading. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I look forward to hearing all about it. And Mr. Scott, the chief historian here, he nods over to Mr. Scott, um, can't wait to hear more about it as well. So congratulations, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you. And the evening comes to a successful close. And we'll pause there for a break. um, In the downtime, did Jenkins purchase the book? Did that happen yet? Uh, No, he hasn't been to Arkham. I have to, he's going to have to actually go there, got you. Yeah, yeah he's going to have to go to Arkham and talk to them. But let me just stop the recording.